Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of Sandy Spiel, and can you believe it? The time is already here. It is time for GHSA Girls Basketball State Playoffs Bracketology. Before we jump into that, I do want to mention the Sandy Spiel Spring Showcase, March 17th at Gainesville High School. More information on sandyspiel.com. An opportunity to play in front of college coaches, get some skill work done, break down and get some gameplay in, and do that all in front of college coaches, media members, videographers, and photographers. Uh, More information on that. Deadline to register is March 15th. But the reason everyone is here, hopefully there are some people out there listening, it is time for girls basketball bracketology. I break down, or at least try to touch on, all 128 games. That is, that's a lot of games. That's 32 games in eight different classifications. Um, This is always everybody's favorite bulletin board material. And it is always an exciting time of year, a lot to cover, so we will jump into it, starting with Class 7A. Class 7A, on the top left-hand side, we have Archer, 19-7, the three-seed out of Region 4, versus 22-5, Colquitt County, the two-seed out of Region 1. Region 1 is a region I've been interested in all season long. Why? Last year... They got only one team to the Sweet 16, so they have a lot of proving to do, but they have teams with very good records. However, these teams have not really gone up or played any teams in the metro Atlanta area or just anywhere really above the, you know, above Macon. So it's it's a different culture up this way. So I'm very interested to see how these South Georgia teams do. If the uh, if they are in fact for real, if they can play up here, or if it is going to be like last year where they struggled, I think the teams this year in that region are better than last year's teams, um, and we will see what they can put together because they do have a lot of teams with very sparkling, shiny records. But with that being said, Archer they've kind of fallen off the trail a little bit. That's a team that was in the top ten for much of the season. Uh, it took them a while to get in, but then in that meaty part of the year. Uh, They were in there for a good chunk of weeks coming out of Region 4, but they lost to Newton 60-58 in overtime in the semifinals of the Region 4 playoffs, and then they were um, able to defeat Brookwood 42-37. Mimi Whitehead has had a very good season. The junior is really coming to her own, not just a defensive player now, really getting the ball and scoring in a multitude of ways. She was a first-team all-region selection. And then uh, Saniya Sharp, who transferred in, uh, is a, a key addition from the Athens area. And then Saniya Harris, coach's daughter, uh, provides that uh, versatility at the forward position. And then Colquitt County, uh, you have a girl that is on her third school in three years, Amara Walter-Smith. She loves to shoot the ball. She shoots a lot of threes. And when those threes are going in, she can score in bunches. Averages 17 points per game. Um, we will see what they are going to be able to do against that tough Archer defense, a very exotic defense. 
um, that you don't see too much with that point I or however they want to call it. So uh, with that being said, I think Archer, it's going to be tough going down to Colquitt County, but if Archer can play that funky defense and if Mimi Whitehead is able to run wild, uh, I'm going with Archer in this one. But again, I think a lot of these Region 4 versus Region 1 matchups are going to be tough, but Archer is my pick just because I know for a fact they have seen the best of the best, which is uh, a team in that region that we will touch on a little bit later. Next up, Mary Edda and Campbell. They are hooking up Campbell. Most recently, we see them uh, ranked number three in the state. They are the champions out of Region 2 after defeating Carrollton in the region championship. They're 20 and 7 overall. They will play Marietta 17 and 11. Marietta, a great surprise, a super young team. Cayenne Sr., the freshman, uh, had a phenomenal incoming year. And then Kayla Davis, or Kayla Day, uh, had a great, great senior season and has really emerged as a, a go to player for the Blue Devils. She's had a, a, a very strong showing. Um, a state champion in her own right when she was a, a, a rookie. Um, but these two teams actually met earlier in the season, and Marietta was able to clip uh, this Campbell team uh, 67 to 54. And that was, you know, Campbell was really kind of finding themselves back then. Um, and they didn't have uh, Ty Harvey. She was still coming back off of injury, I believe. Uh, but she's been inserted into the lineup, and they've really taken off since. Um, with this game going to be at Campbell, and now Campbell. Uh, it feels like I believe they're at full strength now. I'm looking at Campbell to get some revenge, but Marietta as a four seed, 17 and 11 out of Region 3, uh, they are a very dangerous team. They have some really nice wins under their belt, and that's a scary thought because they have some major, major impact freshmen on the horizon, and I think Marietta is going to be contending for state titles uh, in the very, very near future, but I do not think uh, it will be this year, and I feel like Campbell with Marley Battle and Brooke Suttle, who's going to Penn. Uh, I think that team has that veteran experience, and I think they'll be able to get past Marietta. But they have to be aware. Kayla Day had 28 points on them last game, and then Cayenne Sr. Uh, had 17 points. But Campbell at full strength, I like them to advance. Next up, we have Duluth, 7-18, and 18, Region 7, 3 seed. They will be playing Lambert, 16-12, and 12, Region 6, 2 seed. Lambert dealt with some injuries, especially early on in the season, and they've kind of been able to, to gel after that and uh, figure out how to play without some of these key players. Um, their high watermark was when they blew out uh, Milton by over 30 points, I think it was, um, and they've kind of settled back down since. But they've been a really good team. They got really hot in the middle of the season with Anna Rose uh, Tires, very good player. Uh, she's been able to carry this team for the most part, has really made an impact getting to the basket and just gets others involved as well. And then Parker Whipple was a first-team all-region guard. Kenzie Wire as well has some length on the perimeter. They're playing a Duluth team that is slowly trending back up in the right direction. Um, Kylie Zerger was a all-region selection for them, but I think Lambert is uh, just a little bit more polished right now, and they have – ripped off some wins, and I think they're going to get back to their winning ways after losing to Milton in the region championship. So I do think the Longhorns uh, are the team to advance. Next up, Region 8, number 4, Central Gwinnett, 19-9. and nine. They will be playing Cherokee, the Region 5 champs, 21-6. and six. Cherokee ranked number 9 in the state in the final regular season 
top 10 in Class 7A. Central Gwinnett, uh, reportedly their best player, has withdrawn from the team. And if that is accurate, that is a big, big loss if Coco Rudolph is no longer with the team. If that is accurate, that could be a reason why you saw Central Gwinnett slip to the four seed, um, a team that has a really nice record. But Nalani Ganey is a really good player, but I don't know if she's quite yet ready to be the star player and be the go-to person. She's a great, uh, was a great Robin to uh, Rudolph's Batman, providing that uh, electrifying on-ball defense, setting the school record in steals and just all over the place and has a really bright future. Um, but you take away anybody's top leading score and you're just going to have some issues. And you saw it in the region tournament. Even though they did play Buford extremely close, 56-50, they lost to Decula. 56-52 in the consolation game. So this team still has a presence about them, and they are still very dangerous. But I don't know if they'll be able to get past Cherokee, but I do think they will make it interesting with Nalani Ganey playing that pressure defense and picking up some steals. But uh, Cherokee with Tony Warren going to Wofford, one of the best scorers in the state when she's really cooking with her jump shot. Uh, I, I figure her to be a very tough cover if Cherokee's able to get her the ball in her correct spots. And then Cherokee has some other uh, you know good guards. Alex Whitecliffe is a, a USF commit for lacrosse, is a very athletic guard. Madison Moody's a youngster that was named all region. And then Riley Simmons going to USC Aiken at six foot is that, that inside out stretch forward that can knock down a lot of shots. And then Lila Griffith does a lot of the dirty work as well. So I do think Cherokee at home, if they're able to control the ball and not turn it over when Central Gwinnett comes at them in waves, I think they should be able to advance. But I do think Central Gwinnett is going to try to pick up the pace and get this into a full court game. Um, but I do think Cherokee, they're playing very well after a couple tough losses early in the season. I feel like they're in the right headspace right now, and I do think they should be able to knock off a four seed. The bottom left-hand quadrant, we see Camden County, the three seed out of Region 1, 21-6 overall. They will be playing Newton, the two seed out of Region 4, 17-11 this season. And you have to give Coach Jawan Bailey a ton of credit. You had two impact starters uh, hurt right at the very beginning of the season. And he's been playing with some babies out there. And those babies have really grown. I know Sinai Tripp going to Belmont is that senior leader. Um, but there's reason to be excited with Maya Perry, a freshman who's had a really strong season. And it just feels like Newton has been getting better and better and better throughout the year. Uh, you look what they've been able to do uh, most recently in the region tournament. They beat Archer in overtime, 60-58. to 58, And then they hung around with Grayson for a, a, just a tiny bit there. And then, of course, Grayson pulled away 68-43. Um, but the Rams are really tough. They have some other good young players. Got some size inside with some youth. Um, and even without all their 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 stars you know, healthy and available, this is a team that did not let go of the rope. A young team that could have easily said, well, we don't have everybody. We don't have uh, Desiree Davis. She's hurt. We don't have 
Um, London Smith, who's supposed to be our star freshman who already has DV1 offers, uh, they did not let go of the rope, and they put together a great season. So they're playing with house money right now, and I know they're going to be hungry to advance even further. Camden County, 21-6, and a team that was always on the precipice of the top 10 but just couldn't secure those key wins to break into the top 10. Uh, they finished, like I mentioned, with that three-seed uh, after they lost to Colquitt County in the semifinal matchup, and then they beat Richmond Hill. Um, they do have Taylor Wrightvelt inside a very good forward that Newton is going to have to track. She's very talented, can shoot from the mid-range. Uh, I like her activity around the paint, around the rim. Uh, really good player. That is going to be tough to stop. But again, as I mentioned, I want to see how these Region 1 teams do. Uh, Camden does not have the luxury of staying at home. They're going to have to travel to that Covington area, and that's going to be a, you know, all these matchups are going to be a lengthy bus ride. Uh, I think Newton finds a way past, but I really do think this game should be up in the balance, hanging in the balance deep into the fourth quarter. But again, the Rams with Sanaya Tripp, she, you know, she's still a big-time, big-time player, a Division One point guard, and she's got talent around her. If she's able to lead this team, uh, if they can neutralize Wrightfeld inside and some of those other tough guards for Camden County, Newton at home, um, I'm going to lean with them, but I think it should be close. That should be a really good matchup. Next up, East Coweta, the Region 2, number 4, 7-17 seven and 17 overall. They play North Paulding, 21-6, and six, the Region 3 champion, currently ranked number 4 in the state. They really got that monkey off their back. They crushed McEachern in the Region Championship, 63-40. to 40. Uh, North Paulding, they have a lot of size. Ava Andrews is playing that guard position, but she's bouncy, six foot one. Kata McCorvey's a really great rebounder, a senior inside. And then Morgan Landrum, the freshman, looks like a baby. Ava Andrews, with just how athletic she is, leads the team in rebounding, almost 10 rebounds per game. Um, they can go, you know, start three six footers across the board. And if they get solid enough guard play with Jada Jackson, who's going to Wheeling. Uh, Division two school. You got Marina Cipolla, who's one of the team's leading scorers. She filled it up in that region championship game. I think she hit about seven threes. Um, this North Paulding team is good. And Lily Harris, I'd be remiss if I did not mention her guard play and her outside shooting. So they have a lot of pieces, and North Paulding's played a lot of good teams, and they've beaten a lot of good teams. North Paulding should roll in this one. I think they're going to be too big. They're going to control the glass. And I just don't think East Coweta is going to have the firepower to contend with a team that has. Uh, a great mix of youth and veterans, and I think uh, this is the year for the Wolfpack to make a deep run. Next up, we have a nice little Region 6 three-seed versus Region 7 two-seed matchup. Region 6 represented by West Forsyth, 14-13. and 13. They play 15-13 and 13, North Gwinnett. West Forsyth has had a pretty good year this year. I've been impressed with what Coach Ranfos has been able to do, Catherine Bottoms has been battling injuries uh, ever since coming back from that ACL tear. Her foot's always in a boot when she's not on the court, but she's been gutting it out, and she just received a young Harris offer not too long ago. A really good uh, sleeper pickup um, for some small schools out there in the North Georgia uh, landscape. Um, but she's a, a talented player whenever she's healthy and she's on the floor. Uh, this West Forsyth team has been playing well. As I mentioned, 
Uh, Bottoms was a first-team all-region selection. Zaria Smith, a senior, has really improved her game every single season, has turned into a really nice you know, bit of a combo uh, guard slash small forward, uh, a tough player. And then Mary-Kate Leonard is a reliable post presence that can also step outside a little bit and shoot from the perimeter. Um, they were able to secure that three seed by beating South Versailles 54-48 uh, after they had a tough three-point loss to Lambert. Um, they're playing North Gwinnett. North Gwinnett, Caroline Beaven is the girl to keep an eye on, a really good outside shooter, a very talented scorer. She's had a breakout season. I wouldn't be surprised to know if her average is about 16, 17 points per game, a really good junior that is trending upward that a lot of Division three, possibly if she takes that extra leap, Division two schools could look at, just a really good all-around player. Um, if she's hitting from the perimeter and she gets some help to go alongside her, North Gwinnett's a good team. Audrey Loudermilk uh, was an all-region pick as well, um, but it's going to start and stop with Caroline Bevan. Bevan Bevan, however you correctly pronounce it, I apologize. She was the co-region player of the year in Region 7, so she can flat-out score the ball. Um, this game's going to be at North Gwinnett. Uh, North Gwinnett coming off a tough loss to Norcross where they scored just 19 points. I think West Forsyth um, may be playing a little bit better right now and is coming from a region that uh, top to bottom is more competitive. I know you have Norcross in Region 7. Is a juggernaut, but then the rest of those teams aren't necessarily um, as talented as some of these teams in that Forsyth County region, or at least on paper what the record shows. Um, but for that reason, I do think West Forsyth is a tough team, and I do think they had that senior leadership, uh, naming three of them earlier in this little segment here. So I'm going with West Forsyth to eke out a win over North Gwinnett. To wrap up the bottom left-hand side, Wheeler 11-14, the four seed out of Region 5. They will be playing Buford, the number two ranked team in the state, if rankings matter to you. Apparently they don't to everybody, which is fine. Uh, Buford is 24-3, and three, uh, and they are the Region 8 champs. Uh, had some close calls down the stretch. They haven't been playing necessarily their their best, but it is tough to beat good teams three times, and that is what Buford does every single year. They always run the table in their region, and they, they beat all these teams three times, so that does have to matter a lot. Uh, doesn't always have to be a quote-unquote pretty win, but every win is pretty at the end of the day, and they did beat Mill Creek 57-40, so they are starting to hit their stride again, if that means anything, after a six-point win over Central Gwinnett. Uh, with that being said, Buford will roll in this game uh, with their press, and then Ava Grace Watson, who is going to Ohio State, uh, just such an elusive score. She's averaging well over 20 points per game, and then Lydia Ledford has... Uh, really risen to the occasion of being that number two this year, having a great season. So Buford will cruise in this one. Um, but Wheeler, um, Zebney Horton, I believe her name is, has had a really nice season coming back from injury and is a player to keep an eye on for college programs. Now we move up to the top right-hand side of the bracket we have North Cobb, 19-8, and eight, Region 5, number 3, versus Mill Creek, Region 8, number 2, 18-7. and seven. Mill Creek just dropping out of the top 10. 
in this final regular season rankings. Mill Creek has been ranked for a very good long time. Uh, very good reason why um, you have Bella Ragone, who has had a great season. We will see what happens with um, you know her family situation with her father being the football coordinator uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, but a great player nonetheless. Hopefully she is able to stick around in the Georgia area and hopefully stay at Mill Creek because she has really helped rise this team up into the uh, the statewide contenders. Um, and Mia Huckabee, the freshman, has had a really great season alongside her as well. And then Sammy uh, Spees is a, a nice senior going to Tacoa Fall. So there's a really good nucleus for Mill Creek. And they're going up against North Cobb, who is, co- you know, Coach Spini. Uh, has been there for a long, long time. This is his swan song. They announced that he's retiring, uh, or at least from coaching, at the end of the season. North Cobb is a team that has a lot of veterans on that roster, and they have had a really nice season flirting with 20 wins, as I mentioned. Armani Shaw is a good guard. Uh, Aaron Giles was an all-region pick. Uh, Kaya Sibley-Clark has a lot lot of length inside and has some really nice upside uh, at the next level. Um, So I I think this could be a a very – Interesting matchup. A lot of X and O should be involved here. But I do think Mill Creek, they do have the best player on the floor with Bella Ragone, who is, if she's not a five-star prospect, she's a four-and-a-half-star prospect. Uh, I just feel like at the end of the day, if they need a bucket, they can go to her. Um, but I do think North Cobb does have a lot of options as well. Should be a competitive game, but I think uh, Mill Creek throughout the season has picked up a couple more uh, key wins and has proven themselves Uh, throughout the year. So I'm going with Mill Creek to edge North Cobb. Next up, Norcross, 22-5, Region 7 champs, currently ranked number 7 in the state. They will play South Forsyth, 13-15, the four seed out of Region 6. South Forsyth, of course, graduated that huge senior class last year, but they still find a way into the state tournament with a team that has some youth and some veterans. Uh, Allie Myers, a really good post presence, loves getting to her left hand on the block, even though she's a righty. Uh, Jaden Nicely, a great hustler, a great senior leader. Uh, and then her little sister, Avon Nicely, at the point guard position, a freshman, has had a, a, a strong contribution to the team. But Norcross, Norcross uh, a team that should contend and should go deep into the season, but which Nia Aikens, their guard, getting hurt. Uh, who was signed to play at Mercer. I believe it might have been an ACL. She's been missing in action for a while, and Norcross is a team that has already always been um, grounded in their defense. They play great, great defense, but sometimes they can struggle to score, and when you lose your top score, uh, that does hurt. Uh, luckily, Justice Fitzgerald transferred in in the offseason from Roswell and was the co-region player of the year, and she's had some terrific games. So you have to think about where they would be without uh, these incoming players. But she's had a great season. Her game is really elevated, and they do have Mariah Valerie inside. Uh, Cadence Peterson's a, a really good do-it-all guard as well. Um, so I think that defense is going to travel, and I do think they will still be tough enough. They're going to be physical, and they're going to limit a lot of buckets. And I do think with that size and that veteran uh that veteran backcourt, I guess you could say, I do like Norcross to win and advance to the next round, even though they do not have their star guard in the fold. Next up, Westlake, 17-8. and eight. Region 2, number 3, they play McEachern, 16-12 and 12 overall, the 2 seed out of Region 3. They're currently ranked number 6 in the state. Have a lot of losses, but they do play a super tough schedule. And again, 
pretty much the exact same as Norcross, a team that is just built on that defense. They want to grind you out, play physical, rebound the ball. Khalees Hill is a really good guard um, that can score from multiple levels. Uh, one of the smaller players on the floor, but she is so tough at getting to the basket, can shoot the ball, just a true true floor general out there. And then Jada Bates is the X factor. If she has a really, really good game, the Arkansas commit could carry them and lead them to the promised land or at least a very deep run throughout the state tournament. Um, she can get hot at about 6'3". Um, they always called her the baby Kevin Durant. She's averaging about 10 points per game or so, um, but she really does have all that talent to just turn it on. If you're not able to crowd her and limit her and make her uncomfortable, she can take over games. And this is going to be a really fun matchup uh, because Westlake, they do have a stud in their own right, which Akoya Jones, a uh, really good player, super physical, averaging over 20 points per game, uh, rebounds exceptionally well from the guard position, um, has a nice mid-range jumper, and just can play bully ball around the basket. Um, I think McEachern wins this one just because they've had more success throughout the year against strong opponents. Um, but Westlake, with that star player in the mix, uh, I do think they can make this game somewhat interesting, but I am going with McEachern. Next up, uh, we will touch on Grayson, the number one ranked team in the state, region four champs, 27-0, versus Richmond Hill, 17-11, the four seed out of region one. I think you have Richmond Hill, a, a team that has some talented players, Micaiah Matthews, then Colin McCormick is a big uh, post presence that's young and has some upside, um, but they haven't seen anything like Grayson, and they are going to really struggle with this team. Um, but it is going to be a really fun experience for Richmond Hill to come up and play a top 10 team in the entire nation and see uh, just how good this Grayson team really is. Um, but Grayson with just too much talent, and we could list off all the players, but I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later on. In the podcast, Grayson should win this game running away, and this game could get ugly early. But uh, nonetheless, Richmond Hill, a really nice season at 17-11, and 11, but just running into the one team, the one team you really, really, really don't want to see in the first round, and that is Grayson. Bottom right-hand side, Decula, Region 8, number 3. They are 19-9 and nine overall, a team that spent some quality time in the top 10 this year. Um, they will be playing Walton, Region 5, 2 seed, 14 and 14 overall. Decula's had a really nice year. They've been competitive, um, you know, battling with the likes of Mill Creek, Decula. Uh, well, they are Decula, battling with the likes of Mill Creek, Buford, and Central Gwinnett. Uh, Decula, after a 10 point scary win over Mountain View in that opening round of the region tournament. They returned to form a tough loss to Mill Creek, 45-39 in the semis, but they did secure that three seed by beating Central Gwinnett, 56-52. Tiana Rabsat's a really good um, sleeper post player that college schools, if they're not already on, should get on a great shot blocker, good rebounder, and has some quality moves in the low post. I like her a lot um, for colleges needing an interior presence. Um, they also have... Julia Benefield, a really good player, athletic on the perimeter, can score the ball. And then Makira Standridge, who just committed to, I want to say, Coastal Alabama. I believe that is correct. Uh, a really good little guard that has been playing a, a key role since her freshman year. And you fast forward to she's now a senior. It's 
you know, in the blink of an eye, these girls, they, they grow up on you. And she's played in a lot of games. She's won a lot of games. Um, she's a very tough ball handler, really creative, and can make others around her better. So Makira Standridge, um, really good player to keep an eye on. That is, as I mentioned, committed to play at Coastal Alabama Community College. Um, with that being said, I do think they should be able to top Walton. Walton's had a really nice year. Grayson Ellen or Elin, again, I never know how to pronounce these names. I apologize. A really good player, averaging close to 13 points per game. Just a strong physical wing forward guard player wherever you want. And they have gotten some nice contributions um, from others across that lineup for Walton. Kate Bagley uh, was an all-region selection. Alice Zhang, a all-region pick as well. Um, but I do think Dekula, uh, I just think that size inside with Rabsat being able to block shots and score around the basket and then those two tough guards in Benefield and Standridge, I think Dekula has what it takes to win on the road. Next up, Discovery 11-16, and 16, Region 7, 4 seed versus Milton. Region 6 champs 24-2, and 2, ranked number 8 in the state. Milton had a couple girls transfer in this offseason, and they have quickly become a very formidable opponent. They had that one hiccup against Lambert when they got beat by about 30 points, um, but they rotted the ship quickly after that, and I knew that they would. They've done a really nice job. Uh, Nia Smith, uh, just a standout player going to Appalachian State, fully healthy, transferring over from Roswell. She is just so dynamic with the steal she gets. Um, good at getting to the basket, a great three-point shooter off the catch and off the dribble. Uh, London Walker has really emerged after coming in from Wesleyan, really showing off that she can be a true point guard, great at getting the ball where it needs to go, just a bowling ball when it comes to getting downhill as well. And Caroline Young, uh, an all-region player, I believe led the region in double doubles uh, missed out on being that all region selection. I think she was honorable mention, but uh, the numbers could warrant otherwise has had a really good sophomore campaign. She's got a high upside. So there's just a lot to like about this Milton team. And I just think they're going to be able to bowl over discovery, um, but discovery, they do have some all region selections. You should keep an eye on Kaylin Jackson, I believe, is a guard. Tonight, Eaton, and then Jay Jones, all region picks. And then coach of the year in that region uh, was actually Ashley Graham from Discovery, or Gresham, sorry, Ashley Gresham from Discovery. So there will be a good game plan in place, but I do think Milton just has too much firepower and that they will be able to advance on to the next round. Next up, we have Hillgrove, region three, number three, 12 and 15. Versus Carrollton, Region 2, number 2, 23-4. Carrollton is ranked number 5 in the state. They were defeated in that region, what we say, Region 2 championship, 51-47 by Campbell. Um, Hillgrove is uh, an interesting team. They still have a lot of talent. This is a team that played a very tough schedule, especially in the non-region schedule. They are a preseason top 10 team, if I'm not mistaken. I still like the guard play. Uh, for this Hillgrove team, if everyone's still in place, Elena Harden's a good player. Amaya Harris is tough. Um, just a, a, a team that has the pieces there um, that can do some damage if they are all available. They've played good teams. Yolanda Floyd's a really tough tough player as well that can score the ball. Um, just looking at who else was an all-region pick. Amaya Harris, we already mentioned her, was a second-teamer. 
Yolanda Floyd was a first teamer. Um, so this Hillgrove team is battle tested. They've seen the best of the best, uh, and they're going to see a Carrollton team that is super physical, really tough defensively, really gets after you. They are very comfortable playing low scoring games and making it ugly and just bullying you at Madison Swint grabbing rebounds. Um, Deja Preston at the guard position, locking up and scoring on the perimeter. Madison Reese hits outside shots. Uh, Maya Holmes uh, playing more of a forward position this year, but she's a dynamic presence and a true X factor if she's able to get going. Um, I think Carrollton wins this game. It is at home, but I do think Hillgrove will be ready for them. Coach Milan will have them ready to play. But I do think Carrollton, just over the course of the season, they've just been playing really good basketball other than that trip up in the region championship game. And Hillgrove, they played a lot of teams tight, a lot of teams close, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to pull it out in a really tough environment. But again, I feel like this should be a good game that should be um, within striking distance heading pretty deep into the fourth quarter. But Carrollton is my pick. They just had more consistency throughout the year. And lastly, on this bottom right-hand side, we have Brookwood, the four seed out of Region 4, the defending state champs, 7-21. and 21. They play Lowndes County, Lowndes, the Region 1 champs, 19-4 and four overall. They dismissed their head coach right before the region tournament, and that did not necessarily matter because they went on and continued to cruise uh, beating Richmond Hill 49-39 in the semis and then beating Colquitt County 47-43. Kimora Wade is a player to watch. Casey Demps is a good guard. Those two are two very key pieces for Lowndes County, who has uh, been one of those teams that you can trust to do some damage in the uh, state tournament. They've had some success in years past um, as far as being a, a, a formidable opponent from down south last year. They beat Westlake 58-29 in that first round and then lost at home uh, 56-53 to a really, really good Archer team. So Lowndes is a tough customer. Brookwood, uh, surprised to see they only have seven wins. They played some of these teams really, really tough. They scheduled pretty hard as well. They played the Sandy Spill Showcase. They gave Hardaway, who's number two in Class 4A, a really good game. Um, this is a team that's been close. Like I mentioned, they, they hang around. They only lost 42, 37 to Archer in that consolation game in region four. But I do think the travel down to Lowndes and then Lowndes, uh, just being that, that top team out of region one, I feel like there's always size. There's always athleticism, um, down in that Southern Georgia atmosphere. And I do think Lowndes should be able to get past Brookwood, but Brookwood does play good defense. But I do think Lowndes should be able to find their way past a really gritty uh, Brookwood team that has had some really nice contributions up and down the lineup from a variety of girls this year. So with that being said, I know this is already 34 minutes on Class 7A, uh, but I guess people want to hear my final four predictions and my state champions just so we have it on record so we can track it and make fun of me when I'm wrong. But my final four... I'm looking at Campbell at the top left-hand side. I'm looking at Buford on the bottom left-hand side. Grayson top right. Carrollton bottom right. Grayson quickly, as we have to mention, they've pretty much, well, they have beaten everybody. You can't say pretty much. They have beaten any, everybody. They're undefeated. Tim Slater did a, uh, a very good job and made it a point to play pretty much every single top 10 team 
in the state. Uh, so if they do see McEachern in the second round, well, they already destroyed McEachern 68-40. to 40. If they do go on and see Norcross in the Elite Eight, uh, they beat Norcross 59-37. If they do make it to the Final Four, it would be a rematch with who? It would be Carrollton. Who did they do? Who or what did that happen when they played Carrollton? They beat Carrollton 64-39. Uh, the, the trending theme here is that none of these games were close, and these are really good programs. I just listed three great programs and three teams that are reliant upon defense and shutting you down, but the difference with Grayson is they just have so many options that can score the ball, so much firepower, the most explosive firepower in the state and the best backcourt, best guard, bevy of guards in the state of Georgia. And we see it, what they've done nationally, beating IMG, being a top 10 team in the entire country with Daniel Carnegie, who's going to Georgia Tech. Uh, you got Tatum Brown, a really good junior guard. Aaron Rodgers, who's going to Florida Atlantic as that six foot one wing, but is a tough nosed rebounder and scores around the basket. Um, you have other players as well. Tosh Hunter's starting to pick up some D1 offers and some Division II looks as well. She just picked up a Western Carolina offer as a defensive stopper. Um, just up and down. Malaya Jones is a really good guard that's going to Nickel State. So you have everything you want. They don't have a ton, a ton of size, but they do have uh, Miss Alexander coming off the bench to bang down low. Uh, and give you some quality minutes. That's Janija Alexander. And then you got Jamaica Clegg is athletic. And then Cameron Lucas wanted to jump in on the party and transfer in midseason to join all those other transfers as well. So with that being said, Grayson is certainly the team to beat. I have Grayson advancing on to the championship game to see the one team that they were not able to get on the regular season schedule, and that's Buford. Buford, number two in the state. Uh, I believe they were ranked number two early on in the season. Then they lost to Sequoia, who is currently unranked, which was uh, a surprising loss. But I did not think that was going to be a big monkey wrench with the entire season ahead. Uh, that's what happens with rankings. Sometimes if you lose, you have to drop because if then if you didn't drop, if there wasn't any you know repercussions for a loss or for a win, mind you, then what's the point of even having the rankings? It's a fun thing to use. Um, but they dropped down, I believe, the number 10. And then look what we have. They're all the way back up to number two because they handled their business. And the cream rises to the top. I'm not a great baker or a cook, but I think that's terminology. But Buford versus Grayson, if that happens, that would be a fun matchup. Um, if Grayson was able to protect the ball against that press, I do think that would be a fun game, but the firepower of Ava Grace Watson, if she gets crazy hot from the three-point line, she is a superstar and good enough to carry a team past anybody, but I think Grayson is the heavy, heavy favorite and has had the target on their back all season long to win a state title, so Grayson is my pick for the reasons that they have tested themselves against everybody nationally speaking in the state as far as top 10 teams in Class 7A. Um, there's really not a reason to think that they can't win. But I don't know what Gene Durden's record is in state championship games, but I can tell you he does not have many losses on his record. So that would be a fun matchup to see. But Grayson is my pick in Class 7A. Up next, we will move on to Class 6A. Top left-hand side, we see Lakeside DeCab, Region 4, number 3, 18-7 overall. 
They will play Veterans Region 1, number 2. Veterans is ranked number 7 in the state, 21-6 overall after a 51-47 tight loss to Tiff County. Veterans is my pick in this game. That sophomore class of Gabby Minus, Naraya Nelson, that's a dynamic duo, a one-two punch with athleticism and versatility. But Rihanna Bird's a, a very solid prospect inside. Uh, I believe she's a senior now at about 6'1", very long. And they have some other good pieces to go around her as well. Um, I think Destin Seaton's still there. So just a lot of uh, people that can score the ball for veterans. So this is a, a game I like veterans, but keep an eye on the freshman for Lakeside, DeCab, um, a, a really good prospect that has made an impact, one of the biggest impact freshmen in the state. Gabriella Benjamin is a young lady that is averaging around 18 points and close to 11 rebounds per game. She's been a monster and has made Lakeside DeCab uh, a, a threat in Class 6A to grab that three seed. Um, but I just don't think they're going to have enough help around her. And the fact that they have to travel to Kathleen is going to be tough. So I'm going with veterans to beat a Lakeside DeCab team that is up and coming. Next up, we have Mundy's Mill, 16 and 12 overall. The four seed out of Region 3. Region 3, which looks much, much, much different than last year's juggernaut of a gauntlet last season um but anyway monday's mill 16 and 12 they will be playing brunswick 18 and 9 region 2 champs uh they've really hit their stride uh, finally toppling some tough opponents they knocked down lakeside evans 42 38 in the semifinals and then crushed glenn academy 71 49 in the championship glenn academy who was a surprise front runner for pretty much the entire season in region 2 uh, but brunswick as I mentioned, clips them 71-49. Coco Ramsey dropping in 36 points in the championship game. The senior guard um, filling it up. Uh, and, you know, Brunswick, they always play a lot of girls. They always have some size inside. They had some tough guards. Uh, Shania Jones had a really good season for them, uh, among many others. But Coco Ramsey, I think she's somewhat of the head of the snake, I guess you could say at times, a veteran. And as you mentioned, or as I mentioned, <laughs> 36 points in the championship game. She comes to play and steps up in crunch time. So I do think Brunswick should beat Mundy's Mill. But Mundy's Mill has some players to keep an eye on that were all-region selections. Jocelyn uh, McLaren was an all-region selection. Um, but I do think Brunswick, uh, Coach Mangrum, has them playing very well right now. And this is a team that did go out and play some really tough opponents in the non-region schedule. Uh, and... You know, that's something that's really big for South Georgia teams to go out and play uh, strong teams from different parts of the state. And that's what Brunswick did. They took a couple lumps here and there. Um, they lost to Lowndes by 32 points early on in the season, then lost by 14. Uh, but then, you know, they, they ran into a real gauntlet, something that you just you don't see. They lost to North Paulding 57-46. They played North Forsyth. They lost 56-46. They lost again to Bradwell Institute 56-49. And then they lost 67-40 to Langston Hughes. Uh, and then there just weren't a ton of losses after that. Uh, I think they just lost three times after that really tough stretch 
And, you know, scheduling hard really benefits you late in the season. And I think Brunswick, they're playing really good basketball right now. And I like Brunswick to advance on to the next round. Next up, Sprayberry 17-11, and 11, the three seed out of Region 7. Uh, they will be playing Rome, Region 6, number 2. Rome is currently ranked number 9 in the state. They've yo-yoed at times in and out of the pole, but Rome secured a 49-46 win over Sequoia in the semifinals. And then I think it was like 20-18, to 18, something like that. I, I want to say it was like a two-point game at halftime against River Ridge before River Ridge stepped on the throttle and beat them 56-36 in the championship game. Uh, Jared Hughes returning to Rome has, just like that, turned the program around, and they're back as a really tough team. Uh, they play really good defense. They're known for holding teams under their scoring average, and they have two dynamic guard-slash-wing-type players in Jeremiah Winston and then also Brianna Griffin, who is going to Albany State, if I am not mistaken. Um, those two have had great seasons this year. And then you have some girls that really get down and dirty and do the dirty work. Mo Slocum gets a job done, a physical, somewhat of an undersized post, but rebounds hard, hits a mid-range jumper from the high post. And they are just a really tough team that limits buckets and can win games in somewhat of an ugly fashion, if you want to call it that way. Uh, They don't have to get up and down and score 60, 70, 80 points to win. They can beat you in the 40s and 50s. And they're playing a Sprayberry team uh, led by Daly Jefferson, who transferred in from Walker uh, in the offseason. A really good double-double threat, springy forward. Uh, has the ability to step outside, shoot the three, can attack off the dribble. She's getting a lot of looks um, from NAIA and D3 schools. Uh, she was that first-team all-region selection for Lassiter. And then Haley Jones was the co-player of the year in Region 7. So that's a nice inside-out tandem uh, that Sprayberry has. And then Lanaya Louie, uh, an honorable mention, a young guard uh, that does a lot of good stuff on the floor. I think this is going to be a really competitive game. I think Rome, I think they can rely on that defense and some of that uh, veteran leadership and just experience between Winston and Griffin. I think those two uh, could be X factors, but they really have to keep Daly Jefferson off the glass, corral her, and then, of course, don't let Haley Jones get hot. Um, should be a really good game, but I'm leaning towards Rome. Rome, of course, uh, as I mentioned, battle-tested. They played River Ridge. They played good teams like Sequoia. Creekview, who missed out on the state playoffs. Um, Etowah's a tough team. That's a really good region. I think Region 6, uh, from top to bottom, was the best region in the state in Class 6A this year because some good teams got left at home. And I feel like Rome has been playing uh, state playoff basketball for a long time now because they were fighting for seeding the entire time. And then they had to claw their way to make it to the state tournament uh, and they did so when they beat Woodstock, another uh, plucky six seed out of Region 6. They beat them 60-50. to 50. So uh, I like Rome to advance past Sprayberry, but I do think it should be a tight game. Next up, we have Langston Hughes, 21-6, the number one seed out of Region 5, currently ranked number four in the state, and they will play Gainesville 7-18, and 18, the four seed out of Region 8. Gainesville's playing much better basketball now. They actually um, 
They played North Forsyth pretty tight in that semifinal round, 49-35. That's a really good showing for Coach Vanessa White's team. And then they fell 45-52. Lanier secured a seven-point win over Gainesville. Um, And I think Langston Hughes just has way too much firepower in this game. Cornelia Ellington transferring over from New Manchester after coming to New Manchester from Decatur in the offseason. She has been a nice little shot in the arm, another dynamic guard that can score the ball. Um, She's a a, a key piece that helps out a lot for Langston Hughes. you got Corel Green's good. Uh, Jasmine Baxter's a physical low block scorer. Kyla Green going to Clayton State. And then the co-regent player of the year, Michaela Taylor is a monster inside, gobbles up rebounds, and scores around the basket. I just think Langston Hughes has so many different options to choose from, and I think they're just going to be too much for Gainesville to control, and I like the Panthers to advance to the next round. Bottom left-hand side, Thomas County Central, Region 1, 3C, 21-7 overall. They'll be playing St. Pius 15 and 13, the two seed out of Region 4. Uh, I have my eye on this matchup. I'm curious to see how this one shakes out. Uh, Thomas County Central, uh, the past two years, they have put together pretty records, but they just haven't been able to really contend and knock off those top teams in Tiff County and Veterans. Uh, two really good teams that have been in the top 10 pretty much all season long. So Thomas County has been that cemented third best team that three seed out of region one all season long Uh, and they have some good players they have some uh, girls that can score the ball uh, that are very balanced in doing so they have three players averaging over double figures or in double figures Travesha Giddens is averaging close to 14 points and 11 rebounds per game Uh, Tia Floyd's uh, up to 13 and a half points per game is a very dangerous three-point shooter with over 80 made threes on the season. And then Marcy Pearson rounds them out at about 12 points per game. So you do have three scoring options that St. Pius is going to have to contend with. And I'll be interested to see what Kyle Snipes draws up. And they're going to be playing at Mark Kelly Gymnasium, the arguably the toughest place to play in the state when it's a packed house because those fans are right on top of you. You have nowhere to run or hide. Um, they're going to be uh, very tough. They have some big girls inside. St. Pius does. Annabella Sheridan is a physical post player. I like her game. She can score with her back to the basket, can step outside and shoot a little bit. Sophia Pereira is a, a good playmaker, a youngster um, that can use her athleticism. She loves to get downhill and jump in the air and make some uh, dynamic passes uh, to her forwards inside. And then Eva Russell is a nice versatile piece as well and I got a couple others that are nice nice players that play their role uh quite well um but I'll be interested to see what kind of defense Thomas County Central uh likes to provide are they going to press up and try to challenge these St. Pius guards full court are they going to stick in the half court uh will St. Pius be able to keep Giddens off the glass um I think this is going to be a good game I think Thomas County Central I think they might be able to squeak this one out on the road uh, will be very, very tough. Uh, we will see if St. Pius's discipline comes into play and they can eliminate this and execute. Uh, but Thomas County Central, they do have a couple 
quality wins and have seen some really good teams throughout the year, as has St. Pius. But I think TCC might be able to go on the road and secure a win uh, outside the Atlanta area. So I'm going with Thomas County Central in a tight one. Next up, Woodward Academy, Region 3 champs, 22-5. and five. They are currently ranked number 8 in the state. They play South Effingham, 9-19, and 19, the four seed out of Region 2. South Effingham had all their um, girls graduate a season ago, or at least a big chunk of them after a really uh, good year. They do still have uh, Elena Hairston is still in the fold, a, a veteran senior that can really play a very good uh, score that will be challenging uh, this defense of Woodward from beyond the arc and from in the mid-range as well. Um, but Woodward Academy, they haven't quite clicked on all cylinders yet this year. And they do have, um, I wouldn't say a young team, a lot of sophomores and juniors, um, but they have so much talent. Cameron Herring's a, a big-time Division One prospect that shoots the ball. Uh, Kayla Whitner's a really good one. And then the, the Cooper girls are, are tough, Lauren and Delaney. Really good, and I just think they're going to have too much firepower, and I think they're going to bring the heat with their pressure, and they might be able to press South Effingham, and I just think Woodward Academy, um, they're playing better now. They're playing good basketball. They won the region championship, and I think it's just going to be a tall task for South Effingham to come up and contend with so many really talented guards that Woodward Academy has. Next up, we have Region 6, number 3, Sequoia. 18 and 9, they will be playing 20 and 7 Lassiter, Region 7, number 2. Lassiter held about a close to a 15 point lead or so, uh, but saw it slowly slip away against Pope in the Region Championship. Lassiter did a really nice job of getting the ball up the sideline, um, being precise with their passing and not having to dribble when they don't need it and just get the ball up and down the floor. Uh, but then the wheel started to somewhat. Uh, you know, kind of fall off there, and they just couldn't couldn't find any points. And Pope was able to um, turn that into a a, a a a a tight game, and was able to surpass them uh, in the end. But last year's had a really good season. Um, really surprised some folks, especially me. I know in the off season in the fall league, they struggled in the fall league. I'm sure they were missing a lot of girls. I wouldn't be surprised if they did have a lot of dual sport athletes missing. Um, but Lester is tough. They had beaten Pope. I want to say they beat Pope twice before, um, before losing to them in the region championship. Um, but Lester has had a really good season. They have the region coach of the year. Um, in Joanna McKinney, and then, of course, uh, Kenzie Wyman, first-team all-region player, a girl that does a little bit of everything, a heady passer, a good shooter, a well-rounded scorer. She rebounds, she defends, uh, just a high IQ player that you can check the box score and you'll see about 13 points, five rebounds, three assists, three steals per game, something in that uh, range there she just does a lot of good stuff for Lasseter and then Claire McKinney uh, a, a good young post presence of four that can play a little bit inside and outside that two uh, those two right there really pace the Trojans and they're playing Sequoia Sequoia uh, they beat Buford early on in the season they were in the top 10 for a, a, a long time a couple of injuries hit them here and there and uh, saw at least uh uh, a, a couple games kind of slipped through their fingers, but still a, a really tough team. And Coach Yarbrough always has his girls prepared 
this time of year. They were able to uh, come from behind and beat Etowah 43-40 in that consolation game. I believe they were down double digits early on, uh, but then found their footing. Uh, Milani Abdus-Salam is uh, the, the key player inside for them. If she's able to be established in the post, rebounding, um, blocking shots, and then scoring in the post, but also with the skill to step outside and shoot the three, um, she could be a handful for Laster. Uh, and she is just a very key piece of first-team all-region selection, Region 6. Um, but the outside shooting uh, will be crucial as well. Addison Gorley uh, is a, a key piece. I think she's uh, got an offer to play at Barry, if I'm not mistaken. A, a good outside shooter. Carly Bass, the freshman, they have very high hopes for her to become one of the best players uh, in school history, and she's had a nice season. And then Sailor Davies, a little bit in and out of the lineups, but is that veteran leader as well, uh, was an honorable mention selection. I think this game is going to be a fun one. Again, I think these Region 6 versus Region 7 games, for the most part, are going to be really, really tight, really two evenly matched regions. Um, for the most part, but I do think Sequoia, again, I know they graduated a lot last year, but they've kind of been there, done that before, winning games in the postseason. I think Sequoia uh, finds a way past Lasseter, but I know Lasseter will make it very tough for them, but I am going with just the overall experience of Coach Yarbrough winning games when they count the most in February, so I am going to go with the Lady Chiefs in a tight game. Lastly, on this bottom left-hand side, Alexander, 15-12, the four seed out of Region 5. They play undefeated, 27-0, Region 8, number 1, North Forsyth. North Forsyth ranked number 2 in the state. Alexander, they've had a great season. You know, they got off to a super hot start, maybe like 8-1, 8-2, something like that. And then it kind of got tougher in the region schedule, but a really good year nonetheless for Coach Dallas over there. And Nima Abidani is a, a really good freshman post player that has a chance to become uh, a special player and a really key piece that can be that stalwart inside to build around. Um, she's had multiple double-doubles this year uh, and has emerged as one of the team's leading scorers. And then surrounded by her, uh, Bella Italiano, a, a sophomore, a really good shifty guard, has been able to score the ball. Uh, quite well and just brings great hustle all around but they're running into North Forsyth a well-oiled machine Uh, they had that stretch in the middle of the season when they went down south and beat uh, some tough teams in South Georgia I believe they knocked off um, Brunswick let's see here they beat Brunswick 56-46 they beat Bradwell Institute 58-40 they beat Ware County 51-41 and then later on uh, not in South Georgia, but they beat Tiff County, kind of came from behind there to beat Tiff County 48-47. So they've had some close calls, and they've played all those South Georgia teams. And South Georgia, with those referees, sometimes a a physical brand of basketball. So I think that's really going to behoove North Forsyth uh, as they try to make their deep run and finish off a perfect season. Um, But I think London Weaver is really good, and Gabby Gelada has had a breakout sophomore season. I think that, too, those two right there are just going to be really tough for Alexander to contain. And North Forsyth, um, that's a team that doesn't beat themselves very often. And I don't think they're going to beat themselves. And I don't think Alexander, I just don't think they're going to have enough firepower to beat 
North Forsyth in Cole Mountain. So I, I like North Forsyth to advance to the next round. Top right-hand side. Top right-hand quadrant. That's the quadrant you want to be in. There is only one ranked team in the top right-hand side. There's been a couple that were ranked. Pope was ranked for a week. Lakeside Evans was ranked for a week. Um, but Marist is the team we'll talk about uh, in, a, in a couple minutes here as uh, the bottom of that top right-hand side. But the top of the top right-hand side, South Paulding 12-17, and 17, Region 5, 3 seed. They traveled to Habersham Central, second seed out of Region 8, 11-14 overall. They struggled early on in the season, waiting for Kaya Barrett, the Anderson signee, to return after a knee procedure. She's got him back healthy, and she has led her team to the two-seed and a home game in the state playoffs. Uh, it all comes down to Kaya Barrett. If you're South Paulding, what will Coach Barkley do to slow down Kaya Barrett? She is the heart and soul of this team. Uh, she makes them go. She is everything for Coach Bill Bradley. And I'm sure that South Paulding is aware of that, and they need to limit her. Where South Paulding should have an advantage would be in the interior. If they can get the Van Dyke sisters going, they will have an opportunity to win a road playoff game. Uh, great to see Lana Van Dyke back after, uh, I believe, was a scary knee injury in the middle of the season. She's toughing it out. Uh, she's a bulldozer inside. Gets a lot of rebounds. Scores down low. Um, and she hit some super clutch free throws down the stretch uh, in that game against Alexander for the three seed in the Region 5 tournament. Uh, her sister, Chloe Van Dyke, a really good-looking prospect, six-foot wing, only a junior, has a chance to really blossom and explode. Uh, just an overall great athlete, gets a lot of steals, uh, just looks like a player when the ball's in her hands. And they have some other key pieces as well. Lindsey Henry, uh, a, a rookie, I want to say. I think she's a freshman, a really good young player uh, that provides even more size and strength in that forward position. So South Paulding, they have the bigs that can compete and can potentially take over this game inside. It's just about making sure they protect the ball and controlling Kaya Barrett. You cannot let her go crazy because you know that she has all the uh, skill set in the world to do so. Um, but I think South Paulding goes on the road. I think they, they work on their advantages. They get it to the Van Dykes and Henry, and I do think South Paulding might just be too big and they win the game in the paint and the Spartans move on to the Sweet 16. Next up, another game I have circled in a Region 6, Region 7 matchup. Region 6, number 4, Etowah, 15-13. and 13. They play Pope, the Region 7 champs, 21-7. and 7. As I mentioned earlier, they came from behind double digits to stun Lasseter to win that Region Championship. We'll start with Etowah here. Uh, Coach Tetley has done a very nice job uh, winning these games when they really matter. They've 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 secured a couple nice victories uh, throughout the year. The one that got them into the state tournament was 41-37 over Creekview, uh, which was just a really huge game um, to make it to the state tournament. Um, but what Etowah has done throughout the year, um, they beat Laster 38-35. 
they had a, a tight game. I know the score doesn't say it. 53-34 loss to Maris, but that game was nip and tuck heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, they were right there with them, uh, especially in the first half. They played them tight before they kind of got boa constricted in the fourth quarter there. Um, but they did beat Creekview multiple times throughout the season. They played Rome uh, close, 51-48 loss in the middle of the season. They beat East Forsyth, a scrappy team before East Forsyth saw everybody on their roster get hurt. Uh, so this Etowah team, they they are they are tough. I know they lost 43-40 to Sequoia, and that sent them down to the four seed. But Etowah is a, a really live dog here. Megan Reed, an all-region pick, averaging over 12 points and eight rebounds per game. Uh, shoots the three-point shot pretty well, but is tough scoring uh, from the mid-range and, of course, on the block. Savannah Aparicio is a really talented young player. The freshman has made a big impact and has a bright future ahead, and they have a couple other uh, tough-nosed guards that are athletic that can get after it. Um, and then you look at what Pope has. The Benzman sisters, you know, they win a state title in flag football they have athletes olivia o'connor is a really good athlete but the benzmans are the ones to keep an eye on abby the sophomore a co-region player of the year in region seven it just feels like she's always where she needs to be on the court just maybe not a, a, a complete burner you know 40 time might not be a 4 40 but she's always electrifyingly quick to the ball. She knows where the ball is going to be off the rim. She knows how to rotate over and pick off steals. She's just always in the right place at the right time, and she can shoot the three ball exceptionally well, and she rebounds really well for her size. So Abby Benzman, she's just got that knack to her where she does so much well on the floor. And, of course, uh, Riley Benzman is a, a really good guard uh, a senior leader on this team was a first-team all-region pick. She can fill it up from beyond the arc. And then Meryl Palazzo, she provides that toughness at about 5'10", 5'11", in the post. And then Sarah Gentry is a point guard that really makes them go and protects the ball and gets those Benzman sisters uh, the ball where they need it to be. Uh, again, I feel like all these Region 6, Region 7 games, for the most part, are going to be very good matchups. I think Pope at home finds a way to advance past Etowah. Uh, Coach Blythe does a really good job with all the sets he runs, and those girls are, for the most part, uh, pretty pretty experienced running that offense. And now that they have their basketball legs under them, they don't have to worry about other sports. They're not worrying about flag football. Um, Pope is playing good basketball at the right time, and I do think Pope finds a way to beat Etowah, and I think they ride that momentum of that strong second half that they used to beat Laster. I think they ride that into the first round of the state playoffs. Next up, we have Lakeside Evans, 22-6, Region 2, 3-seed. They will be playing Rockdale, 20-7, the 2-seed out of Region 3. Starting with Lakeside Evans, that's a team I had in the top 10 a lot of the season. They've yo-yoed in and out, in and out, in and out. Um, In the Region Tournament, looking at what they did, they they fell to that 3-seed. Uh, because they were beaten by Brunswick 42-38 um, before they went on to secure a 51-36 win over South Effingham. Um, it's a two-man punch. It's going to start with Asante Porter on the outside, a really good guard, averaging close to 20 points per game. And then you have one of the best defensive players in the entire state when we talk interior presences in Kobe Barnes, uh, a sophomore listed at about 6'3", 
averaging about 11 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 blocks per game, a walking triple-double threat. She can absolutely control the paint uh, with her length and athleticism. So those two pieces, they're, they're very reliable. If you get some other supporting cast members to help out, Lakeside Evans is a really good team, and I know they're enjoying one of their best seasons in school history, if not the very best season in school history. So they're playing um, with – uh, I want to say house money. It's already been a successful season, but I think they have their sights set on making it out of the first round. And they will be playing Rockdale, as I mentioned, 20-7 and seven out of Region 3. Region 3, much different this year. Um, but Tremera Berry, uh, a, a big-time shooter, already signed to play at the next level, uh, is a big-time scorer. She has the green light to score the ball from all over the floor. Uh, really gets after it. Trigger Trey is her nickname. If you let her get hot from beyond the arc, um, it's going to be a long night because she can flat out fill it up. And uh, she's had a great season this year. Obviously, when you look at what she's been able to accomplish as far as winning Region Player of the Year, um, she's been super tough and has really separated herself from everyone else in that region. And she's committed to play at New Orleans, and I think that's a good fit for her, the right level, and she's going to shine over there. Uh, so if you're Lakeside, you got to track her at all costs and try and slow her down. But Rockdale does have another solid guard in Brooke Glasgow, uh, a smaller guard, but tight, compact, quick, makes a lot of plays for them. Uh, it'll be a, a good game, I feel like. I think Lakeside is my pick. I feel like Lakeside has beaten a couple better teams throughout the year, um, and they did challenge themselves. Uh, fairly well in the non-region schedule. They played some tough teams in that CSRA area. And I do think if Lakeside is healthy and they're all clicking, uh, I think they can come in and beat Rockdale, but uh, they cannot let Tremera Berry uh, go crazy because uh, she is a big-time scorer and she can get hot in the blink of an eye. We're talking three or four threes in a row, and all of a sudden you're down 12 points. Um, But I am going with Lakeside here. Uh, just because their strength of schedule, I feel like, is uh, better than what Rockdale has been able to accomplish this season. And lastly, on this top right-hand side, we have Marist, four, Region 4 champs, 25-1. and one. They are ranked number three in the state. They play Houston County, the four seed out of Region 1. Um, Marist, it's hard to believe they've only played three ranked teams all season long. Uh, especially when you have Kate Harpering, a five-star prospect, you would like to see them challenge themselves more in the non-region schedule instead of going down south to beat up on GIAA schools. Um, but they did go play Mount Perrin at the Champions Tournament of Champions or the Champions Classic over there at Commerce. Um, and they, they were defeated 38-31. It was a real low-scoring game. Uh, and their other two... Uh, games against ranked opponents they did win so they did shut down Cherokee 57-21 I don't think Cherokee like even scored in the second half or in the third or fourth quarter they did not even score a bucket that just tells you just how tight and well constructed this defense is they're all on a string and they move together Uh, and then they beat Mount Pisgah 60 to 31 but with that being said Mount uh, Marist uh, with Kate Harpring, that's that's a star. She's gonna average over twenty points per game. It's it's easy for her. she's electric in the full court. She gets downhill to the basket in the half court. She's a knockdown three point shooter. She does have help around her. Abby Lindsay's a really good senior stretch forward that can space the floor out and shoots a three, but can provide some defense. 
and some rebounding inside. Uh, more size and why they're so tough in the paint defensively. Hannah Feklaris is a really good crafty player as well, can score with both hands around the rim, and uh, is just sturdy, strong, and uh, can just beat you by being that anchor of the defense. And they have a couple other players. they got the young backcourt, uh, a couple freshmen that can step outside and shoot the three. Uh, Maris will win this game. Uh, if Houston County is able to eclipse 25 points, I think it will be a success. And that is no knock on Houston County. I think that's just Maris defense. Is This is a time of year where they clamp down and you have a hard, hard, hard time scoring against them. And if you don't have Division I players on that other roster, you don't stand much of a chance against that Maris defense because they don't make mistakes and they have a superstar. And that's a pretty good recipe to win a lot of games, even though they haven't seen a ton of competition this year. Um, But Marist, uh, they will win this game and they will advance to the next round. Bottom right-hand side, we have Lanier, Region 8, three seed at 16 and 11. Jose Cardi snaps the co-coach of the year in Region 8, did a really nice job with his roster this year. They will be playing New Manchester, Region 5, number 2. Uh, New Manchester ranked number 5 in the state. Starting with Lanier, they will enter as a heavy underdog. They really, really struggle to score. Low-scoring team, um, but they can play some pretty good defense if Michelle Azuma is down low, blocking shots and rebounding and eliminating second chances. Offensively, Asia Hal and Jordan Johnson have to be the ones that get it done. Um, those two are key pieces in the backcourt. If they're not able to score, you know, 25 points between them, it gets really tough for the Longhorns. Uh, when you play a team with as much firepower as new Manchester has, and with the Maya Brodus inside, who's going to Valdosta state, she is just a bulldozer of a rebounder. That's going to be a, a really physical, physical battering ram that, Azuma and company is going to have to deal with. It's going to be tough with that physicality. You had the co-region player of the year in Jocelyn Faison, who was really taken off uh, since transferring over from Douglas County last year. Uh, does a lot well. The lefty shoots a three, gets to the basket, defends, gets steals. Really complete player with a ton of D1 offers. Uh, just so much to choose from. I'm not going to go up and down the lineup, but the addition of Andrea Guilford, back healthy, agent zero, has really made an impact. She's an all-region standout as a sophomore, and New Manchester is starting to hit their stride. They were up. It was a really tight game with uh, Langston Hughes. It was really back and forth in the last two or three minutes, um, but ended up seeing Langston Hughes uh, snatch away the victory. Uh, but those two teams are neck and neck the entire season, uh, New Manchester and Langston Hughes. But uh, with that being said, I just think New Manchester with their their depth – their, their skill positions, Devin Fergus, freshman knocking down threes. They just have so many options. It's going to be really tough for Lanier to close them all down. So I like New Manchester to roll in this first-round matchup. Next up, Blessed Trinity, 12-16, and 16, Region 7, number 4, versus the, the defending state champs, River Ridge, Region 6, number 1, 23-4, number 1 in the state, River Ridge. Uh, will win this game. They just have too much firepower with Sophia Pearl, Kayla Cleveland emerging as a region player of the year this year. Uh, and Finley Parker has just gotten better and better and better her freshman season. Blessed Trinity just not going to have the answers, the firepower, the horses to compete with a team like River Ridge. 
But Addie Spack was a second-team all-region player, and they have Julia Geis as a honorable mention pick. Um, but they're going to have their hands full against River Ridge. I think these two teams might have met in the postseason last year as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's going to be tough for Blessed Trinity, and River Ridge will win this game. Next up, Morrow, 14 and 11, Region 3, number 3, versus Glen Academy, Region 2, number 2, 16 and 11. Morrow had to forfeit some games this year. They had some transfers come in. They're trying to build something over there, um, but they just settled for the three seed. And they do have talent on the roster if they are all available. Uh, got a couple girls from Forest Park. Forest Park really disintegrated with the transfer and graduation. Um, but one of their top players that they were able to procure who moved back to Georgia this year is Jay Bianna Robinson. Uh, was out on the West Coast, came back now to Georgia, and she was an all-region all region pick. Music Dace, an all-region pick as well. Um, so they're just going to have some talented girls uh, that can really score the ball and get after you defensively, and it starts with Robinson. But they're playing Glen Academy, who was a bit of a surprise team this year. If you were listening earlier in the 6A breakdown, they were the front runner in Region 2 for much of the season until – uh, they got to the region championship game and got defeated handily by Brunswick. But they are a, a sneaky team. They have some nice wins over those teams in that coastal Georgia area. Uh, you're looking at Martin Davis. The sophomore had a really good year, 14 points per game, leading the team. She has some help from some other uh, key players. Anaya Wright, uh, Janiah Spaulding help out. Uh, Kira Page is close to 10 points per game. So, they do a good job. They've they've competed with teams that have maybe more size and more athleticism than them, but uh, they've held their own. And the fact that Mara's going to have to travel down to the coast and play Glen Academy at Glen Academy, I think that might be challenging. And I do think Glen Academy uh, has seen uh, solid competition throughout the year. And as I mentioned, they've, they've secured some really nice wins. So I'm going with Glen Academy to protect home court and knock off Morrow, a team that has some sneaky good talent on that roster. And lastly, to finish up Class 6A, Riverwood 13-13, and 13, Region 4, number 4. They will be playing Tiff County, Region 1 champs. They are number 6 in the state, 23-4 and four overall. Um, this Tiff County team is good. I've been saying all season long, after about maybe two or three weeks in, three or four weeks in maybe, um, Tiff County, I feel like, is the best South Georgia team in the state. I think that is a good program. Coach uh, Julie Rutland Connor does a good job. They play very hard. They have some dynamic pieces that really get after you. Uh, Cushion is really good. I like her a lot. They have some other uh, key pieces that make things happen for them as well. They have some length. They have some 3 and D type players that do more than just uh, shoot the three and defend, but they can get after it defensively. They rebound. They just play good fundamental basketball, and they have beaten the likes of veterans uh, multiple times this year. They took a two out of three against them, and of course in that championship game, 51-47. Um, but Jeliah Miller is a really good player. I think college coaches should keep an eye on her. Five foot ten wing, only a junior. Uh, Caitlin Burgess has had a good season, the senior, and then Jemiah Cushion, the junior guard is tough. That's really your big three for Tiff County, and I think they're just going to be too strong for Riverwood. Even though Riverwood has had a uh, 
you know, a, a nice season. They do have some quality players that are playing college athletics at the next level. Lizzie McGrath, I believe, is going to Dickinson uh, to play basketball. She was a first-team all-region pick. Uh, you got May Weiss was a second-teamer. And uh, Jaden James was an honorable mention selection. But Tiff County, I think this is their year to win a few games in the state tournament. So now let's touch on uh, my final four picks. Left-hand side, I have Langston Hughes. I have North Forsyth. Top right-hand side, Marist. And then bottom right-hand side, River Ridge. And my pick for the championship game, I have River Ridge playing Langston Hughes. And it's very, very tough to repeat as state champs. I think you have to have a lot go your way. Um... And I think this River Ridge team is a little bit more susceptible to being knocked off this year. Not quite as much depth. They don't have Matea Gale, who is setting the Ivy League on fire, winning uh, freshman of the year every single week. They don't have that dynamic athleticism at the point guard position. But I do think River Ridge uh, has proven that their consistency, uh, with their consistency, that they're the best team in the state. Um, and they beat in, they beat Langston Hughes in a scrimmage that I was at earlier this year. But Langston Hughes was missing some key pieces. I think it would be tight if these two teams hooked up. I think Langston Hughes could use their physicality and get after them. And uh, it was a sluggish start when they played them in that scrimmage early on uh, for River Ridge uh, before River Ridge found their footing and really took off in the third and fourth quarter. But River Ridge is my pick. And I think I'm going to have to stick with them until I see someone knock them off just because I like how well they play. They shoot the ball. They make the extra pass. It's just a smart, heady team with a lot of Division One talent on the roster. So it's hard to pick against River Ridge, even though I do feel like it will be much tougher to win a state title this year than maybe it was last year. Moving on down, we are in Class 5A. Top left-hand side in a classification where I think there are many teams that can make a deep run. I really think so. Um, top left-hand side, Shambly, 16-6, and six, the three-seed out of Region 4. They take on Statesboro, the two-seed out of Region 1, 21-4 overall. Statesboro, number nine in the state. Region 1 has a lot to prove this year. Last year, they were hooked up with Region 2 in the first round and they went just one and three and uh, those two regions quickly uh, asserted themselves as the strongest regions in the state in the classification last year and I think both of those regions are very very strong again this year maybe not the strongest I think we could talk about another region that is definitely coming to the forefront of that conversation but it is a really strong region nonetheless region one um, the, the battle I'm looking at inside here is between uh, – we have Elena Ezeta for Chambly, a dominant post player, had 42 points in a game. Uh, of course, I believe that was a school record. Double-double uh, machine. Uh, super tough to stop inside. Uh, she's averaging close to 19 points per game. Um Right around 10 rebounds or so. So she is a handful to deal with. Blocks close to four shots per game. Has D3 interest and offers. I know Oglethorpe has offered her um, a really good-looking post player. She'll be banging heads with Northeastern signee Alyssa Staten. Uh, I believe she went 1,000, 1,000, 1,000 points, 1,000 rebounds in her career, which is just an incredible feat. Uh, 
She's a, a monster inside at six foot three, super intimidating uh, presence, averaging over 16 points per game, and you know another double double machine in her own right. So I'm looking at those two uh, battling inside, and then I think since the game's at Statesboro, and then Statesboro does have uh, a talented guard, Raya Johnson leads the team in scoring at 18 points per game. Uh, I think they're going to have more than Shambly can handle, and I think Statesboro is battle-tested coming out of Region 1, playing the likes of Ware County, Bradwell Institute, uh, even Jenkins, who made the state tournament, is a plucky team. Um, I'm going with Statesboro to advance past Chambly, and I think the Blue Devils will get the job done, but I do think that is a a big-time matchup uh, to watch those two big girls uh, bang down low. Next up, Northgate, 16-10, Region 3, 4 seed. They are taking on Union Grove, number one in the state, 26-1. and one. Region 2 champs have been number one in the state pretty much all season long. Uh, they got a, a huge three-point shot from Alex Pearson uh, to beat um, Jones County in the region championship, helped uh, take the lead, and then they extend it from the foul line, 40-36. to 36. Um, That is a... A really good team. I really like this Union Grove team. Um, they're very differing style than some of these these other teams that they're going to be playing. Union Grove, um, they're very battle-tested. Um, and that was Alexis Parson that made the chart. Alexis Parson, a softball standout, was the one that knocked down that big shot on the perimeter to get past Jones County in a, a really tight, low-scoring game. Um, but talking about low-scoring games, Union Grove is very comfortable playing games in the 40s and 30s. And I think uh, it's very likely that we see a potential uh, state championship matchup in the Elite Eight if they both get there, or at least a state championship-worthy matchup uh, between Maynard Jackson and Union Grove. And those two teams met uh, last year, and it was Maynard Jackson that won in the Elite Eight, 54-47. But Union Grove, pretty much everybody back from last year's team, a homegrown team. Uh, they've, they stayed loyal and didn't decide to transfer away. Coach Doc Gamage has always done a great job scheduling uh, just monsters in the non-region. Just talking about the teams that Union Grove has beaten this year. They beat Hardaway, 48-45, who's number two in Class 4A. They beat Veterans, 57-49, number seven in Class 6A. They beat McEacher in 48-44, McEacher number six in Class 7A. Uh, of course, they've beaten all their teams in the region. Jones County's really tough. Warner Robins, another team that's been in the top ten for much of the season. Uh, they beat a good Hillgrove team that was a preseason top 10 team. Um, their only loss came to Hebron Christian, and even they held Hebron to 64 points in a 64-37 loss. Um, but the wins, they go on and on. They beat Stockbridge 46-42. Um, just an overall really good team, but they they play those low-scoring games, and when you play low-scoring games, sometimes those games get close and tight. Um, but this Union Grove team with Jordan Brooks at point guard, Mariah Miller and Nadia Smith in the front court are great. Uh, just a really strong defensive team that can really adapt and play well and are comfortable in tight games. But to talk about Northgate, Northgate is a, uh, a team that is definitely on the rise. 16-10 and 10 overall. DeAsia Stinson averaging over 16 points per game. Randia, uh, Randria Wilcher transferred in 13 points per game. Those two guards are uh, really tough in the backcourt. Um, but Union Grove is 
played some great opponents all season long as I just ran down. I think they're going to be able to clamp down and make this a low-scoring game. Uh, so I do like Union Grove to advance on to the next round. But um, that top left-hand quadrant, when you look at these uh, these four potential teams, uh, a lot of good ones. And let's talk about a couple others. Um, we have Hiram, 13-14, and 14, Region 7-3 seed. They play Kale, 11-14, and 14, Region 6-2 seed. Kale was floundering uh, this season. Um, before Kennedy Deese transferred in and saved the season, came over from Mount Perrin and uh, immediately gave Kale a shot in the arm. And I, I think she might have even been an all-region selection, um, just a dynamic player with her length and athleticism and really helped Kale play well down the stretch. Uh, Kale losing in the region championship game uh, to GAC 57-45 after knocking off Northview in the semifinal round. Um, Hiram, again, they're coming out of a really tough region. Region 7, Calhoun's good. Dalton, the region champs, tough. Cartersville, uh, a really good team when they're clicking. Uh, Hiram got that three seed. They beat Calhoun 63-45, so they've got some good momentum uh, heading into the state tournament. Uh, to get into the state playoffs, they beat Cass 50-40. to and I really like Hidea Kennerly, a really good player. Saw her a lot at the Sandy Spiel Fall League. Very impressed with her. Uh, someone that college coaches should be hitting up. I know she's an unsigned senior right now. To my knowledge, a really good player that can play at the next level. And then Taylor Crawford has a really bright future. I believe she's just a junior. Um, so those two really do a lot of the heavy lifting for a Hiram team that has good guard play. And for that reason, with that good guard play and that cohesion that they've been there together all season long, I do think Hiram finds a way past Kell, and I do like uh, the Hornets to advance on to the next round. Next up, we have Flowery Branch, the four seed out of Region 8. They will be playing Maynard Jackson, 24-1, Region 5 champs. They ran the gamut this year, uh, and what I kind of feel like might be the best region in the state in Class 5A. And of course, after you get past this first round, you really kind of figure out things. I mentioned Region 1 didn't do too hot last year, and they had all great records. Uh, and we'll see if you know Region 5 is for real or if they're not, but I have a sneaky suspicion uh, that this Region 5 is legitimate as legitimate goes. Um, just looking at what they did in the region tournament, Maynard Jackson, they beat Tri-City 75-49. Uh, and then they beat Midtown 54-44. They beat Midtown, who is currently uh, – Midtown is ranked number four in the state. Maynard's number two in the state. Uh, Maynard Jackson beat Midtown three times this year. Of course, they swept Creekside, um, who is ranked number six in the state. Uh, it's just a really tough region. And Tri-Cities, who's a sneaky good team that is the four seed out of that region, uh, has given them some trouble as well. Uh but uh, this Maynard Jackson team, like we were talking about Union Grove earlier, uh, they're different. Union Grove can play slow and defensive, but Maynard Jackson, they can go five in, five out. They press. They get a lot of steals, a lot of turnover. They saw them beat beat up Mays in the regular season. It's a very balanced scoring attack. Um, Talia, uh, Talia Cornish, uh, a really good player, along with Caden uh, Cornish, her little sister, can fill it up as well. Those two are uh, electrifying uh, in that in that backcourt, uh, just go down the list of all the players. Shakira Gresham's uh, really tough. I like British McKinney, who's uh, 
time, I believe she committed to play at Edward Waters, if I'm not mistaken, a good forward inside. They just have all the pieces, and Maynard Jackson has pretty much everybody back from last year's team. Um, so I think Maynard Jackson, they're just going to overwhelm uh, Flowery Branch. Jess Tamplin is at all-region selection for Flowery Branch, um, but I know she's going to be pressed into a lot of ball-handling duties against a very swarming Maynard Jackson team that thrives in transition. They rely upon their defense to get loose ball points, live ball turnovers turn into points um, for them, and be careful because Maynard Jackson can shoot the three exceptionally well as well. Um, it's an overall explosive team on both ends of the floor. Uh, Maynard Jackson, a serious, serious threat to make a deep run and potentially play for a state title. Bottom left-hand side, Bradwell Institute, 22-5 and overall. Fell to the three seed in Region 1. And they were riding as that number one seed pretty deep into the season. They had a sparkling record. They were, I don't know, 20-1 and or... 18 and one in that in that ballpark they really ripped off a, a long stretch of wins to open up the season but they get into the region tournament they get beat up pretty good by Ware County 48 23 uh, before they get past Jenkins 44 29 and Bradwell they're I say they're not necessarily playing their greatest basketball if you you compare this to what they were doing in November they were really rolling uh, but now Bradwell, they've lost three of their last five games. Um, still a very dangerous team. Paris Parham, uh, a really good junior to keep an eye on a physical inside-outside wing, averaging close to 20 points per game. Uh, she's been super tough. And then you got Jordan Rogers has really stepped up at 10 points per game, considering they lost Tania Bowman and their big girl inside uh, that graduated as well that went to a, a big-time school. So, they're, they have done a really good job as far as competing with what they have. And, you know, it's, it's slipped off a little bit. But I think Bradwell Institute's still really tough. And Decatur is who they are playing. Decatur's just 9-12 and 12 overall, the two seed out of Region 4. Decatur, they did uh, not fare uh, well in their region championship game against number one seed Arabia Mountain. They lost 66-29. Uh, so I feel like they're going to be up against it, against this Bradwell team. Uh, even though Bradwell does have to go on the road, I do think Bradwell has shown over the course of the season. I mean, they've won 22 games. They played really good teams throughout the year, especially in Region 1. I think they will be able to top Decatur. Next up, uh, one of the best first-round matchups you will see, and it is a rematch of last year's Sweet 16 matchup in which Warner Robins won 55-43 before advancing all the way on to the state championship game where they fell to Kell. Warner Robins, 19-7. and seven, They slipped all the way to the four seed uh, out of Region 2, a very tough region. Uh, but they were ranked in the top 10 for almost the entirety of the year. Now they have to go on the road and play Harris County, 23-3. The Region 3 champs got that monkey off their back, had some close calls uh, with McIntosh. Uh, but they were able to beat McIntosh in the semis, 46-43, and then just boat race Northside Columbus, 89-46. Uh, Harris County is ranked number 10 in the state. Uh, Brooke Bass is a really good guard, can score the ball a lot, uh, talented senior, and she has some help as well. Janiah Broom was a first-team all-region pick. And, of course, you have Stephanie Ramsey has won a lot of games over there for the Tigers, was a Region 3 Coach of the Year. Um, but okay, so we're talking Warner Robins. Warner Robins, they got off to that great start, 
played really well throughout the season, had some close calls with uh, Union Grove as well, but they got into the region tournament. They got blown out 68-45 by Jones County, uh, and then they fell 64-55 to Eagles Landing. So Warner Robins, they're definitely uh, on a skid right now, but it it is just a two-game losing streak. They've had plenty of time to get right. They last played that consolation game on February 9th, which is, as we record, nine days ago. That was the very first region to finish their region tournament. They started a week earlier than pretty much everyone else in the state. So plenty of time to work out the kinks. I know Trinity Thomas is a big-time freshman with some high major offers already. has been really good for them. Nevea Mack is a, a reliable senior guard. And they got some other key pieces as well. Torrey Davis likes to shoot the ball and score from the perimeter. Um, This is a real toss-up game for me. um, I'm going to go with Harris County. They have Warner Robins at home. And like I said, last year they lost by uh, 12 points. I believe that was on the road. Now they have a team that's kind of limping in and licking their wounds right now. Um, So I'm going to go with Harris County to get the job done, but I really would not be surprised if Warner Robins uh, just reclaims their form uh, as a team that was really ranked within the top seven or eight pretty much all year long. Um, But I'm going to go with Harris County here. Next up, we have Cambridge, Region 6, number 3 at 15 and 13. They'll play Cartersville, Region 7, number 2 seed, 15 and 12 overall. Cartersville was a team we had pretty highly ranked in the top 10 to open up the year. Played a very tough non-region schedule and just never quite found their footing. They got a little hot there in the middle part of the season, middle to late part of the season. They kind of uh, started to find their stretch, find their groove there, uh, and they were able to get that that two seed, which is a, a, a major boon for them considering they started the season uh, two and five, if I'm not mistaken, uh, playing some tough opponents. But then they ripped off in the middle of uh, January. They got one, two, three, four, five straight wins, started to feel good about themselves. Um, and then in the region tournament, you see what they were able to accomplish. Uh, Cartersville, uh, to make it to the state tournament, they uh, were already clinched with their number two seed. Uh, they beat Calhoun 37-36, which was a big win. Calhoun, another team that's kind of been up and down, but was really starting to hit their stride. And, and then Cartersville lost to Dalton 59-35 in that region championship. Um, but Cartersville's a good team. Uh, Caitlin Arnold has had a really good year. She's really emerged as a, a, a top scorer uh, for Cartersville. The Camper girls are, are tough as well. Uh, I like how hard they play uh, as far as what they're able to do. So Nye Camper is a, a really good player. And then you got Taft Bradley who's going to play in college. She was an honorable mention selection. And then Ansley Griffin is an elder statesman uh, that has had a really good year, was named to the second team all-region team. Um, so I think Cartersville against Cambridge. I think Cartersville should win this game. Cartersville has been a, like I said, they played a lot of tough teams. They started to hit their stride a little bit. Cambridge has been flying under the radar all year long. Coach Keys has done a really nice job with this team, really started to put some scares <laughs> into their opponents. When you look at the region uh, tournament, they lost by just one point to GAC, 46-45, and, and then they beat Northview 43-42. So it feels like the Bears are getting acclimated to playing close games 
But I think Cartersville at Cartersville, super tough place to play at. I think Cartersville is able to get past Cambridge. Lastly, on that bottom left-hand side, Tri-Cities 15 and 11. The four seed out of Region 5, they will be taking on Jefferson 24 and 3, Region 8 champs. Jefferson is ranked number 3 in the state. They have had a really good season. Again, still a really young team, a lot of juniors on this roster. Um, the addition of uh, Michael Robbins has been huge, the freshman that can take over games with her athleticism and is going to improve by leaps and bounds every single year. And maybe it feels like Jefferson could possibly be a a year ahead of schedule right now. I I figured they would be good this year, but they have really taken it up a notch to 24 and 3. Uh, they're just ripping off wins left and right. Uh, had no trouble at all winning that region championship. Uh, taking down Eastside 84-51, so they're explosive. They can press you. They have a lot of pieces that they can beat you with. Uh, Robbins, as I mentioned, uh, has done a really nice job, especially defensively with her sideline-to-sideline uh, -side defense. Skylar Brady was an all-region pick, a good shooter that can get downhill and get to the basket and draw fouls. Uh, Delaney DeWitt was an all-region pick as well. And I think the emergence of Emery Billings with her outside shooting uh, she's been great this season, dealt with a broken finger. Uh, I would like to think that she is officially back by now, uh, but she has really improved a lot and can really stroke it. Uh, just a lot of options for this Jefferson team, and I think they're going to be able to overwhelm Tri-Cities. But I do think Tri-Cities is a, a pretty formidable opponent. Paris Shelton was a second-team all-region pick, and then Alyssa, Alicia Bandela is an honorable mention, and they have – secured some wins i think they knocked off creekside earlier in the season was a, a really big one for them um and but then they lost to them in the the third place game 69 59 uh so tri-cities they have some girls that can score the ball but i think jefferson's going to come at you in waves i think jefferson is prime uh to make a run at it this year top right hand side of the bracket we have creekside 19 and 8 overall, Region 5, number 3. They are currently ranked number 6 in the state. And I'm very fortunate that I had the chance to see Creekside before the season at the Sandy Spiel Fall League. Uh, it did not take long to recognize them as a top 10 team and a true contender in this Class 5A state bracket because they have the Region Player of the Year, freshman CC Dennis, C. India Dennis is has had the best freshman season, uh, arguably, all things considered when you take into account the stats, take into account the level of competition, which is massive. Um, CeCe Dennis is a star, and she is a high major point guard in the making, and I don't know if she has any offers yet, but uh, it is it would be unbelievable to me if by the time her freshman season is over, she does not have at least multiple Division One offers. She's averaging 24 points seven rebounds, seven assists, and five steals per game. She is the true uh, leader of this team with everything she is able to do. Uh, you pluck her on this team, you put her on this team, and all of a sudden uh, Creekside is a contender. You have Sky Cleveland who transferred in from Landmark Christian is a good wing, a 3 and D type wing, a good athlete that can knock down shots. And then if they can get anything else from some of their other supporting cast members, which they've been able to get uh, throughout the season, this team is really tough to beat. 
I think Creekside is going to beat Eastside because I just don't know if Eastside has anyone to guard Ciendia Dennis. Eastside 16 and 10, the two seed out of Region 8. Um, they do have some all-region pieces in Morgan Sandema and then Jalen Williams and Asia Spivey. But something that they unfortunately do not have is CC Dennis. And I think Creekside... Uh, if they get some help from other pieces, Sky Cleveland, uh, you can count on her, but other pieces as well. I like the Seminoles to advance on to the next round. Next up, Northview, 19-9, and nine, the four seed out of Region 6. They played Dalton, Region 7, number 1, 18-9 overall. They are currently ranked number 5 in the state. Dalton uh, is really starting to hit their stride. They had a really tough non-region schedule. And early on in the season, Grace Ridley, the North Georgia signee, their double-double, you know, built a statue of her, one of probably the best female athlete in school history at Dalton High School. Uh, she had an ankle-foot injury, and she missed some time. And they suffered a couple losses there. But she is back. She is putting up double-doubles every single game. She is a region player of the year, to no surprise. And Dalton is most certainly rolling right now. Uh, winning that region championship over Cartersville 59-35 and then crushing uh, prior to that game, crushing Hiram 66-41. Now the one team Dalton struggled with uh, was Calhoun, uh, but they did not have to see Calhoun in that region championship, and I feel like Dalton is playing really well uh, with Ridley with their springiness inside. I like Jolie Winfield a lot. Wingfield's a really good physical combo forward, can attack from the high post, um, Emma Hefner gets so many steals on the perimeter, is a really sneaky good athlete that makes a lot happen. Uh, just a very tough team, Kamaria Washington. Tough, tough physical team that'll get after you. Now they're playing Northview. Northview had some new players move in, freshmen, a couple transfers. Um, they were looking for some talented point guards in the offseason, and it sounds like they were able to get what they wanted. And Northview racked up 19 wins, um, but then they faltered in the region tournament. Uh, losing to Kell 49-41 and then settling for fourth place with that 43-42 loss to Cambridge. Um, but Northview has had a good season. They have some talented young players uh, that can really make them go. Uh, they had T. Bivens transfer in, I believe. Uh, she has helped out a ton for them. Uh, she's a good player. And then, uh, you know, Coach Rice, is he's a program builder. He does a good job of uh, accumulating talent and getting the most out of his roster and getting girls wanting to play for him. And I think that's a very important thing is to have a coach that players want to play for. And I think he does that because he does really care about his team and he does really build them up. And uh, he has some talented girls to rely on. And they have some really good ones. I mentioned uh, Tamir Tamariana Bivens and then uh, Milan Johnson, uh, really good freshman. Uh, those are two of their top players, but I think they're running into a Dalton team that is veteran group up and down the roster, all upperclassmen it feels like. And I think that physicality and then Grace Ridley inside, that's just somebody that is very tough to match up with if you're any team. And I don't think Northview is going to have uh, the size or the athleticism to keep Grace Ridley off the backboards. And I think Dalton, again, playing at Dalton, another really tough place to play at. I like the Catamounts to move on to the Sweet 16. Next up, Eagles Landing, the three-seed out of Region 2, 13-13. Overall, they will be playing Northside Columbus, 10-16. and 16, And they are the two-seed out of Region 3. 
I am going with Eagles Landing here. Uh, Eagles Landing played pretty well in that region tournament. They really put some scares into some good teams, looking at what they were able to do. Um, of course, they beat Warner Robins for the three seeds, 64-55. That was a really big win for them. And then they played Union Grove pretty tough. They fell 57-45 in that semifinal round, um, but they were right there with them. Uh, so this is a team that is physical, and that's what I, I feel like when I think about Region 2. It's a team that or a region that really relies upon their defense. They'll get after you. They're not afraid to muck it up, whether it's Union Grove, whether it's East uh, Eagles Landing, uh, Jones County, all these teams. Uh, Warner Robins, they're, they're tough-nosed teams. I think Eagles Landing has a really good post defender. When you're talking about Trinity Grant, uh, only a sophomore, but about six foot four, block shots is big, can finish around the basket, and then Indigo Brown of Eagles Landing, uh, of course, is a really good uh, first-team all-region pick that can uh, score the ball and is uh, reliable as far as handling the ball goes. Uh, so I like this team to get past Northside Columbus. Um, Northside Columbus key players to keep an eye on uh, for them would be uh, a first-team all-region pick in Zariah Davis. And then on the second team, they place Kiki Hunter, Morgan Thomas, a veteran, and Zakiria McGee, um, who provides some size in the paint. Uh, but I am going with Eagles Landing. I think they have seen a lot of really stiff competition and have held their own. Uh, they do have to make that trip to Columbus, but I'm going with the Eagles. Next up, Jenkins, 9-16, and 16, the four seed out of Region 1. They will play Arabia Mountain, 24 and two Region 4 champs. Arabia Mountain saw Malaya Jones transfer to Grayson in the offseason, and then they lost a, a lot of key seniors, but they have loaded right back up with a very talented freshman class. Shania Heath leading DeKalb County and scoring at over 20 points per game. Uh, another freshman, Charmaine Owens, averaging close to 13 points per game. Uh, and they've done what they always do. They win a lot of games. That region, Region 4, is you know, typically not always the strongest when you look at it on paper. Not a lot of teams with sparkling winning records when you take into account the other teams that made the state playoffs. Lithonia was 5-19. and 19. Um, Also in, Shambly was the n- uh, number three seed, 16-6. and six, And then Decatur got the two seed at just 9-12 uh, and 12 overall. Uh, but this Arabia Mountain team, uh, they've had a great season. And I think Jenkins is tough. Jenkins... Uh, was able to pick up some big wins late in the season. I think they knocked off Bradwell Institute, if I'm not mistaken. So they have banged around with some of the, the top teams in the state as far as top 10 goes. Uh, but I feel like it's going to be really tough to beat Arabia Mountain at Arabia Mountain. So I'm going with the Rams to advance on to the next round. Next up, the bottom right-hand side. Loganville, Region 8, number 3, 20 and 7 overall. They play Midtown, Region 5, number 2, 23 and 5. Uh, Midtown, they have five losses. Three of those losses have come to Maynard Jackson, who is ranked number 2 in the state. Midtown currently ranked number 4 in the state. Midtown is good. They get after you with their press. Uh, a very deep lineup. With a lot of good players, Devin Bachman has really asserted herself her sophomore season. I love the energy she plays with in the backcourt. Great speed, good player, sees the floor, can shoot the ball fairly well, just does a lot of hustle plays. 
uh, for this team. Haley Wartman, the matchup inside between Haley Wartman, six foot three sophomore, going up against Amaya Lewis, six foot three senior, committed to play at Florida Atlantic. That is going to be another fun matchup as far as big girls go in Class Five A in the first round. Uh, Wartman has really improved in year two. She's taken off uh, one of the team's leading scorers, a consistent rebounder, is a big body that understands what she is best at. And then you got Briaya Lewis, a second-team all-region pick, who was, a, I believe she was an all-state uh, selection last year as most underrated player, really a solid player with D3 looks. Just up and down that lineup, Midtown has a lot of players that can hurt you. Sinclair Richmond, uh, a good one as well. Uh, so this is a Midtown team that, has all the pieces in place. They just haven't been able to beat Maynard Jackson. Um, but they're going to bring the fight to Loganville. And Loganville is going to have to get a big game from Amaya Lewis. And then they're going to really rely on their freshman. Uh, Natalie Turner was an all-region pick. Uh, part of the, the, those, uh, those twins, Natalie and Nicole Turner of Loganville, have had very important years. Uh, without them, I don't think you would see as much success as Loganville has had this year. They've been key pieces alongside Amaya Lewis to really help out. And uh, just with their athleticism, with their activity, they help score the ball as well. Uh, they do a really nice job together. And uh, I think it's going to be tough for them. They're playing a, a team that has some experience in the postseason in Midtown. It's in Atlanta. So I'm going to pick Midtown. Um but I know Coach John Zorn will use this as bulletin board material and will have a very good game plan in place. But I'm just really feeling this Midtown team this year. I really like them this year, and I think next year they might go even farther than what they do this year. Next up, Calhoun, 17-11, and 11, the four seed out of Region 7. They will play GAC Region 6 champs. They are 13 and 13 overall. Both of these teams have had up and down seasons, uh, to say the least, as far as what they've been able to accomplish. Um, you're looking at Calhoun. Uh, they got hot uh, in the middle of the season, middle to late part of the season. Uh, to open up the year, they suffered a couple losses. They started off the year uh, two and five. Two and five. They were playing some uh, good opponents. Uh, but they were kind of spinning their wheels a little bit. Then they got really hot once they got into the month of January into region play. They picked up some key wins over Dalton. They swept Dalton, actually, uh, which is a really nice feather in their cap. Um, but they struggled with Cartersville, getting swept by Cartersville, losing three times. Now they're playing a GAC team uh, led by Myla Benton, uh, a senior that has had a really good uh, season this year. Uh, averages close to about 15 points per game or so, uh, can rebound, plays big for her size. Asia Johnson's a really good sophomore guard who is a next up and coming uh, player for the Spartans. But again, when you look at GAC, uh, they got off to an even rougher start than what Calhoun did. I'm looking at them right now. They started the year two and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They were two and eight to start the year. They were playing some pretty good teams in the non-region schedule, and then they kind of you know, gathered into form, and they were able to win that region. Now, that region's not necessarily the super strongest. You look at GAC, 13-13, uh, and 13. Northview was 19-9, and 9. Kell 11-13, and 13. Cambridge 15-13, Chattahoochee 16-10. and 10. Um, 
but it was a very competitive region. A lot of those teams knocked each other off. But GAC, uh, that's a team that understands how to win games this time of year. And, I, you know, it just depends on who's, who's playing better right now. I guess you could say GAC is playing better right now considering that they won the region championship. They beat Kale by 12 points. And you look at Calhoun, they just got beat uh, by 18 points by Hiram in that consolation game. But I do like Sanaya Dorsey. I trust her. I trust Kat Atha with how uh, aggressive she is defensively. She's a really scrappy player. Uh, those two in the backcourt uh, give me hope for Calhoun. I think they're a dangerous team. You got Allie Dukes, a really good three-point shooter, play inside and play outside, but has really turned into a true wing. Uh, I like her a lot. And then Jalen Moore, I think she could be a key piece, a key factor in the paint. For Calhoun, I'm gonna go with Calhoun here, um, but it should be a very competitive game, and I wouldn't be surprised if Mila Benton uh, just does not let this GAC team lose. Um, but I'm gonna go with Calhoun. I just feel like over the course of the season, they have been able to secure more uh, wins against uh, very good opponents. Next up, McIntosh, 10 and 15, Region 3, number 3. They play Jones County, Region 2, number 2, 21 and 6 overall. Jones County enters number 7 in the state. They lost 40 to 36 to Union Grove in the fourth quarter. They had a lead late against Union Grove, but could not close it out. Uh, Jones County, uh, again, coming out of Region 2, I think those teams are really, really tough. They know what it takes to win games. They took a deep run last year. Uh, and they got Amaris Ridgeway, a really good wiry guard. Uh, I like her game a lot. You have her. You have Carly Skinner has really emerged, especially in the region tournament. She hit some big shots throughout. Uh, she was a second-team all-region pick. And then Maya Anderson, an honorable mention selection. Um, so that's a nice little trio there as far as players in the backcourt go. And they're going up against McIntosh. You know, McIntosh, they did have the region player of the year, Kendall Davis. Uh, I believe she is going to, it might be Albany State, to play basketball at the next level. I will fact check that real quickly. Um, but she has had a great season, and she's always been really good for this McIntosh team. Um, yes, going to Albany State. Um, five foot nine guard, fills up the stat sheet, rebounds really, really well. Uh, has really just been the heart and soul of this McIntosh team for at least the past two years, averaging 18 points, uh, close to 12 rebounds per game. Uh, she hits big shots. Uh, she's she's a tough nose, good player. But I do think Jones County, I just think they have more uh, of a supporting cast. And again, they played some of the very best teams in the state in Region 2 and have played them down to the wire, if not beaten them. So I do think Jones County gets past McIntosh, but I do expect Kendall Davis to have a big game for McIntosh. And lastly, Lithonia, Region 4, number 4, 5, and 19. They take on Ware County, Region 1 champs, 20 and 6. They are ranked number 8 in the state. Last year, Ware County won the region championship, and then they lost to Jones County in the first round and were down double digits almost the entire game. They lost 44 to 36. They made it close late in the game. Um, but they trailed the entire time, and I think they're going to beat Lithonia, and they're going to set up a rematch with Jones County in the Sweet 16, and they are going to try and atone for last year's uh, misstep against a tough Jones County team. Now in my final four, my picks are, and again, I feel like this is a very wide open 
uh, fairly evenly matched field, just differing styles, just depends on who is able to control tempo. Uh, I have Union Grove getting past Maynard Jackson, but I will say, and that's in the Elite Eight, uh, if this game is played in the 30s, 40s, or possibly low 50s, I think that favors Union Grove. But if we're, well, actually, I'll take that back. If it's played in the 30s or 40s, it favors Union Grove. If it's played in the 60s or above, I think it's Maynard Jackson's pace. If it's played in the 50s, I think you really just flip a coin and uh, see where it lands, and maybe it's determinant on uh, who has home court advantage at that point. But Union Grove is my team. I've been riding with them this year, um, but I really do think those, at least on paper, seem like the top two teams all season long in Class 5A, but I'm going with Union Grove. I'm going with that defense to try and beat Maynard Jackson, which will be extremely tough. Bottom left-hand side, how about Jefferson advancing on to the Final Four with a team full of juniors? I think they have good momentum if they can get past Cartersville in that Sweet 16 game, uh, assuming both those teams advance. Cartersville beat Jefferson 53-44 last year. Then Cartersville beat them again at the end of the GBCA camp, which means nothing. Um, But that game would be at Jefferson and uh, I know they played at Jefferson last year as well, but uh, I think Coach Greg Brown has a really good, really good chemistry on that team. I always love seeing how those girls all support each other. Even the ones on the bench, they're always rooting for each other, and they're very big on their support uh, via social media with one another. And I think that chemistry is very key. And I do think Jefferson uh, has a chance of making it to the Final Four. Top right hand side, I think. Possibly your winner of Creekside and Dalton uh, might be the quote-unquote favorite to make it to the Final Four. Um, I will go with Dalton here if Grace Ridley can stay healthy and establish herself inside and then you get enough guard play and tough-nosed defense. I think Dalton does have the roster to make a run to the Final Four. And bottom right-hand side, I'm going with Midtown. I like that Region 5. I think Midtown makes it out and represents the only Region 5 team, which I feel like might be the strongest region in the state in this classification, but only one makes, and I think it's Midtown that can make it. And then I have Union Grove versus Midtown in the championship game, and Union Grove has been number one in the state pretty much all season long, and if they're able to beat Maynard Jackson, I feel like that is a huge hurdle to clear. Uh, I know whoever they play in the Final Four will be tough, but I do like Union Grove. And I think that left side of the bracket, once you get down to the Elite Eight and Final Four, I think it might be a smidgen tougher than the right side of the Final Four. Um, So I'm going to go with Union Grove to win the state title. Up next, we are in Class 4A. A very interesting alignment. It feels like that that top left-hand side and maybe that bottom right-hand side is, is very... Very strong, very tough to come out of. Feels like maybe the the bottom left and top right, um, not to say easy, but uh, not those essentially top five juggernauts, top four juggernauts in the state. So um, we're going to have some really exciting basketball in Class 4A with some teams that have a chance to make history. Uh, But we'll start on that top left-hand side. Trinity Christian, 18-9, Region 4, number 3 seed. They will play Bainbridge, 9-18, Region 1, number 2. Trinity Christian was a team that had a chance to make a really deep run, but they got popped with the legal players. 
uh, had to sit out Ivana uh, Dijinkovic, a, a really good player that uh, followed uh, Coach Grooms over from Landmark Christian to um, Trinity Christian, and that's just something you can't do. Um, so she's been out, and they had another freshman guard has been ruled ineligible as well. So it's just been Gabby Grooms just doing it all by herself, the Georgia Tech uh, signee, and she's been putting up monster numbers, close to 24 points per game. Uh, her and then Madison Bennett, a, a young guard, uh, averaging 13 points per game, a freshman that can really stroke it, has over 70 made threes. Those two have been a great tandem, um, but just they don't have a, a ton else around them. Um that they were necessarily counting on uh, that they expected heading into the year. So it's been a lot of girls that are playing uh, much bigger roles than maybe initially projected, but they've still had a good season at 18 and nine and they will play Bainbridge. And I think they should be in uh, good shape against Bainbridge. Uh, You got Bainbridge led by uh, Kyra Green averaging close to eight points per game and Zariah Solomon over seven points per game. But uh, you're running into a trendy Christian team with a Division One superstar guard, and I feel like Gabby Grooms is just going to be able to do whatever she wants on the floor. So it's going to be a long trip down to Bainbridge, um, but I do feel like Trinity Christian, they do have uh, the two top guards, uh, presumably in this game, with Grooms and, of course, Bennett. So I do like Trinity Christian uh, to win this game. Next up, we have Southeast Bullock, 5-18, the four seed out of Region 3. They take on Baldwin, Region 2, number one. Uh, Baldwin, number one in the state at 24-2. and two. Um, This is a game that uh, will be over within the first three minutes, uh, unfortunately, uh, for Southeast Bullock. Janae Walker, they have nobody at all that will be able to uh, slow her down. And then Madison Ruff going to Mount St. Mary's. Had a great season, averaging over 16 points per game. Um, just a really good guard. You got Cassidy Neal as well. Um, Baldwin is built for a state championship run, and they are going to have a lot of home games in Milledgeville, and I think they are going to win by a lot of points, as they have done pretty much all season long. So the Bravettes, they will blow past Southeast Bullock and make it to the second round. Next up, uh, a fairly interesting game. 15-11, and 11, Northwest Whitfield, three seed out of Region 7, a team that spent some time for a brief moment in the top 10. Um, they will be taking on Southwest DeKalb, 21-7, the Region 6-2 seed. They are currently ranked number 7 in the state. Uh, so you are looking at uh, a Northwest Whitfield team. We'll start with them. We'll start with the underdogs here. Uh, a good Northwest Whitfield team, not quite what they were last year, even though they have all these same pieces. Uh, of course, big game Bob uh, passed away in the offseason, and Coach Tory Clemens uh, stepped over to take the head coaching position. Uh, still some nice talent on this roster, and they play super, super hard, so I appreciate that with the Bruins. Um, Kendi Baker is a really good wing type player athletic enough to play on the perimeter um, but really gets all her points uh, in the paint on cuts we'll make an occasional jump shot here and there but I just love her athleticism and aggressiveness on defense and then Sloan Pender uh, really good at getting to her left hand she was super impressive against Heritage Katusa in the region uh, seven semifinals 
she's a really good player. So that tandem of Pender and Baker, the juniors, really good. And then Lexi Lyon, a great hustle player. They got a couple other pieces that can really get after it as well defensively. Uh, but Southwest Cab, um, they have had a nice season. They were upended in the region championship, got blown out after playing Holy Innocence close in their second matchup. Uh, they got housed in the uh, region championship 73-44. Um, and looking at what Northwest Whitfield did, uh, they beat up on Cedartown to secure that three seed. Uh, but Southwest DeCab. Uh, Genesia Spears is averaging close to 14 points per game, about six foot one, long combo forward, can block shots, does a lot out there. Southwest can come at you at waves. Shamaria Arnold, eligible this year, is averaging over 11 points per game, a physical forward. And then they got those tough nose guards. Um, when uh, you, you look at uh, girls like uh, Janaya, let me get it correct, Janaya McCoy, uh, the clamp god, a really good. A defender that can get after it uh, really makes opponents uncomfortable. Only about maybe four foot ten, uh, but uh, as scrappy as they come, a really good on-ball defender and picks up a lot of steals. Uh, and it's just a, a a pretty deep roster. Bailey Canty was a second-team All-Region selection, um, and the list goes on and on. Uh, I think Southwest DeKalb wins this game. It's at DeKalb County Panthers Den. It's going to be a very raucous environment. Um, and it's going to be tough considering that it's not in Tunnel Hill. Uh, but I do think Northwest Whitfield will make it interesting for a while, but I do think uh, Southwest DeKalb has enough firepower and just enough options to turn to to pull away uh, against a, a Northwest Whitfield team that I think is going to rebound and regroup and be very tough uh, next year. Next up, uh, one of the best games on paper uh, 22 and six Cherokee Bluff. They fell all the way to the four seed out of that uh, just terrorizing Region Eight, uh, with everybody cannibalizing one another. Uh, Cherokee Bluff spent time in the top ten pretty much all season long, but they fall out at 22 and six, and they will play Stockbridge 21 and six, a Region Five champs, currently ranked number four in the state. Uh, this is a game that Cherokee Bluff is going to have to make it. A, a full court game and they're going to have to use their press and they're going to have to score in transition and eliminate the, the huge size that uh, Stockbridge has inside Stockbridge. Uh, of course, they got CJ Wilson, who is going to Prairie View A&M, a really good guard uh, that just is you know dynamic defensively, just stuffs the stat sheet, um, averaging over 15 points per game. She's been great. And then Jayla Folks is a really good guarding um, Kylie Ingram. Uh, Callie Ingram has really improved uh, this season as a breakout player, but the big girls, the length inside is what really separates uh, Stockbridge from most teams. India McIntosh, Julia McDonald, uh, you're talking about Jasmine Ware, who's going Division One. You have three big, long bodies that block shots and control the paint, and you got quick little guards that can score on the perimeter. And I wouldn't say Ingram or Wilson are, are little guards. They're both about 5'9". So it's just a big lineup. And if they get stuck in the half court playing against them, I think Cherokee Bluff is going to struggle. But Bristol Kirsch is a phenomenal soccer athlete, a great freshman, uh, impact maker. You got Claire Carlson can shoot the three. If this Cherokee Bluff team can get hot from distance and hold their own on the backboards, uh, they may be able to hang around in this game. They're still a, a really good team, uh, super battle-tested. Uh, what happened to them in the region tournament was they got 
upended by North Oconee in the semifinals, 58-55, and then um, got beat by Walnut Grove, 57-46. And Walnut Grove beat them twice, I believe, this year. So they just were a bad matchup for them. Um, But Cherokee Bluff, they're going to have to hit some shots. Caitlin Cook provides some great hustle as a Georgia Southern soccer commit or soccer signee, I guess you could say. Then Emma Reynolds, she she got into a, a you know had an injury, but has been playing some time as well. Um, I just think Stockbridge at the end of the day is going to be too big, and I think it's going to take a lot of threes from Cherokee Bluff uh, to be able to hang around. Because if this is a game that is somehow settled in the half court, I just think Stockbridge might be able to play volleyball on the backboards, and that is not a good recipe for Cherokee Bluff success. Bottom left hand side, Shaw. The three seed out of Region 1, 15 and 12 overall. They played 12, or actually 21 and 4. Fayette County, Region 4, number 2. Fayette County ranked number 6 in the state. Shaw is uh, led by a very high octane score. Uh, Tiara Tucker has filled it up this year, has had a really good season scoring the ball, um, averaging what, close to 20 points per game or so, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a few points off, 23 points per game uh, last I've seen. Uh, so she's had a breakout year as a girl that can really go and get it. And Shaw is going to need uh, a lot of points to be scored to go and get it against a very tough team like Fayette County. Fayette County has really, uh, really turned the corner this year and has become a, a true uh, title contender. Even though they did lose in the region championship game, they got knocked off Um by Stars Mill, who they had beaten twice this year, and the final score to that game was 57-51. But Fayette County has a lot of pieces that look like they are meshing together. They've meshed together extremely well uh, this season, and they are tough to beat because they do have uh, Anaya Ferguson inside, is a a young post prospect that is just uh, a really intimidating post presence, Gobbles up rebounds, can finish around the rim. Megan Ohande is really good. Um, they got uh, another tough-nosed guard that can go and get it in the backcourt, Dayla McCoy. Um, so there's a lot of pieces that you really like for this Fayette County team, and they're only going to get better and better. Andrea Hope is only a junior. Um, they're, they're good this year. I think they might be super good next year. Um, but with that being said, I do think Fayette County, they just have too many options that are going to be tough for Shaw to slow down. And I think that Megan O'Hunday is going to have a, a, a good game and is going to carry the Tigers to the next round. Next up, West Lawrence, 10 and 16, region five, team number four, they will be playing, uh, let's see, Burke County, region three, number one, 15 and nine overall. And West Lawrence, Lawrence uh, 10 and 16. Uh, this is a game I am going with Burke County in this one. Uh, Coach uh, Leslie Lawrence always does a very good job uh, coaching this Burke County team. They are tough every single year. Coach, uh, yes, Leslie Leslie Lawrence has done a great job. I uh, want to make sure I get the name right. Uh, has done a great job over there uh, for Bear, Burke County. The Bears are always involved. They always have a winning record, it feels like. And uh, they, they're very well coached. And they're running up against West Lawrence. West Lawrence, you're looking at a team. Brooklyn Jackson, a forward, averaged 12 points per game for them. Um, but they're under 500, 10 and 16. And Burke County securing the one seed out of Region 3. Obviously, that is huge. Get home court advantage. And they knocked off Wayne County 
43-39. Uh, so the Bears are in good shape. I like them to advance past West Lawrence. Next up, Stevenson, 16-11. and 11. They are the three seed out of Region 6. They play Heritage Katusa, two seed out of Region 7, 20 and 6 overall. I got to see Heritage play in the semifinals. I watched them hold off Northwest Whitfield using a 7 0 run to close. They won 48 42, but then they could not score against Sonoraville. 38 33 loss to drop to the two seed. And they are playing a, a Stevenson team. Um, that has some speed, they have some quick guards, some good guards, and they've been playing against some tough competition, playing the likes of Holy Innocence and also Southwest Cab. So they are uh, pretty battle-tested. They've seen some good teams. Uh, you have uh, Sarah Okoroanta was a second-team selection. Cameron Larkin, a second-team selection. Um, so they do have pieces to go. Uh, up against a Heritage team that Heritage is ha- they have to uh, really execute. Macy Collins was the region player of the year. She's a, a physical wing, more of a forward. She rebounds. She plays tough. Um, at her best, you know, when she's able to get rebounds and she can turn, turn her uh, shoulders and get downhill quite effectively. And they have some, you know, they have some pretty solid athletes. I like uh, their athleticism. They they look like basketball players that can shoot the ball pretty well. Camden Carter is a good freshman that uh, is a, a three-point shooter. you got to keep an eye on her. Kayla Lopez, a really good junior, uh, a really savvy playmaker. She's really good at seeing the floor, can whip in passes, uh, super crafty, and she hit some timely three-pointers in that win over Northwest Whitfield. And then Tori Epps does a lot of good stuff too. She's got some versatility. Uh, I believe she's a sophomore um, plays that wing forward type position. Um, so Heritage, it's going to be uh, at the at the Taj Mahal or whatever they call it over there. Uh, I think they are, um, if they're able to get back on track and score and execute and make sure they keep Stevenson, try to make them into the half court, try to maybe force them into shooting some threes and then go out and execute and just space the floor and you know have uh, three or four girls score eight or more points use a balanced approach, I think Heritage can move on to the next round. Uh, but it will be an interesting match to see uh, how Heritage does. Um, but I do like that they are at home, and they're going to have a lot of fans at this game. So I'm going with the Generals to find a way to get back on track and get past Stevenson. Next up, 14-13, and 13, Woodland Stockbridge, the four seed out of Region 5. They take on Chestity, 23-5. and five. The Region 8 champs, which is a major accomplishment considering they hardly dropped any games at all in region play. Um, They are uh, coming off a tournament run which saw them beat, uh, in the semifinal round at least, they beat Walnut Grove 68-62, a close game, and then they were blowing out North Oconee before North Oconee fought back in the fourth quarter, and they settled for a 69-65 win. I think Chester T has a great opportunity to go extremely deep in the state tournament this year. It is now or never for this team. Seniors and juniors line this roster. Riley Black's the best player in school history. Um, Arguably, you can say on the boys' or girls' side, um, has broken all sorts of records going to West Georgia. And... uh, I think Wolf, uh, the the Woodland Wolf Pack. I, I I don't know if they're going to be able 
uh, to contain her. Easier said than done uh, with her ability to play bully ball, to get downhill, um, just to even make plays as a passer off the dribble. She does a good job of finding open teammates. Caroline Bull is just a knockdown three-point shooter. Addison Boyd is a good shooter as well. Peyton Cable has expanded her range out to the three-point line. And the thing that separates Chess T from most teams in the state is just how well-coached they are and how disciplined they are and how they're so uh, absolutely fundamentally sound and could host a clinic on how to uh, step off your man and come over into help side and draw charges. Uh, if you are not disciplined and you are playing Chesity, you are going to get beat and you are going to get beat soundly because they will eliminate things in the paint, even though they don't have much size. Five foot nine is about the tallest they go, um, but they are extremely difficult to score on. And then if they're hitting threes and Riley's getting downhill and scoring on putbacks, uh, that is a long night for other teams. You're looking at what Woodland has to bring to the table. Akira Brown leads the team in scoring at 10 points per game. Uh, you get some offense of production um, from Kalisha Holiday as well, uh, who's coming off a strong game. And they're pretty balanced. Uh, Kennedy Riley rounds out that scoring. Um, but it's going to come down to do they have any paint protectors uh, to beat Chesty? I think if you want to beat Chesty, um, you have to either get Riley Black in foul trouble or have some size inside to eliminate drives. And I don't think Woodland is going to be able to come into Chesity and secure a victory. So I think the uh, War Eagles will advance. And I think they are just getting started on a historic trip uh, into the state playoffs this year. Coming off of a, a historic season last year, making it to the Elite Eight for the first time. Next up, we move on to the top right-hand side, Pace Academy, 17-7. and seven. They are the three-seed out of Region 5. They play Region 8, number 2, North Oconee, 19-9 overall. They slide into the top 10 at number 9 in the state after losing to number 5, Chesty, in the region championship. As we just mentioned, 69-65, but we're down double digits pretty much the entire game. Uh, there's a lot to like about the roster construction of North Oconee. You have Yaya Peavy, who is committed to play at Bernal, a lefty that can flat-out score the ball and is super quick. Uh, you got Laura Francis-Willis, who is healthy after missing some time early on in the season. She's a really good prospect that can shoot the ball. Only a sophomore is going to get better and better and better. Um, you have Kendall Wells inside, uh, a junior, but she's already committed to play softball at Oklahoma. And if you know anything about softball, uh, that is the absolute pinnacle. That is the Duke. That is the Kentucky. That is as good as it gets for college softball. And she is going there. And she is a strong, big body, a double-double threat inside. Um, there's a lot of good pieces for North Oconee. They hustle. They play hard. And then when they're hitting shots and they're controlling the backboards, uh, they're very, very tough to beat. And I think they are going to beat Pace Academy, a much improved Pace Academy team. But this game is going to be at North Oconee. I would assume Bill Dolan is on the mic. And when Bill Dolan is on the mic, it is very tough to beat the Titans. And I like the Lady Titans to advance past Pace Academy. Next up, we have Westminster 18-8, and Region 6, number 4 seed. They will be playing at Sonoraville Region 7 champs at 15 and 12. Sonoraville, Sonoraville, Sonoraville. What a story um, the Sonoraville girls are. Uh, I said they are 15 and 12. 
Uh, well, they have uh, started off. Uh, well, they started off the season uh, pretty rough. They're riding an eight-game winning streak, but they started off the year. 0-1-1, They were 0-11 to start the year, Sonoraville. And then, of course, the great Stephanie Caudell, who's done a great job there. Now, look where Sonoraville is at. They're winners of eight straight games. They are region champions, and that 0-11 stretch is well behind them. They play a short bench. Uh, they play an aggressive zone. They swarm after you. They don't have a lot of size, maybe five nines or tallest. Um, but they are a very tough team, a very well-coached team, and they're playing in the furnace. The furnace is not for the faint of heart. Westminster sliding down to the four seat after losing to Stevenson. That is going to be a tall task to handle uh, for the Lady Cats. Uh, of course, they do have Stella Chartrand, who's going to Army to play basketball at the next level, averaging about 26, 27 points per game. She's terrific, but it's going to come down to is anyone else going to help her out and score the ball, uh, especially if Sonoraville is able to key in on her. I think it's going to take a big Chartrand performance for Westminster to get out of the furnace alive. Sonoraville, when you look at them, they're just hustlers. They play super hard. Uh, Ellicate Wallraven is a very tough nose guard that can play at the wing position as well with her strength. Uh, you're looking at other players like Aaron Garland. I believe she's a softball standout. She's their lead guard for them. You talk about the twins inside Sophie and Layla Townsend. Um, they get after it. Physical, hard-nosed players. Brindley Wallraven, a three-point shooter. This is just a, a, a tough, gritty, hard-nosed team. Maybe not as talented as some other teams across the state, but exceptionally well coached. They're flaming red hot right now, and uh, they definitely believe, and they definitely believe when they're at home. So I think Sonoraville, with that defense, uh, they're going to have to find some points, um, but if they're able to keep Stella Chartrand in track, I like Sonoraville to make it to the Sweet 16. So I'm going with the Phoenix to continue their rise. Next up, Spalding, 17-11. and 11. Three seed out of Region 2, they take on Wayne County. Region 3, number 2 seed, 19-5 and five overall. Wayne County, of course, the low-scoring, defensive-minded bunch. They lost in the Region Championship to Burke County, 43-39. Wayne County is allowing just 26 points per game, but I always am concerned, can they score in the state tournament when they're playing teams from outside of their area and their region? Uh, I think... They are going to be in a dogfight with Spalding. Um, Spalding has some girls that can put the ball in the basket. Uh, when you're talking about Michaela Wright is averaging close to 14 points per game. Uh, Chase Matthews, about 13 points per game. Jayla Morgan, 11 points per game. Uh, Cedriana Evans is a good athletic forward in the front court. Um, I think Spalding County, I think they have some talent. I like those Spalding girls. Uh, it's going to be tough going down to Jessup and Wayne County, but I just feel like when push comes to shove, if Spalding can get this game into the 40s, 40s or above, they're going to feel good. But if Wayne County can boa constrict this one into the 20s or the low 30s, it'll be in Wayne's favor. But uh, I'm going with the Road Dogs here. I'm going with the Jaguars of Spalding to get past Wayne County, and we shall see possibly a low-scoring game. Next up, Westover 11-16. and 16. Four seed out of Region 1. They travel to Region 4 champs. Stars Mill, 
21 and 7 overall. They're up to number 8 in the state. Stars Mill had that huge win over Fayette County, finally uh, getting rid of that thorn in their side, beating them 57 51. I think the season really, you know, turned around, or not necessarily turned around, but they really found their confidence after they blew out Trinity Christian in their first matchup. And then, you know, they've been off to the races ever since, even though they had those hiccups against Fayette County. But finally, they topped them. They beat Trinity Christian multiple times this year, just beat them 57 45 in the semifinal round. Uh, a lot of seniors, a lot of veterans on uh, this team. Um, Brooke Godown is a good shooter going to Piedmont. You got Sonny McQuaid is a, a, a outstanding athlete, a Rollins College lacrosse commit. Brooke Herdman is a good shooter. And then the freshman inside, Lindsey Kopacek, uh, has really played well this season and gives them some important size and finishing touch in the paint at about six foot tall. And she had a huge game at the Sandy Spiel Northwest Georgia invitational she came on strong in that second half when they knocked off lfo um so i think stars mill they're at home it's going to be a tough travel for the patriots of westover jada landers is a really good versatile piece uh, a girl that averages about 14 points close to 10 rebounds per game makes things happen on defense but i'm just not 100 percent positive if she is going to have uh, enough scoring threats around her. I think Westover, uh, with their quickness, they might make it interesting. I think Sydney Donaldson at the point guard position, averaging 13 a game, uh, will be a key factor. But Stars Mill, they played Fayette County. They played Trinity Creek. They played really good teams in the non-region schedule. I just think that the fact that they've seen some uh, real – uh, true contenders, and as has Westover when you consider they're in there with uh, Hardaway. But I do think vibes are at all-time high right now for the Panthers, and I think Stars Mill advances past Westover using a very spread-out attack. Bottom right-hand quadrant, Walnut Grove, the three-seed out of Region 8, 17-8 and eight overall. They take on Luella, two-seed out of Region 5, 17-9. and nine. Walnut Grove is ranked number 10 in the state. They snuck back up into the top 10, and they are playing that Luella team that they competed uh, pretty tough with Stockbridge but fell short 50-41. to uh, Milani Smith is a, a high-volume scorer for Luella. You have to know where she is at all times. She can put the ball in the basket, uh, really good at scoring the ball. Um, for Luella, they have a couple other key pieces as well for them that make them tough to guard. Um, Luella is, you know, a team that hasn't been able to get over the hump with a big target on their back. I don't think they have a huge target on their back this year, um, so maybe that that helps out some. But they're still a dangerous team, even though they don't have as many uh, juggernauts as they had in years past. You're getting big contributions from uh, Kayla Williams and then the the sophomore Angel Angel Thomas is one to really keep an eye on heading into the future. Uh, I'm going with Walnut Grove here. I think this might be a favorable matchup for Luella, um, but I do think coming out of Region 8 where it's, again, you're you're pretty much playing state playoff basketball every single game because you're scratching and clawing for seeding heading into the region tournament then you got to do it the hard way and win a couple games to make it to the state playoffs um but this walnut grove team uh they're paced by tr kelly inside a physical five foot eight five foot nine forward great rebounder for her size kamaria reads a really uh, quick distributor that makes plays and then if they're getting some offensive help 
um, from Yara Ovalis. Uh, they're really, really tough to beat. And Dorothy Nealon is a good shooter as well. So I'm going with Walnut Grove, but I do think this is going to be a, a, a knockdown drag out fight. Next up, Cedartown, 9 and 17, the four seed out of Region 7. They will be playing Holy Innocence, Region 6 champs, 22 and 6, and ranked number three in the state. Uh, I like Kendall Pace. She plays hard inside for Cedartown. She's a good, solid athlete, plays atop the 1 2 2. But Holy Innocence is uh, just going to be way too powerful with Haley Swain, who's going to Stanford. Um, and especially if she's knocking down her three-point shots. If she's calibrated from there, you already know she's going to be quick enough to get to the basket. And then you add in uh, Zaina Preston, who's going to Anderson, a really good guard. Uh, you got uh, Munchie Worthy, the freshman, who's uh, got a North Carolina offer, among other high majors already as a freshman. Uh, just way too much to contend with in Holy Innocence. They beat Buford, and they've really been playing very good basketball since that game. And uh, they feel like a, a a good pick to make a deep run this year. Next up, New Hampstead, uh, Region Three, Number Three, Fourteen and Nine. They play Griffin, the two seed out of Region Two, Eighteen and Ten overall. New Hampstead with Gianni Brown. I like her, a physical, good, athletic forward, a flag football star. Uh, they love to get the ball inside New Hampstead. They pound it down low to her uh, early and often, and she is their main source of offense. Whereas you look at Griffin, they got a lot of guards. Uh, Kamaya Starks leading the team about 11 points per game. Samaya Hosley has a lot of experience, about nine points per game. And then they got a forward in Naima Foster, averaging nine points per game as well. Um, I think Griffin wins this game. It's at Griffin. New Hampstead uh, has some good athletic guards that can get after you on the perimeter and kind of turn you over a few times. Um, but I think basketball-wise, I think Griffin is maybe a, a, a little bit more skilled and has been on that travel ball circuit, a lot of the girls. So they've been seeing some high-level basketball for a long time, whereas New Hampstead, um, you know, a lot of flag football girls. Basketball might not be their number one sport full-time. Um, and I just think for that reason, I think Griffin, they'll be able to get this job done. Uh, but look for New Hampstead to really try and pound it inside. And lastly, Troop County. 12 and 15, the four seed out of Region 4. They take on Hardaway, Region 1, number 1. They are 23 and 4, number 2 in the state. Uh, You're looking at a team in Troop County led by the freshman Malaya Gilbert is a a big-time player with a great, bright future. Um, She has to do a lot of scoring for this Troop County team. And then Hardaway, they're just so big. Akilah Shelton blocks so many shots, great at getting to her left hand. Uh, Michaela... Uh, Michaela Johnson is a really good score. I like her game a lot for this uh, Hardaway team. They're really, really good. Uh, when she's hitting her shots from the perimeter, Hardaway is very difficult to beat. Deja Burrell is a really good player as well. Um, Hard- Janiah Hardy is good for it. I really like the starting five for Hardaway, and I just think they're too tough. They haven't lost, and it feels like forever, and I don't think they're going to lose to Troop County. So for my final four picks here, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, big-time teams taken out in that Elite Eight round, especially those top two, or the, the, the top left-hand side and that bottom right-hand side. You're looking at a potential matchup of Baldwin versus Stockbridge and possibly Holy Innocence versus Hardaway, and those are two big showdowns. But my final four, how I have it right now, I think Baldwin is on a warpath to get back to Macon and to seal the deal this year. I got Baldwin on the final four route. Bottom left-hand side, I like Chester T to advance to the Final Four. 
as long as Riley Black stays out of foul trouble and they knock down some three-point shots, they're just going to be really tough to score on on drives. Um, but they are susceptible on the backboards. But I do think Chesty is in a good quadrant to make a deep run if they play well. Top right-hand side, it's going to be a, a variety of teams with a great shot of making it. You could see a real sleeper team come out of here. But I'm going to go with North Oconee. Um, if they, you know, they might not have home court advantage very long. If they win that first round game, they possibly could go on the road to Sonoraville, which would be super tough. And then maybe see uh, Stars Mill uh, over there in the bubble. And that would be uh, challenging as well. But I do think North Oconee has provided a, a strong season. They've played in region eight. And I do think if Ayana Peavy's hot, knocking down three-point shots. I think she has a lot of good players around her. Um, but a North Oconee Stars middle game would be a really fun matchup in the Elite Eight. And lastly, Hardaway. I'm going with Hardaway over Holy Innocence. I know Holy Innocence has really hit their stride right now. Um, but if Akila Shelton's able to control the paint, block shots, rebounds, score around the basket, and if they're getting some contributions from Johnson on the perimeter and Burrell, uh, they're going to be tough to beat. Um, but again, when you have a player like Haley Swain, she can snap her fingers like she did against Buford and carry a team to a championship. But I'm going to go with Hardaway, um, especially if Hardaway has that game on the coin flip at home. That could be pretty tough for Holy Innocence. Either way, I think that's a really exciting, fun game. Hardaway's played a lot of good teams this year, as has Holy Innocence. But I'll go with Hardaway to maybe surprise some people. And then in my championship, how about Baldwin over Hardaway to win the state title? Janae Walker is just a big monster inside. She's so tough, so good, uh, and just not a lot of teams have a lot to stop her. I think that matchup with potentially Stockbridge in the Elite Eight would be a great showdown because Stockbridge has multiple trees to throw at her, and I feel like maybe uh, looking at the entire state, I think Stockbridge matches up best against Baldwin out of anybody in Class 4A. Um, but I think Madison Ruff is really taking her game to another level, and they have so many good role players alongside. So I'm going with Baldwin to return back to Macon and to top Hardaway in their state championship. Down in Class 3A, it feels like a foregone conclusion as to who we may see uh, not only in the Final Four, but possibly in the state championship game. Um, as there are two powerhouse private school programs uh, that are seemingly on a head-on collision in Macon on March 8th. But let's talk about the entire classification and everybody else, including the public schools, on the top left-hand side. Richmond Academy, the three-seed out of Region 4, they're 14-10. and 10. They take on Monroe, 18-9. The two seed out of Region 1, uh, Monroe, is currently ranked number 9 in the state. And it didn't really take long for Keandria Akri to uh, really put her fingerprints all over the state of Georgia, the Region Player of the Year. Uh, she is averaging, uh, flirting with triple doubles every single night um, for the Golden Tornadoes. Uh, as I pull up her stats just to give her as much credit as possible. Um, Keandria Acre, Acre averaging 24 points per game, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals, and close to 2 blocks per game. She is the real deal. 
Uh, she's a star. She's got Taylor McKenzie, another freshman. A second-team all-region pick is a good shooter. And then inside, Ciara Lunsford's about a 5'10 forward. So those three do a lot of the heavy lifting for Monroe. They haven't been able to necessarily touch Carver-Columbus yet, um, but Monroe is a tough team, and they have the best player on the floor uh, 98%, 99% of the time in uh, KJ. Uh, so expect Monroe to handle their business against Richmond Academy, who has just not uh, seen a, a talent like uh, Keandria Acree, um, but it will be a, a good matchup, but I do think Monroe, even though they're young, I do think that just too much talent, and I think talent will eventually win out. Next up, we have Liberty County, the four seed out of Region 3, 10 and 15 overall. They take on Mary Persons, 22 and 5. Region 2, number 1. Mary Persons secured the region championship after getting blown out by Peach County in the regular season. They come back and handle their business 33-31, a thrilling win against Peach County at Peach County. Uh, so Mary Persons, 22-5 and overall, a team that is quite balanced. They have some good pieces. Zaria Wilson has emerged as the team's leading scorer at 14 points per game, um, but keep an eye on their Swiss Army knife. Uh, Nyjah Lucier uh, averaging nine points and you know stuffing the stat sheet with rebounds and steals and assists. Uh, a very usable piece, only a junior if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she has a pretty high upside with just her dynamic ability to do a little bit of everything. Um, so she is a good player. I like Mary Persons to get past Liberty County. Liberty County just 10 and 15 this season coming out of the Savannah region. Uh, they are led by Kimora Hollis, nine points per game, and Lyric McIver, uh, McIver uh, close to seven points per game. So I think Mary Persons, a team that has been in the top 10 for much of the season, hanging on at number 10 in the state. I like them to get past Liberty County. Next up, White County, 20-8, and eight, Region 7, number 3 seed, currently ranked number 6 in the state of Georgia. They play Ringgold, who is a 2 seed out of Region 6, 16-12 overall. Uh, they say sometimes uh, to win you must lose, and White County may have won themselves a, a possibility, the opportunity to make a deep run into the state tournament on that top left-hand side as they were able to knock off Dawson County in the Region 7, um, the consolation game for the uh, highly coveted three-seed. Uh, last year, we saw Dawson County take a deep run into the Elite Eight uh, a season ago. Uh, sometimes you don't want to finish in that number two spot, and uh, it all worked out for White County. Um, but they had to handle their business against a Ringgold team um, that is coming off a 30-point loss to Idayersville, so they're not necessarily playing a super perfect basketball right now, but they did beat Fay or, uh, Lakeview-Fort Oglethorpe in the semifinal matchup that put them in the championship game 56-53 as Ringgold entered the tournament as the four seed. So Ringgold, even with that 30-point loss, I guess you could say they are playing pretty good basketball considering that they knocked off LFO. Uh, Ringgold, they are led by Katie Helton and Brooke Baldwin, two all-region first-team selections. Uh, they also have Jersey Ray Loy, a second-team selection that rounds them out. And when you look at White County, uh, you're looking at Emma Lightsey, who has really taken a step forward this year. She's a, 
a designated scorer. She will catch the ball and it will go up. She shoots those threes, lightning quick trigger, and she'll shoot them from deep and all over the place. And when she's hot, she can just bury teams with her outside shooting. You got her. You got Aaliyah Anderson is a really athletic, good guard that picks up steals, can slash to the basket. Maya Ye is a reliable ball handler. And then Kylie Watkins has recorded four straight games of 20 points or more. She is starting to come into her own at the right time. A six-foot junior forward with a lot of skill, does damage in the high post, block shots in the low post and can stretch out the floor. Uh, very good player with a good future. And for that reason, with that nucleus, and then Zoe Burkett, uh, a really uh, underrated 3 and D, at about six foot tall herself, long, and makes some plays in the press, gets some steals, and can hit the corner three. Uh, I like this White County team to advance past Ringgold. I know it'll be tough heading all the way up to the Chattooga border, it sounds like. Um, but White County, they, they're battle-tested. They're in Region 7. If you get out of Region 7 alive, if you get a top-four seed, you're a good team, no questions asked. And I think White County will be able to win on the road, even though they were struggling a little bit to the finish line, lost a couple games, got beat by Dawson at the end of the regular season. Uh, but that big win over Dawson when it mattered most in the region tournament is all that matters now. And I like White County to make it to the Sweet 16. Next up, Franklin County, 14-14, and 14, the four seed out of Region 8. They play Carver-Atlanta. Region 5 champs for the four-team Region 5, which did not hold a region tournament. Franklin County uh, nearly upset in the tournament, region tournament. Had to come from behind to knock off Stevens County 57-56 to make it to state. And then they uh, got beat handily twice, lost by 80 points by you can guess who, and then was defeated by 30 points by Hart County in the consolation game. Now they are going up against Carver Atlanta, uh, a team that does have some solid players. they got a good guard uh, that you have to be aware of, and Amaya Floyd, a first-team all-region pick. Uh, Malaya Green was a second-teamer. Tirana Jackson, a second-teamer. Uh, they have um, usually had some size. They look pretty big when I saw them at West Georgia team camp uh, this offseason. Uh, I think Franklin County, the fact they're going to Atlanta, that might make it tough. Um, I guess you can maybe say licking their wounds a little bit after those two, uh, you know, what we say, 80 and 30-point losses. That's uh, 110 points their past two games, margin of deficit. Um, but Carver-Atlanta is not Hebron. They are not Hart County. I think Franklin will be able to contend in this game, but I'm going to go with Carver-Atlanta uh, to represent Region 5 and to get a team into the second round. Next up, we have on the bottom left-hand side, Doherty 16-12, and 12, the three-seed out of Region 1, versus 16-12, and two-seed out of Region 4, Morgan County. Uh, Doherty, it starts with Jatiana Chambers, a really good junior point guard. Uh, small, uh, has got some strength to her build, but a very flashy passer, very good player, makes everybody around her better. Uh, a player that's really flying under the radars, but she can really, really score, really play, just a, a true playmaker. And she'll be going up against a Morgan County team that came close in their loss against Cross Creek. Uh, I believe it was uh, 44 to 40 
against Cross Creek, and they, they almost got him, but just fell short. But Milford Franklin's in a really good job at Morgan County, uh, turning this program into a contender. They're getting better and better each year. Jaden Young, averaging 12 points per game, is a really good player. That is uh, start at the soccer on the soccer pitch over the course of her career, but it sounds like she's transitioning more to full-time basketball. She has been good. Kamora Smith is a, a scrappy player. Sydney Burke, those three really kind of round out uh, the three-headed prong of Morgan County. And I think Morgan County, uh, just because you know it is it, it is at home, I think they are a little bit more balanced maybe than Doherty. I think Morgan County will be able to pull this one out. I think it'll be tough. I think Doherty is a good team. And like I said, I think Chambers might be the best player on the floor. But it's going to be in Madison. And for that reason, I think the Bulldogs find a way to protect home court and make it on to the Sweet 16. Next up, Pike County, 9-14, the four seed out of Region 2. They take on Calvary Day, Region 3 champs, 20-5 overall. They lost their first two matchups with Savannah Country Day but they finally clipped them when it mattered the most, 46-38 in the region championship. Destigo Dine is the region co-region player of the year, has had a really good year scoring the ball, really emerging with Hannah Kale now at Georgia College. Uh, she has stepped up into that role, averaging close to 18 points per game, and you've seen major contributions from Bree Jones and Zora Geiger, both of them averaging 13 and 12 points per game, respectively. Um, so they found some more balance on this roster. Coach Jackson has done a really good job in his first year on the job, keeping Calvary Day as um, the team you think of when it comes to Savannah girls high school basketball. And the fact that they were able to overcome their rival Savannah Country Day to get that one seat is big. And I think they're going to keep rolling. I think they're going to beat Pike County. Uh, Pike County coming out of that Region 2, uh, which is led by – Mary Persons and Peach County. Um, but I think Pike County, I don't know if they're going to be strong enough to contend with that three-headed guard attack. Next up, Koala Creek, 18-8, and eight, Region 6, number 3. They take on Pickens, Region 7, number 2, 24-4. They are fourth in the state. They are going to be uh, at home at Pickens County. It's going to be a raucous crowd. Koala Creek, I saw them early in the season. They can spread the ball out. They shoot the three pretty well. Not overly big, but they do have some physical presences uh, that play bigger than their size. Uh, I think you're going to look at players to step up that are important. Lila Brooker was an honorable mention pick. Uh, Caroline Reed is a very aggressive player, just like Brinkley Kate Reed, her older sister, who's now at Truett McConnell. So she's got some similar traits. There's a little bit of everything. Um, but Aubrey Langley is that forward that I like about maybe 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but um, bangs inside, can stretch the floor out a little bit. And then Shea Poe, uh, if she's able to knock down some three-point shots, um, Jody Backus, the coach of the year in Region 6, will have an opportunity. But Pickens is really tough. I mean, Pickens, they're obviously battle-tested coming out of Region 7, playing the likes of Wesley and Dawson, White, Gilmer, uh, you pretty much name it, Lumpkin County. I don't think Pickens can lose this game uh, with that that senior class of Isabella. Uh, Isabella, you got Isabella Hopkins, of course. It's been a long podcast. Isabella Hopkins, who's going to Valdosta State, can really shoot the three. Caroline Mullins going to UVA Wise is just has been her entire career a dynamic 
uh, guard, forward, wing, plays every single position, grabs a ton of rebounds, defends post players, uh, has a knack for coming up big when it matters the most. She was a first-team all-region pick. So those two, along with Ellison Steinhauer, who I think is the is the is the star the star the jam the jewel whatever you want to call it she has a chance to become a division one player she's only a sophomore but I think she is really the the go to player that hits threes is super crafty draws fouls getting downhill makes plays on defense of course a coach's daughter um just does pretty much everything you can ask for uh very very well and at a high level and I think Cole Creek they can hang around. With Pickens, but at the end of the day, Pickens has been in just so many battles against legitimate, legitimately the top teams in the state of Georgia that I think Pickens at home is just going to be really, really tough to overcome. So I like the Dragon Nets to pass on to the next round. And then we have Cedar Grove, Region 5, number 4, 6 and 14 overall. They will lose by likely 100 points if Hebron wanted to. Um, Hebron number one in the state, 25 and two, Region Eight champs. Uh, that game will be over within the first minute, unfortunately for Cedar Grove. Top right hand side, Sandy Creek, 10 and 14 overall, Region Five number three. They will be playing Region Eight number two, Oconee County, 16 and 11, ranked number seven in the state. Um, once they hit that, it feels like what January this new year they really started playing good basketball. Uh, they beat Hart County multiple times. Of course, haven't been able to beat Hebron Christian, um, but it played really well. They have not lost many games at all over about a 15-game span. They're really feeling it. Uh, they have a lot of good pieces. Julie Azeltine has really uh, become a great player. She really stood out in the uh, Sandy Spiel Fall League, just consistent, shoots the ball. I think she had a game of eight threes. Um, just well-rounded. Elizabeth Wynn, the big volleyball player, has great, terrific size. Six foot two, uh, can play in the paint, rebounds, can step outside, knock down an outside shot. Eliza Oxley, a very good uh, freshman that loves getting to, I believe it's her, is it her left hand, right hand, left hand, one of her hands. She's very exceptional at getting to, and uh, she's really tough to stop when it comes to getting to the basket and she's going to get better and better when it comes to uh, working on her outside shot, which I foresee coming in the very near future. Uh, so just a lot of pieces you really like um, for Oconee County. Sandy Creek though, Sandy Creek is pretty tough. I saw them play against St. Pius. They love to shoot the three ball and if they're dropping, they're dangerous. Madison Reckley, a first team all region pick as a freshman, She's averaging close to about 16 points per game. She's a really good player. That is a college player, most definitely. Again, a girl that shoots the ball well, but recognizes when she has mismatches with her speed and can get downhill and finish through contact. So I think Oconee County is going to have to be very aware of that. Um, Persia Sanders was a first-team all-region pick as well for Sandy Creek, and they got a couple other nice players as well. And uh, Isla Person, uh, she can really shoot the ball. She had a very impressive performance when I watched her play against St. Pius. But I am going with Oconee County. They have just played really exceptional basketball for about a month and a half now. And I think they will be able to handle 10 and 14 Sandy Creek. And the Warriors will advance to the Sweet 16. Next up, Wesleyan Region 7, number 1, 23 and 3. They play LFO, Lakeview Fort Oglethorpe, sliding all the way to the four seed in Region 6 at 14 and 9. They entered the region tournament as the one seed. 
Um, Kristen Collins is a really good guard, great at getting to the basket, draws fouls, can shoot the three ball well. Crystal Collins, her cousin, a really good guard as well. Not as much of an explosive score, but certainly their second option. And then they have other pieces that fill in along the lineup. But Wesleyan, um, they have Chit Chat right. They have Brianna Preston. They have Eva uh, Garibadian. They have Joe Joe Potter. Uh, they got everything they need and more. And Wesleyan is going to roll past Lakeview, Fort Oglethorpe into the Sweet 16. Next up, Upson Lee, 10 and 15, the three seed out of Region 2, led by Amaya Cromer, a very good sophomore post, a double double girl. They will be going up against Savannah Country Day, 19 and 6, the two seed out of Region 3. They are led by Stella Olshig, a senior who was the co region player of the year in Region 3, a very good three point shooter, can space the floor. And then when you think about Savannah Country Day, they always have a lot of length inside. uh, And, you know, you pair that with some three-point shooting, uh, they're going to be tough to stop. I would assume they still have a couple holdovers with some height in the paint, uh, but it's going to start with Alshig, the good three-point shooter. I think they're going to beat Upson Lee. I think it's going to be tough traveling down to Savannah. Um, But Upson Lee, if they can make this into a fist fight, a, a rock fight, I guess you could say, a physical game, get gritty and get the ball to Cromer inside, they could win this one. But I do think Savannah Country Day has been a really solid team that has flown under the radar all season long, and I think they're going to prove it come state tournament time. Next up, Region 1, number 4, Thomasville 11 and 17. They traveled to Cross Creek. Region 4, Champs 22 and 4. Cross Creek has climbed up to number 5 in the state. I think Cross Creek will win this game. They have a very talented guard in Michaela Bogans who is signed to play at Morgan County, or not Morgan County, Morgan State, um, but super exciting to watch, just dazzling with the ball, can score 10 points in the span of 40 seconds if need be, uh, just electrifying, and I think she will be able to weave circles around Thomasville and set up her teammates for easy buckets, and they will win at Cross Creek, a very difficult place to win at as a visitor bottom right hand side Hart county region eight three seed 20 and eight overall they are out of the top 10 but have spent time in the top 10 uh earlier on in the season they will play douglas region five two seed 13 and 11 douglas is very big they're very big they're intimidating up front they do have daniel roberson was a region player of the year and then they have eliza alvis who has some size to her inside uh, and Manet Allen was an all-region honorable mention selection. Uh, they can get after you. They can press a little bit. And if they get into the half court, they can kind of pound the ball inside and use their strength um, to rebound. But Hart County, they do have a high point commit in Dakota Phillips, who's shattering records over at Hart County, has not surprisingly had a fantastic senior season and has led her team very, very well. Uh, she creates everything. Uh, for this Bulldog team, she can find Madison McLean in the corner for three-pointers, uh, a track and field uh, prospect that schools are looking at. She can really stroke it, and she gets after it defensively. Alexis Walker was an all-region pick, as was Jazz Sheeler. Uh, so they do have a nice little nucleus. You got Takaria Smith as well, TK, an honorable mention pick. I think Hart County wins this game. Even though they're going on the road to Douglas, I think Hart County is just going to be very organized. 
and Coach Edwards is going to have the ball in the hands of Dakota Phillips, and she is going to make the right decision time after time. And I think Douglas will make it uh, an interesting matchup. I think they do have some size that can um, kind of bang on Hart County, but I do think Hart with that guard play and Dakota Phillips making uh, the right reads, I like the Bulldogs to make it to the Sweet 16. Next up, Dawson County slips to the four seed after a loss to White County in Region 7 play. They are 17-11, and 11, but they're still in the top 10. They are number 8 in the state. They'll be playing at Dayersville, who has gotten hot at the right time, 19-9 and 9 overall. Region 6 champions. Uh, they blew out Ringgold uh, 56-26 in that region championship game after coming into the tournament as a three seed. So at Dayersville... They are clicking right now. Dawson County, uh, a little bit sputtering, especially if you consider it was a real grind fest to sneak past Gilmer, 36-30. But Abby Sladen going to Bryan College has had a phenomenal breakout senior season. She is the one constant you can rely on every single game for Dawson County. Abby Sladen will score, um, and she will score with that three-point shot. She'll get to her scoop layups. Um, she has just been everything for this Dawson County team. And you have Morgan Chester inside who's committed to play at Young Hairs. A uh, very versatile interior defender. Uh, can score with her back to the basket at times. When she gets those touches, just has to finish those layups. Her and Eva Bishop, if they're both on, uh, they can just be those those big bangers inside. Really tough. You throw in Ava Robertson as well. Uh, Dawson County's big across the board. J.C. Wilson, if she gets into the game, uh, she's committed to play at the junior college level and provides uh, more physicality in case needed in the low post. And then, of course, I, I would be remiss if I forgot about Kendra Coker, the lefty, a great three-point shooter. They thrive in the pick-and-roll game. If you're a Dayersville, you have to take away the pick-and-roll from the wing. They love to run that and get their girls slipping to the basket, score a lot of points those ways. And then Anna Ayers, who really saved Dawson County against Gilmer in that game to make it to the state tournament. Uh, she's been known to hit some timely buckets. So that's pretty much the entire Dawsonville County roster, right? They've had some really good wins this year. They beat Athens Christian early on in the year. Uh, they lost to North Forsyth in overtime, who is undefeated in Class 6A. All the wins are on the resume for Dawson County. They have beaten White County before. They've beaten Pickens before. Uh, this is a good team. It's all about do they have that synergy right now? Are they are they still tugging on the same rope together? Do they want to finish strong? Because if they want to finish strong, they could take a deep run into the state tournament like they did last year. They have the talent on the roster to do so, and I'm sure Coach Will Anglin is employing these girls to get uh, on the same page, not to say that they're not on the same page, but to make sure they re-laser that focus, fell to the four seed, but you know sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing, but they are playing in a Dayersville team that is playing their best basketball of the year right now at Dayersville. They are led by their all-region first-team picks, uh, Nazira Roberts, Alyssa Winters, those two. It really runs through them. They're very tough. Uh, they got some aggressive, and, and Robert's a very aggressive player that can get after it. Uh, Dawson County, they're just going to really have to rely on that size. If they're able to punch the ball inside, play good defense, and then if Abby Sladen is able to hit some outside shots with Kendra Coker, they should be okay. But I know Adairsville is going to pack out the gym, and they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. But I'm going with Dawson County. I'm going over the entire course of the season, what they've done resume-wise, 
that I believe in the Lady Tigers to regain their form after losing it for the past maybe two or three games. I think they're still a super dangerous team that is going to be tough to beat, especially if they ever get home court advantage, which I know will be tough as a four seed and very unlikely now. But um, they will have to go on the road, and they are battle-tested. And for that reason, I do like Dawson County, who made it to the Elite Eight last year, with a, a lower seed, I do like Dawson County to find a way to grit and grind and get past a good Adairsville team that is sneaking up on people right now. Next up, Beach, the three seed out of Region 3, 14 and 15. They play Peach County, Region 2, number 2, 16 and 7 overall. Peach County smacked Mary Persons, and it felt like they were going to ride their wave into the region tournament and win that region tournament, but they were upended by... Mary Persons, 33-31. But other than that loss, Peach County has really been hot lately. And they're playing a beach team that is led by Mariah Reed, a freshman averaging 22 points per game, leading all scores in that region. She can really put the ball in the basket, wiry, athletic guard, very tough to stop once she gets in transition. She's a good player to keep an eye on. And Isaria Phillips as well is averaging close to 12 points per game. Peach versus Beach, the names rhyme. It's going to be at Peach County. I like Peach County. I just feel like even with that loss against Mary Persons, I feel like they are trending in the right direction and they're playing good basketball. So I will go with the Bull, uh, the, the Trojans, not the Bulldogs. I'm going with Peach County Trojans to get past the Bulldogs of Beach. Next up to finish up the bottom right-hand side, Harlem. Four seed out of Region 4, 6-21. Travel to Carver, Columbus, 20-6. and six, The Region 1 champs and currently ranked number 3 in the state. I will assume that Carver will press Harlem and beat them into submission with their talented roster. Jasmine Thornton's had a great season um, coming over from uh, that the Grange Academy. Uh, obviously, she's been great. Chubb Williams was a defensive player of the year in the region. Uh, Aubrey Wilkins is signed to play at Southern University, a point guard. Uh, they just have a lot of choices to choose from. Cameron Thomas is a really good junior. They will overwhelm Harlem and win this game by, uh, we could say, about 30 or 40 points, just depending on how much they feel like they need to win by. So on to the final four. Um, it feels like... It feels like, well, it, it is a lock. We can say it almost feels like um, at least two of those spots maybe are taken, possibly even three. Um, but that top left-hand side, if you're in that top left-hand side, that's that feels like the most realistic up-for-grab spot to be in to make it to the Final Four. There's not one juggernaut team that everyone is trying to avoid or is scared of. I think it's a very level playing field on the top left-hand side of the bracket. And I have White County especially if they can get a couple home games. I know that might be tough, but I think White County is the most battle-tested out of that group. I think they're tough if Emma Lightsey's hitting shots and if they are getting Kylie Watkins involved, that she is as good as she's been the past four games. If she's still averaging 20 points per game in the state playoffs, they'll be tough to beat. So I think White County slips into the Final Four. Bottom left-hand side, Hebron Christian will advance to the Final Four. Top right-hand side, Wesleyan, I think Wesleyan might run into Cross Creek in the Elite Eight, but Wesleyan just has too much firepower. And the bottom right-hand side, I think Carver-Columbus, just because they have such depth, uh, all those good quick guards, aggressive, and all those names I just mentioned, I just think they're really built for it for a deep run. So I see Carver, 
Columbus matching up with Wesleyan, which was a high-scoring game played in the 70s last year at Wesleyan. Wesleyan won that game. I think Wesleyan will win this game again with Brianna Preston now in the fold with them. And Hebron, who eliminated White County in the first round last year, which ended up being pretty much the closest game Hebron played all state playoffs last year. Uh, they will get past White County. So Hebron versus Wesleyan and Hebron uh, with the roster they have compiled and the national ranking they have. Uh, I do not foresee a team knocking off Hebron, but if there ever was a team and there was ever a player that could do it, that could get blistering hot like she did against River Ridge when she scored 36 points at the Sandy Spiel Showcase, Chit Chat Wright, the Georgia Tech commit, she can do it. Uh, but I'm sure Coach Jan Azar knows that, and she can throw 10 girls out there on the floor and uh, just rotate bodies and bodies and bodies. So I think that would be a really fun, intriguing game to watch, but I think that would be a game where Chit Chat would have to score 25-plus and really just carry Wesleyan. Um, but I think Hebron, they're just a complete team with the roster, the size, everything you want and more. And the scary part, they're pretty much only all junior. So Hebron Christian as many would expect to pick, is my pick for the state title. Continuing to move down, we are on Class 2A. Classification with a lot of really good teams. Some are all joined up in Region 4. Some are spread out all throughout the state, but we'll start on that top left-hand side. Region 4, number 3 seed Thompson is 22-4. and four. They are currently ranked number three in the state, even though they are the third seed out of Region 4. They play Sumter County, 19-8, and eight, the Region 1, 2 seed. Sumter County coming off a 57-39 loss to Dodge County after beating them prior. And then Thompson, uh, they lost to Butler 54-46 in that semifinal matchup. Uh, Sumter County with Justine Scott. She's a Division One level prospect. Um, she transferred over from Schley County in the off season and she's been, you know, dynamic, uh, one of the very best players in the region. Uh, and she is the one that really makes, uh, this Sumter County team go averaging over 15 points per game. Um, but they're running into a team in Thompson, uh, that is really tough. They have a lot of talent, uh, Thompson, they can play very physical. Uh, they have some girls that are picking up some division one looks, uh, Jada Kendrick is averaging over 18 points per game. She's a physical, strong wing, can do it inside and out. She gets Talicia Lattimore is averaging 14 points per game alongside her. And uh, Paris Rosser rounds out the attack with 7.5 points per game. So Thompson's really, really strong. And I just think that the balance of that attack uh, with multiple girls that can put points on the board uh, – is going to be tough for Sumter County to keep up with, even though Jessie Scott does have that that star level ability to take over games. I am just concerned: does she have enough help around her to uh, participate and really lift Sumter County against a really tough, strong, uh, battle-tested Thompson team? Next up, we have eighteen loss, eight win at Tombs County, the four seed out of Region Three. Uh, they go up against Central Macon, 23-4. and four. The champions of Region 2, uh, Central Macon could have let go of the rope weeks ago. They have some serious injuries. Talia Greer is out. Taylor Davis is hurt. Um, they have a couple others banged up. It's been Alea Grain who has really carried the team uh, this year. 
and has kept them among the top teams in the state. She was a region player of the year. Um, Anaya Duggar has really stepped up in the absence of her fallen teammates. You've seen Jazz Johnson, the junior, the six foot one, uh, three point shooting swingman, three and D, high upside girl. Uh, she has played well. She was a first team all region pick, and then Francis. And Yakudo is such a strong physical rebounder in the paint. So even with players dropping off due to injury, Central Macon has still been um, tough as nails. They're not going to have any excuses uh, to keep them away from their goal of making it to a state championship game. The very uh, one of the very few things that has avoided Central Macon. Uh, over the year is that 4.3 mentality to try and get there just haven't been able to get over the hump but I think Central uh, they will be able to take it to Tombs County I really like Ariana Hill Uh, she's a very good post presence a young sophomore uh, with a lot of upside can shoot the three can bang down low a really good player for Tombs County Um, but I just don't think they're going to hit enough shots Uh, Brindley Miller is a good three-point shooter but I just I uh, don't think they're going to be able to handle the pressure and physicality that Central Macon brings, and I think the Chargers are just going to be too strong, and they will roll at C's house. Next up, Fannin County, Region 7, number 3. They're 18-9. They play 19-8. and eight. North Cobb Christian, who has done very, very well this season. They grabbed the two-seed out of Region 6. Ray Gutierrez has come in and has solidified and uh, steadied their ship over there for North Cobb Christian. They're playing very good basketball. Uh, they're going up against a Fannin County team. Of course, Courtney Davis uh, going to Young Harris is one uh, region player of the year, three consecutive seasons, an all-state shoe-in for Fannin County. And then inside between uh, Reese Lewis, who's very good with her left hand, and Macy Hawkins, uh, Fannin County can hurt teams in the paint. They have some athleticism on the perimeter as well. Um, but it starts really with that trio uh, between Davis, Lewis, and Hawkins. And they have won a lot of games over the course of their careers, especially Davis, uh, uh, one of the great players in school history. I think they will be able to handle North Cobb Christian. It is on the road. And North Cobb Christian will have a very good game plan. Addie Johnson has emerged as an all-region, first-team all-region pick in Region 6. Ava Garner was a second-team pick for North Cobb Christian. And then you got Alexis Healy, who's back healthy after missing time last year, is a very dangerous three-point shooter. But I do think Fannin County uh, is equipped to make a run, or at least they've had in years past. So I think they're ready to go on the road. And I do think the Rebels will be able to knock off North Cobb Christian. Next up, Providence Christian, the four seed out of Region 8, 17-9 overall. They travel to Columbia, Region 5 champs, 22-5. After losing to Callaway, uh, they were able to right the ship, and they ended up taking two out of three, I believe, in their matchups this season. And they're back on a hot streak. A team uh, that does have a lot of scoring options. Uh, to turn to a team that has Kamaria Robinson inside with some great length, can block shots, is athletic, uh, but it really starts with Nia Anderson in the backcourt. She's averaging close to 18 points per game. Uh, Elon Turner is a, a good piece that plays that wing forward position. Um, so a nice three-man trio that all average double digits. Columbia is a strong team. And Providence Christian, they've been in that tough region eight, hunting those wins against Union County 
and Banks County and Athens Academy, but they just haven't been able uh, to knock off, uh, especially Banks County is a team everyone's been chasing. They haven't been able to knock them off, and I think they're going to have a hard time going into Columbia. But Providence Christian uh, has seen a very great season uh, so far. They've had Clara Allen and Ella Trong make the all-region team. And I think even if they lose in the first round, it is uh, undoubtedly a, a major success the Storm have had this season. Bottom left-hand side, Worth County, three-seed out of Region 1. They're 13-15. and 15. They travel to Josie, the two-seed out of Region 4, 24-3 overall. I have Josie number two in the state. Uh, they got knocked off in that championship game by Butler, who got hot. Butler, I don't think they had beaten Thompson or um, – Josie during the regular season but then all of a sudden they just flipped the switch and Butler started beating everybody but I do think Josie uh not to overreact to what happened in the region tournament I think Josie is a team to beat in that region four uh super springy athletic forwards uh Shania Sanders averaging over 13 points per game uh I love uh Zamaya Jenkins is a very bouncy you know get it off the glass rebounder 11 points per game for her and then, of course, the healthy guard play. If those guards are healthy, they're super tough. Carrie Fluellen, we saw her last year in the Final Four, a, a talented playmaker, uh, a youngster at that, averaging 13 points per game. And then Keisha Henderson, who was hurt last year, has come back and averaged 12 points per game and has dished out assists left and right. And I think Josie is just going to be able to overwhelm Worth County. I think this Eagles team is prime for a deep run. Next up, we have Jordan, 10 and 18, Region 2, number 4, versus Brantley County. Region 3 champs, they are 17 and 9. Brantley County knocked off Tattnall County, 43-34, to win that region championship. I think Brantley County, as the champ, they got home court advantage. I think the Herons will be just fine against Jordan, a team like we mentioned, 10 wins. I'm going with the hot team in Brantley County who just hoisted the trophy, feeling really good about themselves. I like them to beat Jordan. Next up, Therrell, 9 and 12. Region 6, number 3. They take on Model, Region 7, 2C, 22 and 5 overall. Model is ranked number 8 in the state. Uh, They got beat by Murray County, couldn't close the gap against Murray County. Uh, after splitting with them in the regular season, they lost 39-30 in a low-scoring game. But Model has a lot of pieces I really do like. Uh, August Betts, I like how springy she is. She gets to that left hand, really good player. Uh, you're looking at Javia Samples, was a first-team all-region pick, aggressive, playing in that guard position, can play a couple different positions. Rachel Burkhalter is one of those veteran guards that can knock down outside shots. Sadie Rodden is uh, about 5'10", 5'11", but she's a floor spacing the premier stretch forward in that area with how she's able to catch and shoot from the perimeter. She's super tough. Um, Just a lot of pieces that really gel together. When they're all clicking, they're a tough team to beat and model, uh, especially since they're at home in Rome, they pack that place out. I think Model is going to beat Therrell. I just like their pieces, and I think they're going to be ready for a team coming from Atlanta into a hostile environment. Next up, Region 5, number 4, McNair, 14-14. and 14. They travel to Banks County, Region 8 champs, 23-4. and 4. 
They are ranked number five in the state, trying to make it back to Macon. They've had a good season. They started off really sluggish. They had some injuries. Addison Horde had a foot problem. Um, she's been healthy since, and to no surprise, they have been rolling since. Uh, they got the Murphy sisters, Reese and Riley. Riley, uh, a really good shooter. Reese is really coming into her own as a player that can impact the game in a variety of ways, even defensively as well. And then inside, Carly Seegers is a big post presence that can rebound going to Young Harris, uh, a good threat to clean up misses, uh, can score with their back to the basket and can shoot the outside jump shot a little bit. So Carly Seegers, uh, when she's aggressive and playing tough inside, she can be a, a handful to deal with. So when all those girls are clicking, when they're able to run that flex offense, uh, which they were so good at in the offseason during the GBCA, they can really tear teams apart. And I don't think McNair is going to be able to withstand the Leopards' balance attack. And I would be remiss, Ella Kate Shedd, the freshman coach's daughter, has had a very good season for the Leopards and uh, just makes that attack that much deeper. Top right-hand side, Landmark Christian, Region 5, number 3, 16-5 overall. They travel to Union County, Region 8, number 2. They are 16-11 and 11 overall. Union County, uh, they have a good record. I'm, I'm pleased to see how good their record has turned out because they have played a tough schedule. Same thing happened last year. They play a really tough schedule. Uh, they played Banks County close a few times. They lost by 10, 49, 39 in the region championship. Prior to that, they lost in overtime against Banks County, 51-49 on a last-second layup. Uh, so they've been close, but they just haven't been able to get over the hump. You look at what they did in the non-region schedule. They came to the Sandy Spill Tip-Off Classic. They lost by 12 to a really, really good Athens Christian team. Um, they had Rabin County down about 15 points, 20 points at that Piedmont event, uh, but saw that game uh, fall apart and lose 82-80. to But they played Rabin County close. They beat in Towns County, a team that's been ranked in Class A Division II. Uh, they battled with White County. Uh, they, they played Fannin County. They haven't been able to knock them off, got blown out the first time, then only lost by one point. Um, this is just a, a, a tough team. Uh, played a lot of really good top 10 opponents throughout multiple classifications. Um, I like their roster. Uh, Ariel McCarter has gotten better and better each year. She's a junior now. Uh, Lara Turner, uh, she's a very good dynamic athlete that can pass the ball well off the dribble. She's a good rebounder. Uh, when she's engaged in making things happen, you know, she's not necessarily going to be a big time scorer for them, but what she brings with her quick instincts, getting steals, rebounds, and scoring in a multitude of weights when needed, because she can shoot that outside jump shot and she can finish around the basket and she is tough off the dribble. I like her a lot. Um, but the player that has really stepped up this year and has really made this team tough. Paula Robertson, the sophomore, she can shoot the ball from the mid-range. That's her, her go-to shot, get to her sweet spot. She's about 5'9", 5'10", has had a really strong season to help balance that scoring uh, to go with other girls that get the job done on the defensive side of things. Cameron Mull, uh, Caitlin Brown really gets after you defensively, is really scrappy. And I think a potential X factor when they need to go big is Hope Taylor. When she's in the game, she has a quality touch around the basket. It, 
they need to get some post touches or grab some rebounds. Hope Taylor is effective in spurts, and she's a nice junior to keep an eye on among a couple others that come off the bench. With all that being said, I do like this Union County team. They're battle-tested. Landmark Christian, they had an influx of girls transfer out last year with Lady Grooms going over to take that job at Trinity Christian. Um, So I do think uh, Union County, this is a battle-tested team. Um, Again, they played teams close, um, but they're just going to have to be able to hold it down against Landmark Christian because Landmark Christian, they do have some some tough-nosed guards, some quick guards, that can get after you. Nicolette Soden's a smaller guard, but she's really quick. And then Melody Painter uh, has emerged this year, 15 points, 8 rebounds per game, uh, has really stepped up to be the go-to player. But um, I trust what Union County has done in the offseason. So uh, I think they're a sleeper team that can knock off some teams, given the right draw. But it starts in the first round, and they do have home court advantage. So Union County, uh, a team not to be taken lightly. Next up, Region 6, number 4, Washington, 13-9. They travel to Murray County, 21-6. Region 7 champs, ranked number 7 in the state. Murray County's had a great season. Um, They lost some key players that graduated last year um, that went on to play college basketball, but they have kept rolling. Coach Tipton has done a really nice job, and it just feels like Murray County is – they're back. They are back, and they are here to stay. Bailey Winkler, a very skilled low post scorer with both hands. She was a first-team all-region pick. Miley McClure has made a major impact this year, as has Callum Ledford. Um, so there are good players up and down this roster. Skylar Mahoney brings some athleticism and toughness to the Murray County team. Um, mix of youth and experience, and I think that is going to bode well for a state playoff run. I think they're going to be too balanced for Washington to stop, and especially at Murray County, going to be a tough place to play. I like the Indians. Next up, Southwest Macon Region 2, Team 3, 12-10 overall. They travel to Tattnall County. The Region 3-2 seed, 16-11. and 11. They were the one seed going into that region tournament but got beat by Brantley County. Uh, Southwest Macon, they will be bringing some players uh, led primarily by Lanesha Graddick who gets the job done uh, primarily around the rim. Uh, she's tough. And then the defensive player of the year in that region too is Mahogany Tharp. Um, so those two are really the leaders for the Southwest Macon team. But I think Tattnall County at at home, I've been to Tattnall County before. Um, That's going to be a tough place to play. Battle Creek, there's no self-service there. So you better strap up and be prepared for it. Um, They're a team that has uh, primarily been led by their guard play, I would say. They do have a a key player that has been around the roster for a long time now. Uh, They got a couple. uh, Val Sanchez is a senior now on this roster. Um, a few more have really mixed it up and have gotten after it. Uh, but this Tattnall County team is a, a strong program uh, that has seen some success over the years, and I think they're going to be able to get the job done and advance on to the next round. Um, next round, it will get uh, a little bit tougher because they'll likely see Butler in the second round. Butler is my pick to click. They are 19-9, and nine, the Region 4 champs. They play... Fitzgerald, who is a four seed out of Region 1, 15 and 13. As I mentioned earlier, Butler just got scorching hot at the right time. It's pretty wild to look at 
uh, what they did in Region 4, which was the toughest region in the state this year in this classification. Uh, Butler, uh, heading into the tournament, the region tournament, they had lost to Joe Z, 52-32, and then they lost 42-39. But then they go out and they beat Joe Z in the championship 63-54. Prior to that, they played Thompson to make it to the region championship they beat Thompson 54-46, but earlier in the season, they lost 52-37, and they lost 41-35. So Butler has really turned a corner right now. Uh, Renaya Curry got injured, it sounds like, early on in the season, but Karen Nimmo has that dynamic presence that can really take over games with her length and her outside shooting and just overall activity. She's been tough, and then Brayla Harris has averaged close to 20 points per game, and Paris Floyd is a reliable piece as well. Uh, so Butler is a strong team playing literally their best basketball of the season. I like the Bulldogs to make it to the Sweet 16. Bottom right-hand side, Athens Academy, 16-12, Region 8, Three seed, they take on Callaway, Region 5, number 2. They're 23-4. and four. They are unranked as of right now. Um, but Lacey Thomas is going to be a major concern for Coach Olsen to try and stop at about six foot one. Um, blocks a ton of shots, rebounds, is very athletic, has a really nice three-point shot, can shoot the three and pull up off the dribble. Uh, she looks like possibly a Division One level player, to be honest with you. She's been tucked away and kind of hidden on that side of the state. Um, and she's had some college small schools check in on her, but I think it's about to get bigger with her recruitment if people know about her because she has a ton of skill, and she is going to be very tough for Athens Academy to try and contend with. Um, but, you know, Athens Academy, they got a super young team. Millie Pugmire and Kendall Lawson, freshmen, uh, both of those girls, all region performers in Region 8. Pugmire can shoot the ball, and then Lawson, she's just really good at um, getting to the basket, will hit maybe a three a game and get some steals, and just is a, a player that is really starting to fine-tune her game. She's going to be a, a, a handful to deal with come her senior season, I think. Athens Academy is a little too young right now, uh, relying on a lot of young pieces. Josie Collins as well as a, a great athlete. But I'm thinking Callaway, Lacey Thomas, I think that is just the, the kingpin in this game, the trump card that Athens Academy has to deal with. And I think Callaway will be able to get her the ball in multiple positions to succeed, and I think she will succeed. So I'm going with the Cavaliers. Next up, Rockmart. The four seed out of Region 7, they're 17 and 10. They take on defending state champ Mount Perrin, Region 6, number 1, 24 and 3. Looking for yet another state title. I believe that would make it three in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Mount Perrin is, has been the number one team in the state all season long. This is going to be a game that Rockmark just cannot contend with the length and the toughness. Uh, Annalie Morris had a great season at Rockmark. Uh, I believe she came over from Adairsville and has really put Rockmart on the map this year. Um, but now she's running into Jessica Fields, blocking every single shot inside. Uh, the region player of the year, Ciara Alexander, who was just taken off this year, committed and signed to play at Campbell, a power power small forward, if you want to call it that, but just a bulldog that goes coast to coast, is a monster on the backboards. And then you got the guards, Jacqueline Murthill and Catali Humans. They don't make too many mistakes, and they can hit outside shots when needed, and they're aggressive on defense. So uh, Mount Perrin should win this game, and they will win this game quite easily uh, to put an end on a really good season that Rockmart has enjoyed. 
Next up, Region 3, number 3, Vidalia, 13-14. and 14. They are going to play at Spencer, Region 2, number 2, 19-8 overall. They fell to a shorthanded central making in the region championship game by a score of 54-43. to 43. Spencer is led by the Burks. Naomi Burke was a first-team all-region selection, and Alexandria Burke was a second-team pick. I think Spencer will win this game over Vidalia. I have to be aware of Kalia Walker inside. She's a really good post presence for Vidalia. But I do think Spencer uh, is playing well right now, and they have home court advantage. So I'm going to lean towards the green wave. Next up, to wrap up the bottom right-hand side, Washington County, 17-12, 4-seed out of Region 4. They traveled to Dodge County, Region 1 champs, 21-4. They crushed uh, Sumter County, what we say, 57-39, a big win. Uh, it's just going to come down to stopping Lyric Green, which is very tough. She's a monster inside. She's huge. She gobbles up rebounds. She's physical. She just bulls over people. Um, the preeminent, the top dog when it comes to double-doubles in this classification, she's averaging close to 22 points per game and gobbling up rebounds at a high rate. She's just strong, and she's got good pieces around her. Um, that defend and are athletic. They can go to that full-court press, and then any misses they attempt on offense, uh, it's going to be green there to pick it up and score. They've gotten some nice contributions up and down. Autumn Rhodes, a guard, averaging close to eight points per game, has been good. Paige Ingram uh, has some promise, averaging nine points per game as a, an athletic wing-forward type player, only a freshman um, so there's a lot to choose from, but it all starts and stops with Lyric Green and Washington County. I fear they do not have a big-time post presence that can hold down Lyric Green. So I like the squaws at home. Now on to my final four picks. Um, gets tricky. I think you're looking at that Sweet 16 matchup could potentially decide who makes it to the uh, final four if Thompson can knock off Sumter County, they'll probably see Central Macon. Um, Central Macon, just with those injuries, are not 100%. And I hate that for them because this was their year to make a deep run. And I do think it's super doable. But Thompson has all the bullets in the chamber. And Jada Kendrick is really, really tough. I think Thompson could slip past Central Macon. And if they do, I think Thompson makes it to the Final Four. Bottom left-hand side, we might see a rematch between Josie and Banks. This game would be played at Banks County. I think that's a tough place to play at for Josie, but Josie, if they have those guards all healthy now, they did not have Keisha Henderson last year. I think you add her into the mix and you add the growth of Zamiah Jenkins as a springy rebounder to alter shots and clean up misses inside. I think that could be good enough to get past a really tough veteran group in Banks County. So I would go with Josie to make the second team from Region 4 into the Final four, top right-hand side, I think Butler represents the third team from Region 4. I see them possibly meeting up with Murray County in the Elite Eight. And if at, if it's at Butler, I think Butler has a good opportunity to make some noise as long as they stay on this hot streak. So I have Butler in the Final Four. And then lastly, Mount Perrin 
in my final four to round it out. I have Mount Perrin beating Butler, Thompson falling to Josie, and Mount Perrin winning yet again another state title against Josie. But that would be a fun matchup considering both teams, very good guard play, and some big-time athletes and length inside. But Mount Perrin is my pick. Unless I see them beaten by a team in that classification, it's hard to pick against a great program like Mount Perrin. Now on to the Class 1A portion. We will start with Class A, Division 1. I think this classification is a little bit more open than what it might appear on paper. I think um, it's a couple open spots here. Uh, Last year we saw St. Francis and Galloway collide and uh, play each other for the state championship. I think it's a possibility this year. But I do think there are some tough teams that maybe aren't getting enough credit. Um, some of these public school teams uh, that can really play, that are separated, you know, north, south, all over the place. But I do think Class A Division One will be very fun, very interesting. I know there's going to be a couple favorites, uh, but let's dive into it and see what we have. We'll start at the top left-hand side. Temple is the three seed out of Region 4. They're 15 and 11. They will travel to Brooks County. 10 and 15 overall, the two seed out of Region 1. Now, remember last year, Temple went to Bryan County and defeated Bryan County. And I think Temple is going to go on the road and beat Brooks County behind McKenna Knicks, who I don't think Brooks County will have an answer for. I know Brooks County, their, uh, their top player is actually the player of the year in Region 1, Amani Hall. And they've had a... Uh, you know, a, a good individual season out of her. And then said today Newsom was a, a first-team all-region pick. But I like what I have seen from this Temple team. Uh, Knicks is the, the leader in the clubhouse that really makes them go. But they get some nice contributions up and down that lineup as well that sometimes can go a little bit overlooked because it's Knicks that does, you know, the, the, the heavy lifting, the double-doubles, the toughness inside. Um, but they've gotten good contributions. Uh, Anna Howell can shoot the ball a little bit. Uh, Janiah Walker gets on the glass. Uh, they're a tough-nosed team. They don't back down. They came to that Sandy Spill Northwest Georgia Invitational, and they had Rome on the ropes, and it ended up being a close game. They ended up losing by a few points there. Ended up being 54-45, but that was a single-digit game deep into that fourth quarter, a one-and-two possession game for the vast majority of it. Uh, before they lost and hey Rome was pretty dang good they were a top 10 team in class 6a this year so Temple has shown they could play with some teams and I think Temple is going to be able to go on the road and beat Brooks County considering that they have gone on the road before in the state playoffs and have won games next up we have Savannah 11 and 13 the four seed out of region three they traveled to Swainsboro region two number one 17 and six overall Swainsboro is ranked number six in the state I am very high on Swainsboro. I think Swainsboro wins this game. I think Swainsboro is a sneaky, tough team. If you have slept on Swainsboro, I think you're sadly mistaken. Jaden Wynn is back healthy after missing last year. She joins Tania Williams, a rebounding monster inside. Uh, you know, the past few years, Swainsboro has ran into that buzzsaw of Elbert County. It's very unlikely that happens again this year, considering Elbert is uh, not quite what they were in years past. Uh, but Swainsboro is really good. Williams averaging close to 16 points and double-digit rebounds. I think she has over a 1,000 rebounds in her career. And Wynn is just a dynamic athletic presence on the perimeter. You got Hannah Howard uh, balances that attack at 10 points per game. I think Swainsboro is going to protect home court. They're going to beat Savannah. Savannah 
um, has had a, a, a solid year, 11 and 13. They graduated some key pieces last year. Tonight, Bryant is powering them and scoring at 14 and a half points per game. But Swainsboro is a tough place to play at. They are a tough team, a veteran team. I like the Tigers to advance to the next round. Next up, our Murchie, 14 and 12, the three seed out of Region 7. They play Galloway, 15 and 10, Region 6, number two, Galloway is currently ranked number two in the state. They've been there pretty much all year long. Uh, as expected heading into the season, they've lost so many talented seniors, so many college players last year that they're not quite as um, strong as far as firepower goes. It's a Thompson sisters, Tiana Thompson going to Georgia Tech, and then Taryn Thompson, the sophomore, who's had a great season, really developing as a point guard playmaker um, to go along with her great three-point shooting. But those two have a lot of heavy lifting to do. They have D Stokes inside, who's a monster rebounder. She had 20 rebounds in the game I saw against uh, Mount Pisgah and really controlled the glass. Those three do a lot of of the offensive work for Galloway. Uh, Sophia Louis-Pierre has had a really good season as a freshman. She's been a godsend to that roster as a 5'11 swingman, really athletic, uh, really more so just a great high motor is what puts her in the position to succeed, uh, uses that length in the press to get steals, can score uh, from multiple levels. She's a really talented player with a very high upside future. Um, with that being said, Galloway should win this game against Armucci. Um, I just think it's going to be really tough to contend with Tiana Thompson. I just don't know who's going to be able to stay in front of her for Armucci. Uh, Chloe Shaw was a first-team all-region pick, um, but I don't think they're going to have enough help. I know Kelsey Arp as well, a good player, first-team all-region, but they just don't have that high-major Division One talent to slow down Galloway. And when Tiana Thompson is knocking down those three-point shots, she likes to pull off the dribble. Um, that's going to be really challenging for uh, the Indians to maintain and contain and all that. So I, I think Galloway wins this game. Next up, Elbert County, 7-21, and the four seed out of Region 8. They travel to Oglethorpe County, 23-2, and Region 5 champs. They're ranked number five in the state. Um, uh, Coach Jones has done a terrific job at Elbert County. I know the, the win-loss record is lopsided, but going to that triangle and two against certain teams has really been beneficial for them. They mix up defenses. They still play hard. Audrey Lunsford's a really good freshman that is going to have a very good career and has stepped in right away and provided uh, the Blue Devils with some impactful uh, scoring. She was a first-team all-region selection. Uh, for Elbert County, but they're running into Oglethorpe, a team that had a great season last year. I believe it ended in the Elite Eight. They did knock off Raven County in the Sweet 16 uh, before running into that Woodville Tompkins buzzsaw. Uh, Kenzie Henderson is a problem, a terrific athlete. Uh, she's just an X-Factor with how springy she is. She can step outside and shoot the three a little bit, but really they're looking to get those fade lob passes over top of the defense and let her go to work with those soft hands and springy legs. Uh, a, a high jump state champ, a hurdle state champ. She does everything. Dynamic, dynamic athlete. And then Denim Goddard, she's a great point guard. Her and Ariana Bell just got offers from Piedmont. Uh, that's a really good, savvy backcourt. A lot of veterans on this team. Uh, pretty much everybody back from last year's team. I really like Oglethorpe County, and I think they're going to be able to beat just a young team in Elbert County. Uh, but Oglethorpe, they're they're tough, and especially at home in Lexington, they're going to be very difficult to beat. Oglethorpe County is a tough team, and I think 
if they see Galloway in the second round, they're going to give Galloway everything they want and more. Bottom left-hand side, Bacon County, 9-11 and overall, the three seed out of Region 1. They play Heard County, 17-8, and Region 4, number 2. Looking at what Heard County did in the region tournament, that small four-team region, they beat Temple 78-74 and then fell to Lamar County 62-52. Jaden Boykin is the girl to stop for them, a veteran uh, leader that has just carried this team for years now, just physical, strong guard, pretty much can play whatever position she needs to for Heard County. Really good player and is a senior that is somewhat flying under the radar if you're looking for toughness. Jaden Boykin delivers. Um, but they're going up against Bacon County. Bacon County, their top performer this year. Looking at their uh, roster, Michaela Thomas was the defensive player of the year in Region 1. And then Menage Reynolds was a first-team all-region pick for Bacon County. I believe they are the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. But I think Heard County at home, they're a solid team. Boykin doesn't want to go out. Uh, lightly, I, I'm sure she's still been doing her thing this year, always on the precipice of making an All-State team. I like Heard County to win this game and to advance to the Sweet 16. Next up, Bleckley County. The Royals are 15-12, and 12, the four seed out of Region 2. They travel to Bryan County, Region 3, team number one. Bryan County is number 10 in the state. Of course, they are powered by Kaylee Wedlow, a very good score, starting to pick up some scholarship offers averaging close to uh, 18 points per game. She's over 17 points per game. Shoots the three ball well, has become a more well-rounded scorer this year, it feels like. And then Ashanti Brown, she grabs a ton of rebounds. That's a girl that's uh, collecting double-doubles left and right, averaging 14 points per game. So those two, and they have some other key pieces, Jasmine McHale, as well as close to 10 points per game. That's a nice trio um, that that Bryan County Coach Mincy team has to work with. I think they're going to be able to beat Bleckley County. Bleckley County, of course, dropping to that four seed. Uh, I'm not sure they'll be able to have what it takes to go to Bryan County, especially Bryan County with a bad taste in their mouth, losing, I believe it was, in the first round last year to Temple. Uh, I don't think they're going to let that happen again this year, so I do like the Redskins to advance. Next up, Mount Pisgah, 15-10. and 10. Region 6, number 3, they are ranked number 8 in the state. They will play Darlington, 14-11. Region 7, number 2. I was very impressed with Mount Pisgah in their loss to Galloway in the region semifinal. They lost to Galloway uh, by a score of 71-57, but that was a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. Uh, you're talking about a player in Morgan Blake that has super deep range, uh, a tough-nose uh, forward, swing man, I guess you could say, can get to the basket, will go in the low post, but that three-point shot is a serious, serious threat. She is signed to play at UWASH, a Division three school in St. Louis. Um, it's a great program. I, I know Division two schools, at the very least, are kicking themselves, letting her slip out of the state of Georgia and out of the Southeast in general because she is a difference maker. Uh, she's had a really good season. I like her a lot. Um, Toby Owalabe, I believe she is a freshman. She's got good upside, handles the ball really well. I think she can get to the basket, finish with both hands, can shoot a little bit off the dribble from the perimeter. Sydney Glan is another uh, veteran player that's only a sophomore, but she played a lot last year as well. 
can hit down that corner three, brings toughness off the bounce. And then the player I really liked for Mount Pisco that just brings an edge to them inside is Evia Spencer. She plays with a mean streak. You can see it on her face. She will... Uh, get into tussles down low. She is not afraid to fight for position. I saw uh, somewhat of a tackle with her and another Galloway player. They were getting so physical down low. Um, she's a vocal presence on the floor. She is not bashful about talking to her teammates, directing traffic. Uh, she's rough, she's rugged, and she has a softness touch in the low post. She likes to get the ball on the block and hit that turnaround baby jumper. She's a good player. As well, another young underclassman that can play. I like all the pieces that Mount Pisgah has. Even uh, Parks Wellen is a good, uh, again, off guard that can shoot that three and hustle a lot. A lot of good pieces in place. I think Mount Pisgah should be in good shape against Darlington. Darlington, uh, they fell to Tryon in the region championship by 10 points. Uh, Darlington, they didn't do a ton as far as non-region scheduling this year. Um, but Caroline Jordan did make all region first team along with, uh, let's see, Caroline Jordan and Emma Hunt were the two top dogs. And then Presley Dixon earned second team honors. I know Darlington, it's at Darlington. If they can make this a low scoring game and use some physicality, they could keep this game close. Uh, but man for man, I do think that Mount Pisgah has a ton of talent. They've been in the top 10 all season long. Like I mentioned, number eight in the state currently. I would be surprised if the Patriots do not get past Darlington. But they have had a couple upsets here and there throughout the season. Uh, and they did struggle to put away Paidea in that region uh, Region 6 consolation game. They had to go to overtime to beat Paidea 58-54. So if you're Darlington... You feel like if you keep it close, you have a good opportunity, but I think Pisca on paper looks like the team to beat in this matchup. Next up, Jasper County, 5-18, the four seed out of Region 5. They play Rabin County, 21-6, the Region 8 champs. They are currently ranked number four in the state. They found a way to beat Athens Christian at Athens Christian after losing twice to them earlier in the season. Um, they have two dynamic guards. It feels like, at least on paper, as far as college players go, it's the most talented roster Raven County maybe has had in school history with two Division One guards, as I mentioned. Lucy Hood going to Western Carolina and Ellie Southard's going to Presbyterian. Both of those girls on pace for over 100 made threes. Um, Raven can sometimes live and die with the three-point shot. They like to get them up. They don't have a ton of size inside, so that's a bit of an issue. Chloe Earlywine does a good job banging down low, and I think she's uh, really played well in that region championship game against uh, Athens Christian. But the three-point shot, if it's falling, they can be tough to beat. They shot a lot of threes in that Sandy Spill tip-off classic, played uh, Trinity Christian very close when Trinity Christian had their uh, entire roster. And then what they did um, just a few weeks ago, maybe a week, week and a half ago against Tallulah Falls, they hit 21 threes. 21 threes in a game. That's a lot of three-point shooting, and that's a lot of make. So Rabin is ridiculously dangerous. I don't think Jasper County is going to stand much of a chance. Um, just a lot of good pieces to turn to, and I think Rabin has a chance to make a run of it on that lower left-hand bracket. So I like the Lady Cats to get past Jasper County. A team at 5-18 and 18 is probably you know already considering this season a great success making it. And remember, that is coming from Region 5, just four teams played in that region tournament. So you show up, you're in the state playoffs. Raven County should roll.
top right-hand side, Social Circle, 10 and 16, Region 5, number 3. They were 10 and 16 in that region. They will play Athens Christian, Region 8, number 2, 21 and 4, third in the state. Again, their size inside is dominant. Marlene Embalima um, is just, just improved by leaps and bounds from last year when she first got into the, the program. And now this year, she's she's hitting three. She's making plays off the dribble and spin moves. This is a burgeoning, potentially high major prospect at six foot three. Voldy Basana comes in. She transfers in from, you know, out of the country, and that's another six foot one post presence that just bangs on people and gets on the offensive glass. And if Natalie Goff is hitting her three point shots along with Josie Vaughn, and then Ansley Moore just providing hustle and spark plug plays Athens Christian is a team that looks destined to potentially make it to Georgia College and State University for the final four uh social circle they are going to have their hands full and I think they will just get dominated in the paint and unfortunately not be able to put up much of a fight against an Athens Christian team that has been wildly impressive this season Next up, Paideia 11-11 overall. They are the four seed out of Region 6A. Travel to Tryon, Region 7, number one, 20-6 on the season. Number nine in the state, Isaiah McCutcheon is a Region Player of the Year, of course. Uh, a great point guard. I think she will be able to lead this Bulldog team past the Pythons. She does have some help with Kinsley Turner, a first-team all-region pick. But it all starts and stops with McCutcheon. She's a great player. Paideia, they do have some size inside. I will say that. They do have a couple 5'11", 6-foot girls. Carolina uh, Harden was a all-region selection for Paideia. Uh, Kate Banks is a guard that can knock down a couple outside shots. And then they do have that size inside. But I feel like Tryon at home with the best point guard on the floor. I think Isaiah McCutcheons is a player that I can trust in the state tournament. And I think Tryon gets past Paideia. But Paideia, again, the fact that they push Mount Pisgah into overtime in that consolation game, that means they're playing with some confidence. Uh, but I do like Tryon to advance. Next up, Dublin, 18-8 overall, Region 2, team number 3. They play Metter, 17-5, Region 3, number 2. Dublin, you're looking at the size of Dublin. They have some imposing presences inside. You really like to think about uh, Nahali Turnley, a, a big-time player, 13 points per game, close to you know 10 rebounds, blocks some shots, likes to play on the perimeter some too, but can really dominate in the paint when necessary. Um, Tiara Diallo is averaging over 10 points per game. Uh, Urena Fuller, uh, 10 points per game. They just have a lot of length and athleticism and quality, you know, 5'10", 5'11", size, and they can really get after you. And Metter, you're looking at a Metter team that's really popped on the radar this season due to the youth movement of this roster. Uh, you have Zion Sephora, a freshman, leading the team in scoring at close to 16 points per game uh, she's done a really good job for Metter um, but I do think Dublin even though they're going on the road I, ju- I just trust those seniors their veteran team this Metter team has a bunch of sophomores uh, I think it could be a competitive game but I'm going with Dublin uh, with the fact that if Nahali Turnley wants to dominate in the paint I think she has that in her to do so next up Irwin County 0-26 the four seed out of Region 1 versus Lamar County, Region 4 champs, 22-5 overall. They are ranked number 7 in the state. Shy Foster is likely going to score more points in Irwin County as a team scores. 
Uh, we will not have teams with zero wins making the state playoffs anymore as we consolidate into six classifications next year. Bottom right-hand side, Commerce, 15-11, and 11, Region 8, team number 3. They play Prince Avenue, 8-18, and 18, 2 seed out of Region 5. Kevin Furtado has turned this Commerce team around. Uh, they're quite competitive. They get after it defensively. Um, they can press you. Uh, you. You look at Malay Mitchell has turned into a, a really solid workhorse, a double-double player as a wing. It's only maybe about 5'8", 5'9", but plays so much uh, bigger than that and is super tough. She's been good. Raven Parks was an all-region selection. Jada Palumbo, honorable mention. Uh, Commerce, they have really played some teams tight this year, and I think they're going to be stronger than a Prince Avenue team. That Prince Avenue, I think they didn't have everybody that they expected to come out for the team this year uh, do so. So they're missing a couple bodies, and I think that's why you see Prince Avenue, a team that I thought might have a chance to be a top-10 team. That did not end up happening. Uh, just looking at what they did in that region tournament, uh, they did not fare well against Oglethorpe County, 52-39. They played them fairly close, um, but Prince Avenue... A team that I feel like is still better than their 8-18 eight and 18 record, but just I think Commerce is on to something right now. They're a tough team, and I like the Tigers to advance. Next up, Dade County, four seed out of Region 7, 6-19. and 19. They run into the number one team in the state, Region 6 champs, 19-7 and St. Francis. St. Francis, this will be a game that you could probably peg into about 40 points, just dependent on how much... Uh, Coach Kennedy wants to play her starters or even her bench, uh, who she gave a lot of burn to in the semifinal matchup against Paideia. Um, but St. Francis is just way too powerful. Scriven County, 20 and 7, Region 3, number 3, versus 17 and 7, East Lawrence, two seat out of Region 2. I got to see East Lawrence in person at Dodge County. Uh, I believe they gave up like a 29-0 run or something crazy to Dodge County. So it was not their best performance when I saw them play. But Michaela Tanner is a nice little shifty guard, about 5'3", 5'4". Gets steals, gets to the basket in transition, averaging 17 points per game. Uh, She's good. And then her sister, the twin, uh, Brenda Tanner as well, at about 12 points per game. Those two, if they're getting the game at their pace and they're pressing and they can turn uh, live ball turnovers into transition points, I think East Lawrence has the advantage here. I'm going to pick East Lawrence over Screven County. Um, But Screven County, they they do have some scores. Jalea Roberts, the freshman, is averaging over 15 points per game. She's been really tough for them. But I think East Lawrence, I'm going to go with them because I do have some athleticism in the front court as well. I will go with the Falcons. And lastly, Pelham, Region 1, number 1, 16-6 versus Crawford County, 5-17, the 4 seed out of Region 4. I'm going with Pelham. They do have the Region Player of the Year, let's see, Region 1 Offensive Player of the Year, Soraya Chester, a really good three-point shooter that always does well in the GHSA three-point shootouts. She's tough. Truth Wimberly, it feels like she's been there forever as well. That's a really nice tandem uh, that Coach Presley has, and I think Pelham wins this game. So that brings us to the final four, the predictions. Um, Interesting to see what shakes out here. That top left-hand side, I think it might be a little more open than expected. I, I think Galloway finds a way to get there, but I think Galloway is going to have to play well. If they see Oglethorpe in round two, that's tough. If they see Swainsboro and the Elite Eight 
on the road, that is going to be extremely tough. But I do trust Tiana Thompson. She's a terrific player, and her sister Taryn is great as well. And they do have D Stokes to clean up misses inside and is a big active body. So I'm going with Galloway to make it to the Final Four. Bottom left-hand side, uh, if if Raven County meets up with Mount Pisgah in the second round, if Raven can handle their business, uh, hit some outside shots and kind of control Morgan Blake and don't get beat up inside by Avia Spencer, I like Raven County to advance back to the final four after missing out last season. I got the Lady Cats uh, potentially seeing Bryan County in the Elite Eight, but I like the Lady Cats. Senior guards, you have two Division One guards in the backcourt. I don't see any reason why they do not make it to the Final Four. But I do foresee that second-round matchup potentially being extremely difficult. But the game would be in Clayton, Georgia. And with that game being in that area, I do like Rabin County. Top right-hand side, Final Four. I'm really feeling Athens Christian. I don't really see any size at all on that top right-hand quadrant other than Dublin who has some length that we talked about but I think Lamar County would get past Dublin I think Shy Foster is really good and Michaela Watts is a really good freshman that can get a lot of steals um, but they go as Foster goes and that can sometimes worry me as far as do they have enough scoring around Shakira Foster so if they see Athens Christian I just worry about the size inside I don't think they have an answer for Marlene in the post. And if Natalie Goff is getting hot from the corners with her three-point shot, Athens Christian has all the makings of a team that can really make a deep run. As long as they can handle the press from some of these teams, and I'm sure they're going to try and slap on them, I think Athens Christian, they can advance the ball over and get the ball inside for layups and just dominate on the offensive glass. So I got Athens Christian on the top right-hand side. And then lastly, bottom right-hand side, uh, St. Francis will easily run through everybody in that bottom right-hand quadrant. They have the easiest bracket. Um, and you could probably say that just because St. Francis is by far the best team in the state. And everyone else, you're looking at Commerce is not ranked. Prince is not ranked. Dade is not ranked. Screven is not ranked. East Lawrence is not ranked. Crawford County is not ranked. Pelham is not ranked. St. Francis is the only ranked team on the bottom right-hand side of the bracket. So the best team with, at least on paper, very limited competition, that's going to be easy. St. Francis will roll their way into the Final Four. So that would have on my bracket two teams from Region 8, two teams from Region 6, three private schools, one public school. Galloway versus Rabin, if they make it that far. I think Tiana Thompson, again, it's hard to bet against her. I think that would be a very interesting game. I think that could be a close one. Uh, But Galloway, I do think D. Stokes would be a, a difference maker in that game with her size and her rebounding prowess. So I would have Galloway sneaking past the Lady Cats and then St. Francis and Athens Christian, really fun game. But if St. Francis goes to the press, I do wonder if Athens Christian is ready to deal with the super quick guards. Nia Young, Cameron Golston, has got a Georgia Southern offered under her belt. Desi Taylor, they just they come at you in waves. And then Samaya White, a reigning player of the year in the state for that classification. Six foot two going to Austin P is just a grown woman, just so good. Great outside touch as well. Uh, Aaliyah Courtenay, and then you got 
uh, Amelia Bassett, you just got all that big size. So if Athens Christian doesn't have that big size advantage against St. Francis, and St. Francis has that slew of guards and three-point shooting, it's just going to be really, really tough. And again, consider what St. Francis just did to the number two team in the state, who is Galloway. After they had to beat them on a tipping in their first matchup, what happened in the region championship just a couple days ago? That was a big-time win for St. Francis, 65-49 over Galloway. They were up about 20 points the entire time. So St. Francis is my pick to beat Athens Christian. St. Francis versus Galloway. I like St. Francis. I just think top to bottom, they're just too good with the guard play and the size inside. A complete team. St. Francis, one of the best teams in the state, and I think one of the best teams in the state repeats as state champs. Lastly, we will wrap up in Class A, Division II. Uh, this picture has changed a lot. Green Forest, uh, the heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. And Southwest Atlanta Christian was the heavy favorite maybe before that, um, before all their players were ruled ineligible and they had to play under a different school name in a freelance division. But we'll start at the top left-hand side. Telfer County, 11-13, and 13, Region 4, number 3. They will be playing... Region 1, number 2, Randolph Clay, 17-9 and nine overall. Uh, they came into the tournament. It was a wild Region 1 tournament. Randolph Clay was the 4 seed, and they ended up at the 2 seed. Uh, Randolph Clay, part of a, a, a really wild, I was really breaking down who beat who and this, that, and the other for these final state rankings. Uh, Randolph Clay just barely missed out on making it into the top 10. Um, but a good team at 17-9 in the most competitive region in this classification, I would like to say, uh, is Region 1 with the depth of it all. Um, Randolph Clay is my pick here, but I will say Passion Clay has done a nice job throughout the course of her career, is a good player, a good scorer for this Telfair County team at 11 points per game. She's tough. Samaya, Samaya McDuffie is really the one that makes him go at 18 points per game. Um they have, in the past, uh, really played well against stiff competition. And you, you had to think maybe did Randolph Clay um, play their best basketball peak a little too soon? Uh, we shall see. But Randolph Clay, it is going to be at home. And Randolph Clay is going to be tough to beat. They got Desiree Smith, uh, nine points per game. Tasia Hardwick, uh, 10 points per game, has been their, their top player, a really good defensive player. I believe she was Defensive Player of the Year last year in Region 1. So I'm going with Randolph Clay to get past Telfair County. Next up, ECI, Emanuel County Institute, the four seed out of Region 3, 2-18 and 18 overall. They play Clinch County, the defending state champs, 18-4, and four, Region 2, number 1. Uh, other than like a loss to uh, Charlton County, I'm pretty sure pretty much all of Clinch County's losses have come against bigger teams like Coffee. And teams of that nature, but Clinch County they rise all the way to number five in the state. I think they're peaking at the right time. Tiana Dorsey is a big body that is tough to stop in the low post. She has some nice um, post game skills to score down low. A girl that's looking to play at college, in college now, is uh, definitely worthy of some small school looks. Potentially even Division two could at least give her an eyeball. And then Amiria Dean, the sophomore, is just a dynamic athlete. So those two. When you're talking about 5'10", forward, and about a six-foot post, uh, they're really tough for clinch, and clinch is going to roll easily in this game. And they're a team that has maybe been slept on a little bit throughout the season, but they might be getting hot at the right time. Next up, Bowden, 2-17, Region 7, number 3. They play Chattahoochee County, 
Region 6, number 2 at 19-7 and seven overall. Chatco is number 10 in the state. I believe they will win this game. I don't foresee them having any issues. Uh, Jessica Carter is averaging 15 points per game. She's been really good all season long. And I like Chattahoochee County to win easily. Next up, Towns County, 17-10. and 10, The four seed out of Region 8. They were in the top 10, but then uh, a steady decline occurred. Uh, had some injuries throughout the season. Probably did not help matters. They will be playing Region 5, number 1, Johnson County. Region 5, number 1, Johnson County. They're 14-5 and five overall. Um, coming out of a region, which has always been a, a real question mark, they always struggle to report their scores on time. So a bit of a mystery. You're not 100% sure what you're going to get. Um, but looking at what they've had in store for this number 1 team, uh, Jeremiah... Uh, let's see, Kermia Blair has been their one of their leading scorers, about eight points per game. Uh, you also have Keandria Jenkins, about nine points. And then uh, Zia Lewis, close to ten points per game. So they're a low-scoring but balanced uh, team that can score the ball. Uh, and just kind of looking at what they did in the past, it, last year they had a similar finish. I believe they, they won their region last year, if I'm not mistaken, and had a similar amount of games. You know, they've only played 19 games so far, which is just crazy to think about. Um, but they did the same thing last year, and they lost to Chattahoochee County 73-67 in that first-round matchup. So uh, it will be interesting to see how Region 5 fares. I'm going to go with Towns County. I believe in Breland Steve King if she is healthy. Um, Kaylee Beaver is a good athlete that can rebound, and they got some other players. Scotland Fain uh, is one to keep an eye on as well. I think they're going to piece it together if they can handle the ball, if there's any pressure, and then just get the ball inside and knock down some open shots. and Just, just don't beat themselves. I think Towns County, considering they played in that Region 8 with LOA and uh, Warren County and Green County, all teams that are very, very solid, and a lot of those teams beat each other throughout the year. I like Towns County to advance, even though they are on the road. Next up, bottom left-hand side, Early County, Region 1, number 3. They are number 8 in the state. At 21 and 6, they will travel to Trutland, 15 and 11, the two seed out of Region 4. I'm going with Early County here. I think Early County, again, battle tested in a region that seems to be a very tough region. Uh, Jacora Russell uh, led the region in scoring at close to 22 points per game. Um, that's a strong four that can play a little bit on the outside and attack downhill and then gets her. Gets her money in the paint off rebounds and scoring around the basket. She's a tough-nosed kid that can really uh, put points on the board, so I trust her a lot. She is going to be a handful for a Trutland team uh, that is led by Shikaria Jackson, who averages 17 points per game. Uh, so maybe those two, you could see them going toe-to-toe, but I think Early County, even though they're on the road, I like the Bobcats in this one. Next up, Charlton County, 14-14, and 14, the four seed out of Region 2. They will be playing Montgomery County, 26-1, Region 3, number 1. They're third in the state. The only loss they had was to Jenkins County when Amir Banks did not play, and it was just the uh, Marley Bell show. And uh, boy, oh boy, can she put on a show. She scored all their points. I think it was 32 points that she scored. Um, but the, the Bell and Banks, those two combined, they do everything. Bell averaging a double-double. She's averaging over 23 points per game. Banks is at 17 points per game. Those two do all the heavy lifting, literally all the heavy lifting. 
So that's impressive, and Bell is a great athlete, plays a bunch of sports. The only thing that can scare me is if one of those girls gets hurt, if someone rolls an ankle, you're down to just one player scoring 98% of the team's points, it feels like, and that is a scary thing. But it hasn't affected them other than that one loss. Montgomery County does have some nice wins on the resume, and Bell is in the running for Class A Division II Player of the Year just having a monster season, and she's even knocked down 52-3, so it's not just all being an athlete and getting downhill. So I like Montgomery County to win this game. Uh, It should be a a game that they can handle. I know Region 3 hasn't had crazy amounts of success necessarily lately in the state playoffs, uh, but Montgomery County is a safe bet. Uh, And I think it's it's now or never uh, with Bell at the helm uh, against a Charlton County team that is uh, coming off a, a, a loss, what, loss in the region, consolation loss to Turner County. So they're not necessarily playing super hot basketball right now. Uh, but they do have a big-time score that you have to keep an eye on if she's still out there. Um, Christiana Farmer has been really good this year, and Trendy Hamilton averaging 12 points per game. But it looks like Farmer, if she's hurt, that could be a major issue. And if that is the case, that could be a reason why You've seen Charlton County slide, and it looks like, according to our max prep, she hasn't played since December. And if that's the case, uh, I feel really good about Montgomery County, and that's a real shame for Charlton County. Next up, we have Region 6, number 3, Macon County, 18 and 9. They will travel to Christian Heritage, 16 and 11, the two seed out of Region 7. They are led by Brooklyn Stallion, a first team all region pick. And then on that second team, London Wagner, Carly Bramlett, and Taylor Fisher round out the team for the Lions. Macon County, uh, looking at what they did in Region 6 in the region tournament, uh, they beat Schley County 43-39 to get the three seed, and that was after Macon County lost to Chatco, Chattahoochee County 46-39. And in this region, in Region 6, um, Macon County, they've always been a team that's pretty tough up the middle, that rebounds well. Morgan Cochran, uh, a good guard, averaging 13 points per game, has really paced them this year. I'm going with Macon County here, um, but I would not be surprised at all if you see Christian Heritage in Dalton protect home court in the, the Lions' den and gets the job done and advances to the next round. But I'm going to go with Macon County from Montezuma to make that trip up there and provide some um, some toughness and to knock off Christian Heritage. But that's a game I got my eye on. I could see it going either way. And lastly, on that left-hand side, Twiggs County, the four seed out of Region 5. I don't understand how this is even remotely correct as far as what their record shows. Their record shows they're 4-26, and 26, which would be violation upon violation as far as how many games you can play during the season. Um, so I have no idea. But they're the four seed. They will lose to Lake Oconee Academy, 19-8, and eight, Region 8 champs. They're surging hot. They graduated so many great players. Jada Williams, Georgia Bosart is still in the mix. Um, Hannah Heining graduated, a couple others. They lost in the state championship game last year. But LOA is scorching hot right now, feeling really good with Bosart leading the charge, Ainsley Padgett stepping up, a youngster uh, hitting some big shots, a good score. Uh, They're going to be able to take care of Twiggs County and try and make it back to Macon for a third consecutive season. Top right-hand side, Wilkinson County, 12-15, three-seed out of Region 5. 
They will travel to Warren County, Region 8, number 2, 19-6 overall. They lost a heartbreaker to LOA in that region championship, 57-55. That was a region that was really hotly contested. Uh, after maybe that first go-round in the region, uh, pretty much everybody started beating everybody and started playing very, very well. I, I think Region 8 could be a region to keep an eye on as far as a couple teams making Sweet 16, possibly even Elite 8 runs. But I like Warren County to win this game and beat Wilkinson County. Uh, you're looking at a team in Warren County, uh, led by some really good young guards. Courtney Bray is averaging over 19 points per game, and Jay Lee Allen, 16 points per game. Those two can play, especially Allen, who I've seen with my own two eyes. Those two can play, and I think they're going to be very tough, and they are going to be able to topple Wilkinson County. Next up, Schley County is a sacrificial lamb at 16-12, and 12, the four seed out of Region 6. They play the number one team in the state, Green Forest, 22-5 and five overall, coming out of Region 7. Um, Green Forest, they're a bunch of six foot six. It's an international program. Name your country in Europe. They probably have a player. Name your country in Africa. They probably have a player representing their their hometown, their homeland. Uh, Eric Nguai is a six four, six five, six six. I've seen multiple reports. A uh, post player that is supposed to be heading to Central Florida. Um, the region player of the year. Uh, have fun pronouncing these names. Uh, Malika Lazarevic. Uh, I apologize, but she is the player of the year. They're huge. They're massive. They're going to beat everybody in this classification, I would tend to believe. I think that would be one of the biggest upsets in the state. You talk about Grayson would be a huge upset to get knocked off. Uh, Hebron Christian would be a massive upset to get knocked up. But I think possibly, maybe... Green Force would be the biggest upset in the state of Georgia if they do not win a state title this year. But I have them beating Schley County, and I have them winning a lot of games come March and February. Next up, Turner County, 15 and 13, Region 2, number 3. They play Portal. Region 3, number 2, 11 and 15. Portal is enjoying a great turnaround season. They've done a terrific job um, getting the Panthers on track over there. I think they're going to fall to Turner County. I know Turner County is nowhere near what they've been the past couple years but I still do think Turner County coming out of Region 2, um, I think they're going to be dangerous. They could potentially peak at the right time. Uh, they are the three seed. They played okay basketball, determining what they've done in the region tournament. Um, they went and uh, beat Charlton County in the consolation game. Before that, they lost by 20 to Atkinson County, a team that's really popped up out of almost nowhere to have a great season. But with that being said, I do think they will be able to beat Portal. But Portal has had, like I said, a great season. London Blackman, uh, Rashonda Khalil, Glenn Lowe, all those girls uh, having really good years for Portal and putting them back on the map. Next up, Terrell County, Region 1, number 4. They're 19-7. and seven. They're number 7 in the state. They were the number 1 seed heading into that region tournament, if I am not mistaken, out of Region 1, which was just a wild, wild region. They were the number 1 seed, and now they get to play Wilkid, uh, Wilcox County, 25-2, and two, Region 4, number 1, the 4th-ranked team in the state. So that terrible... Terrible slip and slide for Terrell County. Uh, they got beaten overtime by Randolph Clay, 49-48. Uh, after they they swept Randolph Clay in the regular season, and then they lose to Early County, 48-42, um, and they split with them during the the season. Um, just a tough break 
for Terrell County, a team that was really rolling. Uh, I think they're going to be dangerous. This is probably on paper. This looks like it, it, it's got to be the best game in the state as far as Class A Division One, Two, Division Two goes. Uh, I'm going with Wilcox to win. Wilcox at home. Um, they are the home team, as I mentioned. I think it could be challenging once you get to the road games at this time of year. Uh, home court advantage really does matter. I think it really does help a lot. Um, but Wilcox is going to have to play very well if they want to beat Terrell County. Terrell County, uh, Teandria Rogers is averaging over 11 points per game. She's their, their go-to player. Uh, just a balanced attack. Jerry, uh, Jam Mariana Smith is averaging seven points per game. I think it's going to be a good one. I'm going with Wilcox because they're at home, but trust me, I'm not surprised at all if Terrell County gets the job done. Bottom right-hand side, Green County. They were surging for a little while, but they get the three seed out of Region 8 at 14 and 12. They play Glasscock County, 13 and 10, Region 5, two seed. I'm going with Green County here. Again, they've seen some really good competition in Region 8 all throughout the season. I'm going Green County to make it to the Sweet 16. Next up, we have Mount Zion Carrollton, uh, 1 and 17. Not sure if, you know, we got results missing from region seven which was a really screwy region as far as some of these teams go reporting their their scores uh but they play taylor county 24 and 3 region six champs are number two in the state taylor county uh, this should be a game that is uh an easy win for them i like taylor county this is a, a tough group they have good guard play they have some strong forwards jada ford is averaging 15 points per game uh she's done well throughout the season Alasia uh, Montgomery, 11 points per game. Delayla Lowe, 10 points per game. And then Trista Bennett, that scrappy little point guard, makes him go. Hustler, 9 points per game. So uh, Taylor County should roll past uh, a Mount Zion Carrollton team that is nowhere near what they were the past few years. Next up, we have Jenkins County, 14-12, Region 3, number 3. They will travel to Atkinson County, 18-9, the two-seed out of Region 2. Uh, Atkinson County has been very strong this year. Jakari Northcutt is averaging 18 points per game. Uh, she can put points on the board. Uh, the freshman, that's that's why Atkinson County has been so good. you got a freshman scoring 18 points per game. Uh, that always helps matters. And then you got a sophomore in Kamari Moore chipping in close to 15 points per game. So a nice tandem. Uh that Atkinson County has to rely upon. And Jenkins County, you're looking at Jenkins County, uh, a team that also has some good players uh, that can score the ball. Uh, they do have that one big win over um, Mount, um, let's see, Montgomery County. Uh, that was a big win for them. Jenkins County with the girls. They do have a couple players. Let me make sure I give them the proper credit uh, Shania Lake is a name I'm thinking of off the top of my head, and that does sound correct. The senior guard, if she is healthy, uh, she's a really good player. But I'm thinking that Atkinson County, with that young team and playing at home, I like Atco to win. Lastly, Hawkinsville, four seed out of Region 4, 11 and 11. They play Seminole County. Region 1, number 1. They came into that grueling region tournament as the three seed and walk out as champs, beating Randolph Clay 47-40 in the championship after knocking off Early County 54-49 in this semifinal round. Um, this team has a very tough team. They're very well coached. 
Uh, Seminole County is led by Tenario Williams, 13 points per game. She's hit over 43s on the season. And then they have Zykeria King as well, 12 points per game. And they've won some crazy wild games in close fashion throughout the year. So Seminole County's tough. I like them to beat a Hawkinsville team that does have talent on the roster. Now for the final four. I'm going Clinch County in the top left, Early County, bottom left, Green Forest, top right, Taylor County, bottom right. Early County sees Green Forest in the title game, and Green Forest is my pick to win it all. And with that, that is all 128 games previewed. Thank you for listening. I will see you all in the gym, and stay tuned for the boys' podcast, and of course, the next couple rounds, Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four, and State Championship podcast preview.